Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. If you like a lot of wrestling on your YouTube, join our cult. Ross, join not, our cult. Ross not happy with that one. No, I just I was enjoying seeing you do it. It's, 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 all, it's, killing it's, all, it's awkward, isn't it? <laughs> I do it. Matthew said a couple of weeks ago that you don't join in with it. Me? Uh, both of you. Yeah, we do. It's oh, a really? moment to shine. Yeah. Okay. yeah just give him, the, give him the floor. How are you doing, pal? Matthew's off this week. But um, we've got Adam stepping in as no. well. Adam Pacitti. What? Not the other one. If anyone doesn't know him, it's Adam Pacitti from Colgate. <laughs> <laughs> what a start. And Ross is here as well. <laughs> How are you staying, pal? I'm bloody <laughs> wonderful. Uh, yeah, Matthew's been hit by the flu. Uh, no doubt if he was sat, he'd be saying, I've been hit harder than a gun to chop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's off ill, so hope he gets well very soon. But are you doing all right? Fine. Adam? Yeah, really good. I feel the most caught up on wrestling that I have. Like, cause I've had to do two of these yeah. in the past fortnight. Um, and normally had I don't to. get to watch it. <laughs> I'm forced to do it. Uh, so, yeah, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. I've had a nice week. Excellent. Yeah, I feel like I was about to dive straight into the news, but I feel like this bit normally lasts a bit longer before the news. Uh, what do we normally do, Joel? Anything? Nothing? How are you, Joel? Are you all right, yeah. Joel? You good? Uh, oh, I'm good. Oh, he's got a mic. I'm good. Yeah. I've got a mic. I'm good. Good? <laughs> <laughs> nice. How is this episode 301 <laughs> of this like? Let's, uh, let's talk about what's been going on this week in the rest of the news. This comes courtesy of Aiden Gibbons, who sent me a lovely list of links. The lesser news ape. The lesser news ape, Aiden Gibbons. A gibbon is a lesser ape. Yeah, I got yeah, right. Yep. This is a Matthew invention. <laughs> Why Vince McMahon was removed from WWE Creative. Loading. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> uh, allow cookies, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, come on. What do we do? Uh, it was Ari Emanuel who basically told us about to get out because he made a deal that looked one way before the deal was signed. Then the deal was signed, and Ari Emanuel and TKO have basically done something else, haven't they? It basically sounds like they've they've wangled him out. Yeah, they've they've tricked him. Wazzled, he's yeah. gonna he's gonna be fuming with that. It's great, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's it is really, it's really funny. <laughs> could have had a nicer guy, really, could it? I think, was it you or was it Tom? Someone was saying that there's that, there's that, that when they announced the merger and everything, the official thing, and Ari Manuel's there going, like, this was never going to work without Vincent Flan. He's yeah, he's the go to guy, I think the quote was, and now he's just been. See you later. You're not good at your job anymore. Triple H is now fully in control of all the like main roster creative. And they feel, it feels as though I think they were happy with Triple H's role as creative, so they just went, Vince, you do the. Other stuff. He's doing like the the TV deals, isn't he? The deals, yeah, Smackdown's yeah, yeah. going back to USA mm -hmm. and Raw. I don't know, but Ari Manny will mention changing Raw's day, didn't he? A couple of weeks ago in the press, which would be open to it, which sent this podcast into a panic. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, um, in case it's on like a Saturday or a Thursday, Wednesday, imagine, Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, anything. of course. Yeah. But um, I just think it'd be quite sad just for the tradition as well. Yeah, Monday it's been night a long time, hasn't it? Longer hasn't... than. 
longer than my lifetime. Uh, wait, no, 93? <laughs> yeah. Okay, nearly longer than my lifetime. <laughs> um, but still, like, it's it's been such an institution of wrestling. I think it'd be quite sad. Yeah, it would be yeah. sad. They'll, they've will proven it time and time again. They'll do what is best for business and yeah. all that, won't they? So if yeah. they can get more money by shifting it to a different day. Yeah, it would be sad, though. It would. Um, elsewhere, WWE considers Tony Khan's tweets a declaration of war. <laughs> Now, what did we think? Choice of, words in this particular. Well, yeah. <laughs> what do we think of Tony Khan's tweets? Because I think it's a bad look. I don't think I he's think helped I'm himself. Proper tit. He has, hasn't he? Yeah. And, and like, I know some people are just like, oh, he's trying to rile him up. He's trying to get more attention on the product. Mm. Sure, maybe people are going to be visiting Tony Khan's personal Twitter feed a little bit more. Um, but does that generate increased viewing figures? Probably not. Um, and Tony Khan, up until this point, for for his little quirks and all that, has been fairly likable. Right. I think he's a fairly likable guy on TV. He's awkward, and there's something quite cute about that. <laughs> as far as billionaires go, yeah, he's right. one of the more likable ones, yeah. Uh, and now he's doing this stuff, and I just think he's coming across really poorly. The one that... Juvenile. Especially the one where he's talking about how his, his mum was ill and stuff. Obviously really horrible and everything. Horrible situation. But he was saying like, and people were trolling me on Twitter while I was caring for her or at her bedside at hospital. And I'm like, that should be the last thing on your mind when that's going on. Don't t- check yeah. your Twitter about your wrestling show. Like, it, it didn't make him, didn't humanize him very much. And, and I think the, it was meant to. The contract tampering during that, that period. That was it, sorry. As the if contract WWE tampering, knew yeah. that situation. If the contract tampering was going on, I don't think it was an intentional thing. It's like, oh, no, yeah, that's why they did it. Yeah. <laughs> right. I think, they just, down. I think they just wanted Regal back. Yeah. <laughs> well, lads, I was listening to Brian Alvarez, who is a respected, you know, mm. media personality man. And he was saying that Tony Khan does this on purpose because these wacky tweets get lots of impressions. Then he immediately tweets either just before, or just after an upcoming match for the next show that's going to happen. And <sighs> that drives viewers to the product. This right. is from Brian Alvarez, who definitely doesn't have the metaphorical schlong in his mouth. Oh, the metaphorical, but you've said yeah. metaphorical, so it's okay. Yeah. So Something like 80% of Twitter users aren't delivered tweets in chronological order. They're delivered via an algorithm. Oh, yeah, so that, that yeah. doesn't really make sense to yeah. me. Unless you go on his, his page, which they might do, and then scroll and see that, hey, Bandido's in action on Wednesday. No disrespect to Bandido. Do you know Poor what I mean? Bandido. I, I think it's foolish. Uh, um, also, I, I remember, the, obviously, the punk thing. I'm a big fanboy for CM Punk, right? Still, but yeah, uh. yeah, he's been done dirty, but um, partly his fault. But they didn't—they didn't pick him up from the airport. <laughs> um, but I'd rather see Punk wrestle than not. And if his crime is being a bit of an ass, wrestlers have done worse and still managed to be beloved and all that sort of stuff. Anyway, um, but it was when Tony said he feared for his life. Now the footage hasn't come out of what happened at Wembley, but that's when I started to think: Is Tony Khan a bit out of touch with this billionaire man? He's a little man. <laughs> he's a puny little man, What's which is what we've on? got to remember. What's happened here? Well, no, he's in the, he's in the face of CM Punk, who's deceptively massive, I imagine. Yeah, I've never probably, seen him in yeah, the I've never seen him in the He's a big, yeah. thick boy, I imagine. Samoa Joe was there. He's massive. Tony yeah. Khan, he's a little man. That's true. Pick him up and put him on the shelf. Maybe we'd have been scared in that situation. Probably we would have. Maybe. Um, Also, back to WWE news. WWE are apparently, reportedly, trying to get Randy Orton back for Survivor Series. I thought we might never see him again. Yeah, there were reports circulating to that effect, weren't there? Uh, It'll be great to have him back. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to see him do stuff on his own again. Obviously, Riddle's not there anymore. I was a little bit worried that they were going to just throw them back together and start Mm. where they left off, and I'm glad that's not happening. But it was so fun. (laughs) Hey, Wendy. (laughs) 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 I'm trying to think what voice you do. I know it's a Riddle. 
impression, but it's, is it Randy Newman-esque? It's, it's kind of a hybrid, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, Randy Newman. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there was that footage from the PC with his new boots, wasn't there? All the fans going, oh, we caught you, Randy. He was like, shoosh. Yeah. Um, it would be an appropriate pay-per-view for him to come back at because he's the king of Survivor haven't Series. Have him come back in a flaming casket. Oh. Harking back to 05, whatever, yeah. 06, 05. Who's going to be the Randy in the ring going, oh, no. Who is that going to be? Undertaker. A heel Drew McIntyre. After yeah. he wins, He wins the title off Rollins. It will get to that, but Drew's been... He's been a shifty man on Monday Night Raw. I'm yeah. enjoying it. Yeah, so. Layers. <laughs> yeah. It's like a novel. I don't know what's going to happen next. Um, also, AW schedule, uh, the AW schedule is apparently causing difficulties for some wrestlers. I'm not too surprised. It, there's a lot going on. How, what, do they do house shows now still? Or have they not done those for They've done them for a while. Okay, yeah, think. fair enough. Um, I thought it was, it's a lot easier than WWE schedule. Just travel yeah, arrangements. Surely. Um, it's so people not picking them up from the airports, isn't it? That's the issue. I'll read the. I'll read Aiden's. <laughs> oh no, this was written by our own Andrew Kelly. I'll read Andrew's words in the Wrestling Observer newsletter. Dave Meltzer explored why this is happening and what those in AW have said about it. AW schedule is less frequent than most promotions, but this has led to wrestlers getting hurt worse due to their bodies not being in the groove as much. Ring shape. Um, maybe Ring if you've rust. taken like a long time off, hmm. but surely if you're resting like once a week, is that with it's plenty? We don't. We're <laughs> not, not the people that <laughs> We don't know. Um, there's been a major update as well on the plans for WrestleMania 40, the main event specifically. Cody Rhodes has long been anticipated, says Aiden, as the challenger for Roman Reigns' championship in the main event of WrestleMania 40 ever since the defeat uh, in the main event of WrestleMania 39. Questions arose around a possible rematch after The Rock made his surprise return uh, on the September 15th edition of SmackDown, with the former WWE champion revealing earlier that it, uh, earlier that day a match with Reigns was locked in for WrestleMania 39 and then fell through. This will be The Rock's first match since a six-second win over Eric Rowan at, <laughs> at WrestleMania 32. But it might be on the horizon, which would be... Uh, oh, no, sorry. Instead of all that Rock stuff, though, Sports Illustrated has now reported that unless there's a drastic change in the coming months, Cody Rhodes will be headlining WrestleMania 40. That's really encouraging, isn't it? Because up until now, I've always, like, if I've had to do news about it, I've been like, well, if Rock's available for WrestleMania, they'll, they'll do Rock versus Rome for WrestleMania, obviously. Surely. But the fact that they're prioritizing the long-time story that never ends, yeah. uh, is I think that's quite encouraging. I have mixed thoughts because I've been banging the drum for about a year now, so, well, since WrestleMania, saying it's going to be Rollins. Rollins is going to be the one who beats Roman. Mm. It's looking less and less likely now, and I feel like a fool. But uh, Cody deserves it, I think. I feel like if Rollins was the man to beat um, oh, I don't Roman. want. I don't want it to be Rollins. I just think. It, I just thought it would. No, have been. no, sure. But if if that was the plan, then they would have never put the world heavyweight title on him either. They'd have kept him away from the, the world title picture. Yeah, maybe. This means the Royal Rumble sewn up surely for Cody already. Do you think he's nah, missed out chamber. on the, doing the chamber? Missed oh. out on the draft, doesn't he? How do you do that in a baby? I'll oh, have him win the chamber match. Yeah, or? have a heel uh, in the Rumble, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Ah. Oh. Oh. For the other belt, because there's two. Sorry, yeah, they, they can have someone win the challenge, Rollins or whoever's the champion at the mm. time. Maybe Drew. Maybe it'll be Drew by then. Yeah. Hmm. Um. So that's all. I mean, uh, is that enough news? Let's do some banter. That's all the big hits, isn't it? Come on, let's do a bit of banter. What uh, pancake toppings do we like the best, guys? Tom Campbell, because he's a radio DJ, mm. hates Pancake Day because the only thing that anyone ever talks about on the radio on Pancake... What do you have on your pancakes? I'll have a bit of sugar and lemon, thank you and for he, asking. He was, and he was ranting about this in the office a year or two ago. And Aiden, <laughs> Aiden didn't 
get that it, every single time Tom would do an impression of someone going, ooh, what'd you like on your pancakes? And you just get Aiden in the distance just going, a little bit of Biscoff spread. <laughs> <laughs> me and Fraser were dying. Were you there for that? I as think well? so. It I... was unbelievable. I've seen it like float about on Slack. I... I'm a bit of an advocate for pleb conversation. Because no, that sort of stuff. It Matthew, is actually, Matthew was here, he'd be like, oh, Tory producer. No, no, no. Like, plebs. No. <laughs> just that, you know, the like, oh, what do you have on a on a fry up? What's the best crisp to put in a crisp sandwich? Small, I think are they're you really fun to talk about. Are you a small talk? Is that what you're saying? Lower brow, not no, high concept. I'm like, I mean, no way you, low. Because whenever we have banter, me and you, Adam, you like to talk about high abstract metaphysical concepts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah that's why I never talked to you. <laughs> but yeah, we can have some we can have some pleb banter if you want. What's the pleb topic? <laughs> Joel, got any suggestions? I, I, I liked Adams of uh, what crisps put on a crisp sandwich. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Oh yeah. Well, uh, crusts off first and foremost. Let's not, let's not mess around. You got to get that flattage, haven't you? <laughs> You got to get that crunch, and that is obstructed by the crust. I find. Yeah, it could be. Mm. Um, uh, the uh, so the big news in our local Tesco, they've never got those Thai sweet chili McCoys, but they've got them back in now. Oh no! And uh, <laughs> <laughs> you were the one who wanted this. I wasn't even joking. Like, you were, yes, you were. No, I wasn't. Um, and I think they go really well with like a nice, just simple ham sandwich. Would you put the whole? Oh, you put ham in as well. Lardy No, if I've got a ham sandwich from Tesco, I'll oh. just shove it in with the ham. If not, I would have it on its own with no other fillings, yeah. It's a prompt cocktail for me, Jeff. Yeah. I don't really like crisp sandwiches. <laughs> Butter in. <laughs> we, didn't have, we didn't have them as kids. I think if you grew up with them, you <laughs> probably really enjoyed it. No, couldn't you afford them. them. <laughs> you made them yourself. That's all I was trusted to make yeah. until I was like 12 years old. Uh, Man wouldn't let us use the cooker. <laughs> Did you Bitch. graduate? What did you gra- do? You graduate to the cheese toasty. That's it was the cheese toasty maker. Then it was the toaster, the microwave, then the oven. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was the toasty maker. Was like the stepping stone <laughs> to the toaster for some reason because it had like a second where it would go <laughs> and like pop off by itself, mm. so you couldn't burn anything. This but, has yeah, been. It's been a fantastic conversation. Prom cocktail, <laughs> crusts off, butter in, squashed. Fantastic scenes. That was. I don't watch yours. <laughs> no, I don't eat them. Oh. I, I genuinely don't. I, they, they do nothing Never. for I was me. No. To wrap it up. I had an idea for a restaurant a while ago. <laughs> Apparently, it's been done already, but gentrified crisp <sighs> sandwich store. Like the cereal. Like one. the cereal killer cafe in. Uh, in London, Shorted? which I yeah, think is shut yeah. down because interest wanes to the point. Uh, I'm pretty sure it did. They used to get like bricks thrown through the window and spray like, painted yeah, and stuff because yeah. it was gentrified an area. But I think a fancy crisp sandwich cafe, all rustic styled, those hanging Edison bulbs, whatever they're called, I think people would go for that. It's ironic, isn't it? Is this an idea you've had just now or have you had this for a while? No, I've had this for a while, but it turns out it's been done. And it oh. relies entirely on press coverage, doesn't it? For the success of something like that. It's already been done elsewhere. I just assume London. It's My, a free unit around the corner. Let's yeah. get it. Should Let's do, do it. it. Yeah. My mum and dad have got an idea for a theme park called Giraffic Park, which is just everything's a giraffe theme. No dinosaurs. No, no. Just, 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 the dinosaurs aren't real, so there'd be, there'd be giraffes in there instead. Oh, real giraffes as well. I think so, but also... Like Diggerland, where you get just the roller coasters yeah. are just like that, like the neck, and it's down <laughs> yeah. like that, like the neck. Everything's I, straight. I think that the, like, the merch would be giraffe-themed. I think they've thought of the pun first and then pretended to me that it's an idea. There's a good yeah. toasty place at uh, King's Cross called Giraffe. Would Is recommend, that... yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a chain, Oh, it's up on the, the, yeah. at the, at the... I found out the other day, talking about like chain station cafes and stuff... Yeah. It's all operated by the same people. You know, like pumpkin, you only get those yeah. in train stations, but also you only get what's the what's the sandwich one? Like, I know what you mean. Like those those ones that you only get. 
It's all the same business. That's oh, a, oh, the same those people with a big issue. What? Directly comparable to that. They're all working together, aren't they? There was a big scandal in my hometown back in the mid-noughties where the big issue people were out there, you know, asking for people to buy the big issue. Then it turns out all, like, 20 of them who are in around the town centre all lived in the same mansion on the outskirts of Port Yeah, they all what? lived in the same mansion. No. Like a bedroom mansion or something. A lot of Eastern European gangs, apparently, they, uh. they, they all arrive in one place in the morning. You'll see them turn up in, like, a big van or something and then go around, which, is like, undervalues real homelessness. Oh, yeah, totally. Like values are up. We've really covered a lot of bases. Don't trust yeah. anyone, kids. Yeah. yeah. But do give to homeless people. Yeah. If they're real. That was. Check for ID. The week. And when no, you buy a big issue. Rest and it was just the news. Yeah. When you ask for a big issue, ask for their address as well. <laughs> I feel like Matthew's good at leaning into the chaos, and I'm really not doing well. But that was the wrestling news. Everybody get excited for the Cultaholic Hall of Fame. And now it's time for everybody's favourite segment, the Hall of Fame. I'm delighted to report. Well, first of all, I'll read the results in condescending order, which we learned is because Matthew forgets which one it is. It's, yeah. it's descending. Uh, no, it's not. It's, it's ascending. ascending. <laughs> I've done it myself. I'd like to apologise to Matthew. Um, I'm delighted to report that Grazer Ramon, the, the winner of the Fat Bear competition, lost 11%. I think the fat bear phase of the podcast is over. I feel like every week Matthew nominates a fat animal. It's born from somebody emailing the mailbag with a, a video link that I didn't want to open on my personal PC. So <laughs> I brought it to work and it turned out to be a compilation of fat bears. Reac and the actual bear, yeah. It spiraled from there, yeah. But he just every, oh, like a dog or something. But then when Andrew was on the podcast and he nominated that cat that managed a train station, Matthew wasn't having any of that. He, <laughs> Matthew was, what? it was in Japan. Matthew was like, <laughs> Matthew was like, oh, a cat's got a job. No, it doesn't. That's ridiculous. But if it's a fat bear or something or a, a big dog or a walrus, or was I, it, were you the were you the one who nominated the war? I didn't. No, the one that had a little on the on the on the play on the yep. Yeah, oh, I had it. Had it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one. Yeah. That walrus. Oh, the one that was. Yeah, 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 that was great. That one. Yeah. He disrupted the fireworks because he had to lay there and have a big Tommy. How does that disrupt the fireworks? No, they were waiting for him to finish. No, there was, yeah, that was it. There was a big fireworks display, and because this walrus was on the esplanade, they had to cancel it because he was too busy yeah. to cut himself off. Um, in second place, all people get ta shoot taken to the wrestling against their will, and it's lovely. It was lovely. This is a video that Ross showed us last week of an old couple being treated to the wrestling. They're just a little old couple who just live in. It looked like quite a. It was an island somewhere. Rural area. They watched Raw every week on the TV and then got taken to a oh, house show, yeah. Mm. But I, them, that yeah. was Ross's pick. I usurped that with my cheap pick of the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast, 54%. Nice. It was the 300th episode. And I thought I, I, it's been a while since I've won. So I'll I'll start then, because that's the order that we do things in. Um, I'm I'm delighted to say that I've got like the second half of a, a mystery that started last week, and I've, I've the story's come full circle. I finished the story. I was out the other night, and this lad approached called Matty, lovely lad, fan of the channel. He was like, "Oh, hi, Jack. Nice to meet you. I'm Matty. Um, I work in a bar called Alvino's." Now, uh oh, did flow. Uh oh, I don't know where this is going. Now, this could be cut out from the podcast, depending on what you say. Now, last week. <laughs> Ross told a story about him and you were with a friend and then a group of his friends. I was with two, two of my friends and then one of his friends who I didn't grow up with. I only know him through other friends. Yeah, yeah. He had two of his school friends with him. So you didn't, you weren't yeah. like best pals with everyone in the group. Oh, two of them, yeah. But not all but not, of them. The, not the two who did something. Now, <laughs> now um, he, this lad, Matty, who works in Alvino, said that, um, oh, yeah, I met Ross. I was the guy who he talked about on the podcast. And Ross said, well, what, what had happened? You went to the bar and he said hello. 
No, he, he came over to our table and right. was like, oh, I've got your podcast on right now. I'm oh, working. Right, I was yeah. like, oh, good on you. This, yeah. that, and you had a little conversation. Then he just walked away. Then a bit later on, after these two had been at the bar, who I didn't know before that night, mm-hmm. the, the the barmaid who was working with Matty yep. walked over and went, your two friends are C-words. Yes. And I was like, what have they done? But you walked off in such a mood, so I didn't get, get to hear what they'd done. I've learned what they've done. Right, fantastic. You don't know this. I don't know what happened, oh, no. Right. I was just at the table with my actual two it's friends. Not gonna, it's not shocking or anything. It's just <laughs> behavior that would get you... Th- told off in a mm. bar. They were messing with the wiring of the outdoor heaters, apparently. Oh. Ooh. Why were they doing that? Because some people kept turning them on and it was really hot. Oh, it sounds... Oh, oh right. So we were, we were the, we more to the story We were the here. table underneath the, the heaters. Right. And it was three weeks ago, so it was still, still summer. Yeah, it was yeah. still summer and the people kept turning them on and we were like, it's too warm. Well, like the people around the other end of the table. Yeah, who weren't even underneath. Like we were, it, yeah, it was there yeah. and we were like underneath So them. you decided to just dismantle I didn't personally. No, they, no. They, them two did, yeah. yeah. Well, Alvino's didn't take too far. <laughs> so I'm going to nominate. I, I was going to call him Matty from Alvino's, but I don't want to just reduce him to his job title. No, so get his full name out. Dox him. Yeah. So and his address. I, yeah. No, so instead I'll, 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 I'll just boil him down to my selfish personal experience with him and I'll call him Matty, solver of mysteries. That's my oh. Hall of Fame nomination. <laughs> I got told off in a pub. Okay. This, this week. Oh, no. No, no, this it, week? no, no it wasn't bad. I thought this I was, was in, when I was you were like 20. the weekend with uh, Tim and Ben. Yeah, I've met Ben. Um, so we had a... Hey, Tim. No, I've never met Tim. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, no, wait, I've met Ben. Yeah, yeah. The clever one. Yeah, the, yeah, the one yeah, they're clever. both very clever. Oh, oh, oh. Totally out of my depth. No, no pleb conversation. Went, <laughs> God, no. um, we went to a Sam Smith's pub. You ever been to a Sam Smith's pub? I feel I like you so. would have done Durham. There's um, one on the on the river's side. They, they, they've got some pretty Swan strict and three. rules. Yeah, I think no phones. Yes. They, yeah. yeah, I thought that was just a little joke, but if you get your phone out, they're like, put that away. That's what happened. Oh, really? Yeah. <gasps> I, and you know what? It someone was... messaging you like, Adam, the printer's broken in no, the office. Right. It, 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 this is like uh, 10 p.m. on a Saturday night. Mm. The pub's just reopened. So there's hardly anybody in there. And uh, Tim got told off first. And then they they went like that to me. Is that serious? But, yeah, right. I don't know how I feel about it. Because we, we were a group of three. There were probably... At most eight people in the whole pub because yeah. people didn't know that it reopened. Right. Two twenty a pint. Oh, in York, I put my phone away for that price. Yeah, right? so, so good. <laughs> but right now, like my granddad's just been in hospital. I, I felt like a child. I felt like I was like got told off for farting in assembly yeah. or something but like that. But you were checking an important think, thing, yeah, yeah. right? And you I should have told wanna... them. <laughs> no, they don't care. You're not allowed <laughs> to do that. You're not allowed to swear either. You're not allowed if to you get, swear. If you, get, if you swear, you're allowed oh, yeah. one swear as long as it's not too serious. <laughs> uh, but if you get caught a second time, you're out of there. Well, it's a good job that alcohol doesn't lead to <laughs> right. lowering of inhibitions or anything. <laughs> what? I'm yeah. starting to get my head around this concept. Mm. What do you mean? The no phone thing? The no Digital phone, the detox. no swearing. What are you supposed to do? I thought that was just that one in Durham because I assumed what it was to... supposed to do? Well, I, I assumed... <laughs> swearing at your phone. <laughs> I assumed it was to stop all the students just sat around because we... But no, it's every one of those pubs. It's to promote... Um, it's to promote a, a decent pub atmosphere that was... I want to say it was Orwell or someone like that described what oh. the perfect pub is. The bloke who runs it's a surely, oh, Humphrey. But how many great? Surely that's very Orwellian itself. Yeah, it's well, like that, that's the reason that seven, eight people were in there, right? Yeah. How many great conversations start with "Look at this on my phone that I've just yeah. seen"? Yeah, quite a lot. Chortle, oh, chortle, chortle. This podcast would be dead in the water. It wasn't oh, no. That's the very concept of the Hall of Fame segment, right? Good. Thank you for that. That's all right. Yeah. Um, Ross, <laughs> you came second. 
I did. What I. was your one this week? Um, I'm going to nominate a national treasure who passed away yesterday. Okay. And it's Dave the dog from Gogglebox. Now, I'd never seen Gogglebox. Oh, yeah, the no, Rottweiler. I, the pretty Rottweiler. Um, I'd never seen Gogglebox oh. up until lockdown. And then on your days off, you couldn't do anything. So you sat there watching easy to consume TV. Yeah. And that was Gogglebox for us. And got to know Dave, who was obviously at the start of Gogglebox, very young. He was 12 and a half when he passed away. Oh. Uh, two days ago, it would have been by the time this goes live. Uh, so, yeah, he's a beautiful dog. I don't know if Joe wants to get a picture up so people can see what a beautiful Rottweiler he was. Because they've got several, haven't they? Yeah. But he's like the star of the show. He kept headbutting his. Uh, his dad it was yeah. fantastic television every time he was on there there he is oh. um, so yeah Big Dave died this week so he so many memories a beautiful dog and also showed Rottweilers to be uh, of nice nature as well because obviously they're one of the breeds that get a lot of bad press because of the owners that bring them up in a certain way not necessarily how they are naturally so oh no you could tell Dave was a gentle dog he'd, yeah. like, he'd climb on his dad and try and like give him affection but his dad would be like, Dave, stop! No, Dave! It was really... That made that sound way more terrifying. It was, it was playful. It was it was all right. It it's fun. some age, isn't it, for a big dog like that, right? Is that... Is that I, a, I think that's a good age okay. for a, a big dog. He's a nice dog, isn't he? Yeah, yeah lovely, dog. lovely dog. Passed away. That is very sad. And he just got a new puppy friend the other week as well. Kayla was showing me yesterday. Oh. Uh, I can't remember what the little dog's name was, but there you go. Do you have any... Fa- do you have a favourite, like, couple or group on Gogglebox? Um, I don't really know to be honest with you. They're up. They're all right, aren't they're they? Norm, they're, 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 yeah, they're all right, aren't yeah. they? Um, I really like Giles and Mary. Giles and Mary. Hello, oh, strange. Specific, specifically Giles. I think he's a proper winder. He, he winds <laughs> her up, and she's like, "Stop it, Giles." That's just how much he loves her, though, Jack. You can see it in his eyes when he's doing it. They call each other Nutty. Yeah. Oh, hello, Nutty. And they've got a cat table in the middle of them, which is one of the most disgusting pieces of furniture I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> table. Get Giles and Mary, please, Joel. You'll see this horrible little table in the middle of them. I've not seen the show. I've never, never got around to watching it. You're always in your garden. Top left, top left, there you go, Joel. Table in the middle of them there, if you can zoom in on it. Ooh. It's horrible. It's a horrendous bit of furniture. When the cat sits on it? No, no, it's a, it's a, it's a cat. cat. Or, may, or maybe a dog. The, the pet usually sits on her. Yeah, but, the little dog. Yeah, yeah. Merlin. Merlin. Up the Merlin. What a name. Oh, we're having technical difficulties, of course. It really shows the great diversity in this country that one family's dog's Dave and the other one's Merlin. (laughs) (laughs) I bet she she used to be a model when she was younger, old Mary. I've seen that picture of her in the 60s. Unbelievable. (laughs) Oh, is she really fit? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Is that her there? Yeah. The black and white one. Let's have a look. Yeah, that's her there. That's it. That's both of them. That's how they... Up one, Joe. Oh. There you go. Jesus. (laughs) 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 absolutely absolutely disgraceful scenes on the podcast I like the hairdressers as well I think one of them is quite the comedian the hairdressers they live in Brighton now two women one's got the no men got curly hair oh yeah yeah Yeah. they're funny I like um, what his name is I like um, is it Jenny and Lee like in the caravan, the yeah. The older woman and the slightly younger bloke yeah. are just pals. And, oh, they're so funny. They have a right laugh, don't they? He, he looks like Aidan Gibbons. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Can you get Lee from Gogglebox up, please? <laughs> Adam, look at this. Is oh, that... he's the one that ate the face cream. They're the only ones yeah, that yeah, I've yeah, seen. Yeah, yeah. I've seen he, looks, he looks like an older Aidan. <laughs> That's one for everyone. The grey hair and the frown really brings out the Aiden in them. (laughs) (laughs) Jet black hair. Um, That's for everyone. No one listening has seen it. No, they might have seen him on one or two videos, maybe. You don't see it. Yeah. Okay. God. So Dave the dog. Uh, Dave the dog. Rest in peace. Yeah. 
Uh, I've got a game. Oh, I've got a game. Oh, no. I almost went for uh, Aid Edmondson because we're seeing him tonight. Me, right. uh, me, Owen, and Sam are going to see Aid Edmondson, who's shilling his new book, and mm. you've got to pay twenty-five quid for the pleasure. Okay. Um, so I was going to go for that because I've been watching a lot of Bottom recently, um, and <laughs> like, ooh, see, that's how they get you. <laughs> There you go, yeah. God's sake. Um, but actually, I found a really good thing that I played on stream the other day, and it's uh, Piers described it really well. It's GeoGuessr with time. It's called Chronophoto. Oh yeah. You'll love. We can play around if you want. Um, All right. So Chronophoto.app is the thing. So you've got to date the photo. Um, yeah, that's your one. Just press play. And you'll how how we do? Are we taking turns, or are we all having a guess and seeing who's closest? All, yeah, let's let's all take a guess. So you get there's only five pictures per round. So, um, what year is that from? Who gets to go first? Because that's surely quite specific. I'd say nineteen eighty one. I'm gonna go nineteen seventy eight. Yeah, it, I, it's around that time because glam rock got overtaken by punk, right? So I'll, yeah, I think seventy eight is a really good guess. I'll go seventy nine. Wow. Oh, 86. Wow. Wow. Oh, they've tricked us there. Yeah, they have. Yeah, no, that's not on. Don't like this game. <laughs> a lot, lot of visual clues to look out okay. for. I, but I'm bad with the fashion and the haircuts uh, and stuff. 2020. <laughs> Zoom in a touch. You can scroll on the, on the pictures, read some of these signs. Compulsory vaccination. <laughs> Down with compulsion. Right. Wow. Yeah. 2020. <laughs> um, stop the slaughter oh. of the innocents. Protest with compulsory vaccination. When would this when would have that been? Would yeah. this have been polio? Mm. Would this have been what was that late fifties? I don't know. I, I think you've given me too much of a clue there, so I, I might step. Yeah, out I wasn't of this watching round. when polio was about. <laughs> <laughs> that was my time away from the vaccines. I'll, I'll take, oh, I can't remember off the top of my head. Polio. I'll go mm. fifty. Yeah, fifty-seven works for me. Oh my God! Oh, Ross oh, again. Man. He's a natural. I was thinking it was a lot earlier. Like, it must be the, the old Spanish flu or whatever it was back uh, in the day. Yeah, it looks a lot later than nineteen nineteen. You do fair. history at school? No. Nah. Oh, that was one of the DOS classes. That for me, right? <laughs> I live Ooh. in the present. Oh, uh, Tubman in Japan. Uh, it's North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> it's not China. It's China. That's Mao, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> at least it wasn't just me. <laughs> We got there eventually. <laughs> All the Far Eastern countries will land on it. I'll say 1960. Leave it where it is. I've got no idea when Mr. Mao was around. Long time, I think. Quite a long reign. I don't think he ever got uh, ousted in an election, funnily enough. <laughs> Basing on the quality of the photo, mm. I think it's a touch early. I'll go 1950. No. Mm. See, it's a good way to look like a fool, this. I did this on stream, and it's terrifying. Because right. you look... If you've not got the historical knowledge, you look like That's a gonna be like twenty twenty one, isn't it? Yeah. Oh seventy five. Wow. Okay, well. Right. Not bad. Four, number four, five. Right. Oh, this'll be Clinton that, and... is a, that is an old looking Clinton. That is an old looking Clinton. Obama's there. I'd say that that's post twenty ten. Yeah, yeah. But Trump's not there. But would they invite him? <laughs> might be, might be form. Is it form? Who are these two lads at the front? That's Nixon, isn't it? 2014 is what I had. I'm going to go 2014. Probably some other old president. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 2014 is a good show. Oh. oh. Okay. Last one. Oh. Ooh, okay. What fight's this? Is that uh, David Tyson, A? Tyson Holyfield. Oh. Is oh. that not Tyson? It could be Tyson. Is, oh. I can't recognize Look at him. That from bloke giving the thumbs down. Try to look who else is in there. Buffer's got grey hair, but that's been the same since the 90s. Uh, so Budweiser logo, I don't it, think it's changed that much over the years. Is it Lennox Lewis? 
Can it might be Lennox with a haircut, yeah. Zoom in on the back of his shorts. Or the back Lennox. of the, the back of his corner. Yeah. Fuel. Fuel. Oh. Fuely. No, we're never going to. I've got no Yeah, well, 99, I think. Or was it 01 when they had that? I was going to say 01 in my head. But yeah. Did they have two? I don't know. I just had the one. Was it 01 when they had the big one? Lennox won, didn't he? Yeah. England. Rule Britannia. Yeah. <laughs> 01. I've no clue on this. Nice. Oh. We've done well all right done. there. Hey, that was fun. Yeah, it's really good, good fun, isn't it? I got a, I, I had a really good round on stream, which didn't make me look like a fool, as, as I've just done there. And I got like over 4,000 points. Maximum mm. per round is 1,000. We need to do a wrestling version of this. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. You know how the chat are like really mean and that? I bet they were pretending they were experts and stuff. Well, it's a hive mind thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. you, I'm up against however many people are watching, a few hundred people watching. And obviously, collectively, they've got way more knowledge yeah. than me. yeah. So, but then they act like you're stupid for not having that level of yeah, knowledge. Yeah, I do it all the time. You're right. Yeah, I'd, I wouldn't be able to hack it. I'd be so sad. It's hard work. People are like it? trying to change Man and tactics on Football Manager and stuff. Do this, do that. We're we're slipping into relegation. Yeah. We had a bad one yesterday. Just block them all. <laughs> <laughs> all the fans. Um, hey, that was uh, this week's Hall in Hall of Fame segment. I nominated um, Matty Matty Solver of Mysteries. Grass. Uh, I nominated Do Dave the Dog. <laughs> From uh, Gogglebox <laughs> and Chronophoto.app, if you want to play at home. And you can. And what does Matthew say? These are these are yours and yours alone. If you want to vote for them, uh, at patreoncom forward slash cultaholic. That's us. This week in the wrestling. It's this bloody week in the wrestling. Ah, ah I'm doing his thing. Ah. ah. This week in wrestling. Uh, I've, I've again. I've neglected to do any. Funny puns. Why? It's the only reason people watch. Can't be arsed. It's so it never gets it never gets the respect it deserves. Matthew will just read it in a, a withering tone. But you get to read it in your own tone today. But I'm not bothered. So so there. Fine. I know. When I did it a couple of weeks ago, I just copied and pasted it all from WWE.com for like the NXT stuff. That's a very right. 2018 move for this podcast. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. It's easy though, isn't it? Yeah. And it's all so dramatic as well. Shockingly, the challenger ran to the rescue and yeah. With a blistering punch that yeah. knocked her off. Her. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Smackdown, which feels, which always feels ages ago when it gets to the next week's podcast. John Cena opens the show, but is interrupted by Roman Reigns on the bloodline. Roman says he he's the greatest of all time, not John Cena. Cena says WWE is an unpredictable place and brings out L.A. Knight. Yeah. Knight tells Roman things have changed since he's been away, and now he's the fastest rising star in SmackDown history. Jimmy Uso attacks from behind but gets thrown out of the ring, so Roman decides to leave, instructing Solo to forget about Cena and take care of L.A. Knight, so Solo challenges Knight to a match tonight. Oh, a little rhyme at the end. It's yeah. Delightful. I've described Paul Heyman's hair going back to black as storytelling of the highest order. It is. Um, so that says a lot about me, I guess. Uh, fair play to John Cena for saying he hasn't earned his title shot. I hope, uh, shot. Sorry, I hope Goldberg is watching the dick <laughs> from back in the day. Um, and I guess we saw the past of the torch moment. Next year's WrestleMania main event <laughs> was signed, sealed, and delivered on this segment of SmackDown because John Cena handed the torch or the oh. microphone to a certain The Rock in the ring. So we'll see LA Knight in the main event of WrestleMania next year. I felt sorry for Roman Reigns in this segment because LA Knight was really bullying him. Good. Went, Pissed your pants yet? That's a nasty thing to say. No, that's what you would yeah. say. I wouldn't say that to Roman Reigns. If you had the Kavorka of LA Knight, you'd say it. But we don't have that here. I despise John Cena's uh, like selfless babyface acting when he's like, 
This guy. <laughs> because he's, he wants all the attention on himself still. And he's very like... Look but he's, he's doing it while giving like the onus to everybody else in the ring at the same time. It's conflicting. He was finding this. Yeah, it's conflicting fair, from John. Right. Yeah, it, it worries me that this is coming at the wrong time for LA Knight. Yeah, because it can't really go that far, can it? Like, they have the match, and that's LA, like main event. Bloody LA Knight, fantastic crown jewel. You would assume um, that's great. But the way what after that? Th then he yeah. Then he well, drops down. then he'll then he'll commence with his title reign that he's oh, won. Right, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> I also really enjoyed Cena, Cena's acting when he tried to warn LA Knight that Jimmy Uso was behind him. Oh, yeah. Didn't say anything, <laughs> just went, oh. This is why it confirmed there that Jimmy does think he is the tribal chief, though. You're the quarterback? Aye. You're the quarterback, Jim? Aye. And also, The Rock, just to see how good he is, this is LA Knight. Because well, yeah, yeah. he is the most electrifying man in sports entertainment. He had a basic thugonomics reference in his promo when he was speaking about Roman, uh, like saying to Roman, that's a good way to be referred to in the past tense. Yeah, yeah. I saw this on Twitter. I didn't know off the top, the top of my own no, head. I, I saw need it to, uh, yeah. well. That's a lyric from Basic Thugonomics. Yes. I'm not that sad to oh. know that. <laughs> oh, do you know that, do you? It's on my Spotify. You're down. <laughs> <laughs> um, in Pretty Deadly's return match against the Brawling Brutes, Elden Prince fakes a leg injury before rolling up Ridge Holland for the win. Loved Excellent. It. So good. I feel the same way about this Pretty Deadly stuff as how I felt as a young lad watching Hardy's Edge and Christian and the Dudleys, right? Not in the quality <laughs> of the matches. No, stick with me here. <clears throat> I find it the most entertaining part of the show. That's what I always look forward to. More so than like Rock Austin, for right. example. I think they've got the opportunity to do something really special. It's just a joy to watch, isn't it? It's so They're fun. It's so funny, yeah. So really entertaining. Yeah, it's the bit where they the, say the doctors feared he'd never walk again when it was his shoulder that was injured. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's classic stuff. Bravo, Booch was the main man here. Oh. He was wrestling just like... No, just Booch. Okay. It was all about Booch, wasn't it? Uh, he was wrestling like Pete, but he's still called Booch, but he is just Pete now. They can just... Call him Pete. Just call him now. Pete, yeah. yeah. Come on, it's been too long. Um, but yeah, the Elton Strong moment where he pulled uh, Kit up onto the apron for no reason whatsoever, just to show his shoulder was fine. That was spine tingling. <laughs> <laughs> and then spine tingling. Obviously, shades of Ric Flair for the finish of the match as well. Pretend to be injured. Yeah, it wasn't like a, they could have. I think production could have maybe hidden it a bit better because they really zoomed in on him going, "Oh no!" But yeah, it was it was good. Um, how high can Pretty Deadly get? How far can they go? Oh, they can reach the sky. Okay. Yeah, I, th I think they'll bag the tag titles, hopefully, in the next year, you'd hope. I just, I, as long as they're just consistently on TV, don't yeah. get hurt again, I'm happy. I feel like I probably laid it on too thick with that Edge and Christian Hardy's Dudley's thing. But, but I really do feel. Oh, yeah, yeah. I really do feel that that's the thing that I look forward to. But now they're back anyway on on the shows. That's the thing that I would be tuning in for. Yeah, if I didn't have to. Um, Bobby Lashley interrupts Carlito's backstage interview, but it's all a distraction for the Street Profits to attack from behind. They beat him down until Adam Pearce and road agents break it up. Jason Jordan was there, I believe. Bailey turns up and asks why everyone's throwing Carlito a pity party while he's lying there injured. Zelina Vega argues with her, so Pearce books a match between them later on. Carlito yeah. is so full of the roids. It is. He was stood. No, no, no. Allegedly. He was stood next to Bobby Lashley. And no he euphemism. was. He no was the same it. width as Bobby. Yeah, he's this a is Carlito Caribbean cool we're talking about here. Yeah, he's the body guy. That allegedly, when it's you that's alleging it, is so good. <laughs> 
It's not it's just, it's just me that's it's just I get distracted every time I see him these days. It's huge. I loved uh, I love Bailey turning up just being a nuisance, the worst possible time. Yeah, making it all yeah. about her. I think it's great stuff. Um uh what Carlito's got the apple back. He has, yeah. 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 And he yeah. said in the press this of some sort of press over the last seven days uh, that he didn't want the theme to be changed, but they said we're changing it. What do you want? He said he wants a bit more drums, a bit more bass, and that's what yeah, they gave him. Yeah, but why? Why change that? Thing? I don't know. Weird. It's when he ran out of that at the pay per view at Fastlane, and it's like ding, diddly, ding, ding, diddly. Well, it wasn't that. Well, they got the yeah. opening line wrong as well, didn't they? What was it? Like, it used to be I spit in the face yeah. of people who don't want to be cool, mm. and then it, all of a sudden it's like you think you know the cool. No. Just like Edge, obviously. I don't know what it was, but it was different. I don't know what to make of the you think you know him. I don't. It jars me a bit when they say it gets drowned out the him bit. I think. Yeah, by the crowd. By the crowd, yeah. All ten people going, wow, he's here. <laughs> we head next <laughs> to the Bloodlines locker room. Jimmy is explaining his failed attack on LA Knight. Roman asks Jimmy if he was the leader, what would be his next move? Uh, Jimmy says he'd get Jay, but Roman says Jay is old news. He just happens to be holding the tag team titles with Cody, which they want back, but he doesn't care about Jay personally anymore. I was annoyed by this segment. Why? We've waited all this time for Roman to come back. Jimmy pretending he's the tribal chief and doing stuff he shouldn't be doing just for Roman to go, I'm in charge, you know. And Jimmy just to go, yeah. Do you think it'll lead? Do you think it'll lead somewhere? I don't know, but it was just I was expecting the first time they come together for like a bit more. I don't, I don't know. I was just a bit disappointed by this segment. That whole thing at SummerSlam when Jimmy cost Jay and rejoined the Bloodline for some reason, even though he was the first one to leave, has never been paid off. It's never no. made sense. No. It never will do. No, I don't think it ever will either. Well, I didn't get it right. I, maybe I've missed something here. They want the tag titles yeah so fast forward a bit and i know we'll talk about it in a minute uh they're now in the hands of the judgment day again was that any better oh yeah they helped them working yeah, in help cahoots them. aren't they yeah oh, behind the yeah. scenes they had well, a little meeting last week didn't but, they? yeah why does it help them is it because cody and jay are so strong i don't know they work together therefore they know their weaknesses okay yeah that's exactly what they'll say on tv um, <laughs> next up was the match between, uh, between Bailey and Zelina Vega. Bailey wins after a distraction from Eo Sky. They beat Vega down until that lovable baby face, Charlotte Flair, makes the save. Nice see Bailey get a win. Doesn't happen that often anymore. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That is true. Charlotte, I can't cheer her. Even when <laughs> she's running in heels like that. You don't want me the first one to pick up on that sort of behaviour from her. What, running? Yeah, her shoe, whether the shoe's oh, on or the shoe's oh, off. Someone definitely had a foot fetish <laughs> with Charlotte Flair. She used to kick her shoes off and be like, oh, yeah, then it was weird. No one else remember this? <laughs> <laughs> she ran down to the ring like a gazelle this week there with was, those heels on. There was definitely a point in time for a, a span of about maybe two months or something where for some reason she'd get into all sorts of brawls barefoot. And I was like, someone's doing this on purpose. No? Who's she, just left creative? Yeah, maybe, maybe. Tony Atlas. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I've written down in my notes that Bailey versus Zelina was like Rey Mysterio versus the great Carly from back in the day, which is <laughs> odd for me. Way? I don't know, just a little person versus a big person sort <laughs> yeah, of thing, I sure. guess. Um, surely not a big person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was a nice three, let me get this right, a nice three 0.5, from Zelina Vega, mm. who did a 6-1-9, but in the bottom row. Yeah, that's um, good. So it's half of it. Yeah. Um, and that was it for the match. It set up the title match for next week, I guess, which is fine, but... Zelina Vega is so small. Was it Sam or Fraser who interviewed her? Either, whichever one it was. Oh, she yeah, was the picture tiny. next to her. She was like... Oh, was it you? There on me. I was stood... In, well, Fraser interviewed her, Fraser but Fraser interviewed here. her. Right. She Why have I thought Sam... Oh, no, Sam interviewed Rhea Ripley and was taller than her, and it shattered my... <laughs> Was he? Was he taller? Yeah. Matthew was devastated. He was like, oh, it's just ruined everything. Because <laughs> he wants her to be this 
Yeah. He, she can still pick Matthew up. Oh, she pick, she'd be oh, on either yeah. side. Yeah, easily. I don't um, know about us. I think she struggled with me. Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> She's a very strong lady. Um, Triple H arrives for his big announcement. I was listening to my time the other day, and I was like... Does anybody know who's sleeping with who? That's really late in the song, and it's just weird <laughs> that it's, it's the thing that's stuck. In um, and it's just more nostalgic for me than... I know that the game's the better song and everything, but my time was... My time's a banger. Oh, it goes, it goes my time, the game, yeah. then way down to the King of Kings. It's not really a song, is it? Evolution, oh, like above or behind the game? Time I think Evolution's the best one. Oh. Oh, yeah. Mm, remember we did an one. intro back in the day, didn't we? <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. What was Evolution? Yeah, the Evolution song. Yeah, you did like an acapella. Hopping Ricky, dicky, dicky, dicky. Oh, Ricky, <laughs> That was Ross's... Yeah. Hopping into Richard Tubman's little polo. <laughs> What a video. Anyway. In slow motion. Um, Triple H Riser was a big announcement. He says that Adam Pearce has done a great job running both shows, but now he's being promoted to general manager of Just Raw. Is that... This ties into the new TV deal, I reckon, because okay. they're leaving Fox or SmackDown, or SmackDown's leaving Fox. Yeah. It's going back to the USA Network, which is where Raw is anyway. Mm. So I assume Raw is going to be the A show once again. Because what, what he said in his promo based off the last three years of life made no sense. But the next mean? six, well, because SmackDown was on Fox, it was the money show. Yeah, okay. It was yeah, the A yeah, show, yeah. but now it's going back to the USA, so hopefully. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe it's been three years. Yeah. Where's that gone? Four years. Shut up, Ross. Four years. Wow. Is it actually four? 2019, was it? Was when AEW was starting. SmackDown went to Fox, wasn't it? No, no, sorry. I made Adam Pierce's involvement. Oh, oh right. That that kinda, be, yeah. It's hard to tell when that started because he was kind of phased in slowly yeah. as Vince got worse on camera. Really bad. <laughs> I can't remember the top of my head. Did they ever properly formally introduce him? Like, as this is his know, role? You know. He just sort of started doing they stuff as far as I remember. They never mentioned that he's like a five time NWA. World's Heavyweight Champion. No. No. Triple H hit it out in that promo. Yeah, in, in here, they, yeah. Triple H would. I, mean, I was saying to Fraser the other day, I bet Triple H wishes he was an, NW, an ex-NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. He would love that. <laughs> Maybe he's going to try and have a match with... Um, he probably could. He's the right age. Yeah, true. Oh, he couldn't lose half. Well, not yeah. now, yeah. That's true. <laughs> Dominic Mysterio interrupts this and complains to Pierce about his pals losing the tag team titles. His complaint made no sense. It felt like it was a workaround. Like he was saying, well... There shouldn't be a tag match tonight when my lads have got their match on Monday. I'm like, well, that'll help. It'll tie whoever wins out. Mm. It, it was weird. Um, it was great, though. The reveal of Dom making everybody think that he was the new general manager. <laughs> so yeah, funny. That was good. Um, I think that the the, com the weird complaint was to set up the line, well, you shouldn't complain to the GM of Raw. You should yeah. complain to this guy. Uh, Triple H says he's complaining to the wrong person and introduces the new SmackDown GM, another former NWA World Heavyweight Champion, Nick Aldis. Aldis arrives in a stunning blue suit by the way terribly done though yeah no he pop. was stood at ringside he was stood there for <laughs> flipping uh like yeah two or three minutes probably they could have given even if he just come out of a smackdown just theme, give him any theme yeah anything uh, give him some old british music or something yeah. give him his actual theme that one where he had it did all in they're the kings of norfolk had a child what is this came out of the womb i don't remember this as a gladiator of the squared circle <laughs> do you remember I had that little speech at the start when he's walking out with like um no i don't remember that uh, jeff jarrett and there was some uh, tim storm was there uh what's his face Dex, uh, dexter loomis before he was dexter loomis was in the other yeah, as well Sam glacier yeah. was with either cody or i think it was a cody wasn't yeah. he ddp weird yeah but he had that weird thing with like oh the sons of norfolk oh, i don't remember yes um, um <laughs> Anyway, it was badly done. He was there. 
What's that? I don't remember this at all. I can't, go back can't, get, out, I can't get out of my head, all right? Um, <laughs> These are mystical characters, Nick Aldis. There was no pop and no chance for a pop either, as, as you're saying, Adam. Like, it was badly done. Um, he arrives and introduces him to sell, himself to Dot R. I thought Matthew was going to be reading these out, so I, I put this in to make him laugh, but now it just makes me sound sad. Aldous arrives and introduces him to Dom, saying he's a big fan of his dad. And then I put, just like the lasses at school used to say to me, sad face. Oh. Which, yeah, Graham was popular with my mates, my girl mates from school. He's a good looking bloke. Yeah. I don't think I've met your dad. No, you haven't. But you both love a car boot sale. Is that so you right? Have that in common, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Is he still handsome? Boy? Yeah, he's aging a bit, but like probably. I'm, I'm fuming. I'm really cross. Oh, you're a good. Ah, oh, stop it, you. <laughs> he's handsome in a different way, like manly. Oh uh, right, yeah, you've not got that. No, not at all. <laughs> not a negative manliness from me. Um, Aldis prepares to bring out the Raw superstar who was traded to SmackDown in exchange for Jey Uso. Dom says he doesn't care who it is. It's Kevin Owens who comes out and stuns him. I was shook. Do you? Are you annoyed? It's Kevin. No, because I think it sets up a very interesting plot point. Okay. That if they go this way, we'll make things interesting on Raw. What if Kevin's the one who was like, I'm sick of this crap on Raw. Get me to SmackDown now. And it wasn't actually Cody who sorted out the draft picks between the two brands. What, sick of ta- tagging with Sammy? Yeah, because Sammy's oh, aligned right. with Jay and all that stuff with a bloodline because oh. they were the Wazzle doing. Oh, I never thought of that. Oh, they could go two different ways with this one. Okay. Uh I'd be maybe a bit surprised. I thought they'd sorted out all their issues, Kevin, Sammy, and Jay. He did on the last one. He gave him a hug, didn't he? The very last one. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Oh, and then and then it, what? It would set up Kevin and Sammy. Mm, potentially. Uh, Again, why I not? Mean, why, it's always well, good. Kevin and Jay, or yeah, because Sammy would get annoyed. Because what was who? Who blamed? Um, who? Who did Sammy blame for Kevin leaving on Raw? I've gone blank. Jay. It was Jay. Yeah, and then he apologized to him. Mm, could set him. up Sammy and Jay. Yeah. Give him a hug. Mm. I, I think if that's the way that they're going with it, I like that because it's just a bit more inspired than Kevin turning on Sammy. Mm. I like the fact that they've split them up because it felt like they'd done everything they could do. True, really. yeah, yeah, they could go after true. the tag belts again and maybe be successful, maybe not. I think maybe the they're too nice. good to be in a tag team for too long yeah. individually. They were spinning their wheels a bit. And it yeah. makes things less... Well, at the time, it made things less predictable for Cody as well. Yeah, I'm just not particularly... I'm not too keen on like another Roman-Kevin match because there's been quite a few... And Owens never wins. But we'll have to see what happens, I suppose. Um, in the Bloodline locker room, Roman asks why Jimmy is still here after being given orders. Jimmy leaves to t- Jimmy leaves with Solo to take care of it. Just a short segment here, just to get more Roman on the show, I think. Yeah, just confirm everything we already knew without developing anything any further. Yeah. yeah we've waited weeks for Roman to come back, Adam, and that's what we got. You're, Stuff we already knew. You're <laughs> not, you're not the, you know, the quarterback. <laughs> and then I think Jimmy said second string, which I understand means like the sub quarterback the second choice quarterback. that's fair of him i guess if roman's not there i mean yeah i guess he's a phone call away though call roman <laughs> anyway i needed a burp sorry chelsea green and piper niven complained to all this about the cursed tag belts which is real now apparently the witches have cursed the mm-hmm. tag belts Chelsea has a solution. New belts on fancy Italian leather. Charlotte turns up and Aldis just pies them off completely. He's like, speaking of class and sophistication. <laughs> and, it, and I went, I, oh, I don't like him straight away. <laughs> That's the GM. Oh, it's Nick Aldis, isn't it? That's what he's all about. He's, no, like one, he's... one of the, the sons of the kings of Norfolk. <laughs> 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 I might have made up that bit, but it was definitely sort of like... No, it was definitely like a whimsical, like yeah, old England. Mythical, yeah, yeah. He was born by Stonehenge, and off he came to wrestle. (laughs) 
Uh, Charlotte turns up. Aldous talks to her instead, telling her that she has a title shot against Eosky next week. Charlotte turns to leave, but runs into Jade Cargill and Triple H. They have a tense stare down with Triple H in the middle, which has prompted people online to think this is the one of the main events of WrestleMania. It probably will be, won't it? Yeah. But also Triple H. I've been paying a lot of attention to the size and girth of the men this week. It's six foot four. He was billed at during his career. He was shorter than both of them. Incroyable. You get smaller as you get older, don't you? <laughs> Maybe not. What's Triple H? Mid fifties or something? Yeah, yeah. Mid, early mid fifties. Yeah. 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 Probably not yet. I like the fact that we've now got a new uh, a, a new GM who is just as willing to give Charlotte title shots. I know. For like, no what? reason. Yeah. Hi, Charlotte. Hey, Charlotte. Yeah, you get sure. a title shot next week. Why not? A Same lot of people have been making stuff about the way they've used Jade so far as well compared to the splash she made in AEW. Just walking around. Yeah, she's just walking around saying hello to people uh, in <laughs> WWE, whereas in AEW, she got the debut calling out Cody. Yeah. And there was the stuff with Shaq. Then there was the the unbeaten streak. Yeah. I think AEW did a lot better job, personally, to, uh, to weigh in on debate. Although they had her ready-made because she's got an incredible look and everything, but no one knew her then. Well, so they built that as well a bit. Yeah. Um, it's, it's all down to one question, right? Is where where is she going to go? It's a bit of guessing on the brands. Yeah, yeah that, that's quite effective, but we're seeing a lot of her. Yeah. An awful lot of her. Well, we got the answer on Raw, but then she rocked up at NXT as well. So God oh, knows what we're doing. On the screen, we'll get yeah. to that. Um, just on that women's yes. title stuff as well. I know it's probably just a throwaway line about new belts, Italian leather, all that stuff. I don't hate that idea. Give them, mm. give them a fresh start, or just get rid of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, no, because they've been bad. Oh, the but whole the witches time, have they? the witches haven't won them yet. This yeah. is the first yeah. storyline they've had since Sasha and Bailey, I think. <laughs> That isn't just story. The champions defend them every week, like Shayna yeah. and Nia did way back when. Oh, the Shayna and Nia. Oh, it was every show. They were on every brand. During lock, they were the lockdown. Yeah. The lockdown MVP. Yeah. yeah. I just for. wish they introduced a women's mid card title over the tag stars. Right. Yeah, that, that that's probably so more effective better. use. Um, after accepting an open challenge on Twitter, Grace or X, uh, Grayson Waller and Austin Theory take on Cody and Jay for the tag team titles. The champions retain, but the bloodline come out for a stare down on the ramp afterwards. Cody and Roman have a tense standoff, but Nick Aldis keeps them apart. They weren't going to fight anyway, but he's just he's just making sure, he's just like, whoa, careful. Uh, yeah. Nice. Something good for a video package in the future. Yeah. Cody's going to break his neck soon. Why? Off the, the, to give it its full title, the Cody 1D Cody Cutter, yeah. as the commentators like to call it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> the Cody catchy. 1D Cody Cutter. Uh, he keeps landing really high on his neck and shoulders. And it's, yeah, it's, it, it happened on the roll before this SmackDown, and it happened on this SmackDown as well. So I was about to say, hopefully they stop doing it, but I guess, are they, are they still going to be a tag team going so, forward? Who knows? It's Yeah, well, we'll get to that match, but it's already been kicked out of. What? Yeah, it's strange. That's silly. Yeah. yeah. What do you make of the um, Grayson Waller Austin Theory team? Quite like it. They're using Theory, who's a lot more, who's a lot better than. Sorry, they're using Waller, who's a lot better than Theory, yes. to get Theory more TV time and maybe better himself. Yeah. Because it should be all about Waller, just it in terms be of who's better. Waller. Although I think it was Theory who took the pinfall here. I can't remember now. I can't remember no. either. I, I I totally agree. I like Waller is leaps and bounds oh. ahead of Theory at the moment, and they're just pressing on with the Theory stuff, yeah. aren't they? I I, do, I like them I together. Don't mind. But yeah, Waller yeah. shines, doesn't he? Yeah, he's and great. Everything that Theory's been given, all of these legends that he's been wrestling, some yeah. he's beaten, some he hasn't, but he, he's they've pushed him so hard, and it's just not clicking at no. all. No, nah. and uh, but Waller is, and Waller's theme is great. Love yeah, it. Waller's theme's do, really good. Do, do. It's interesting though, because it feels like they're giving Theory 
purposefully crap stuff to say on like when he's doing guest commentary when he's doing promos it's all just oh this is my era i'm the best one of all the wrestlers it reminds me a bit of when they were trying to push baron corbin as the next big thing and and corbin can be quite funny when he's given a bit more free reign oh bless you bless thy um but yeah i totally agree as well we're all we've all agreed there um (laughs) lovely Jimmy Uso interferes in the main event between LA Knight and Solo. I am shocked that that happened. But gets taken <laughs> out by John Cena. Solo then lays Cena out, but gets hit with the BFT, and LA Knight beats Solo. Is that a shock? It's still no, a big deal, the, isn't it's it? Big win. It's the rock. It, okay. it shows how quickly and how well they built up Solo. That even though it yeah. wasn't a properly clean finish, like people getting involved here and there, um, it's still to me it felt like a big deal. Oh, it's a prize scalp to beat Solo. Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. Know why I had to say <laughs> like that. Uh, Kings Ro- of North would be proud of that scalp as well. <laughs> Roman Spears, Ally Knight during his celebration to end the show. Um, I'm excited for, and I don't know if I'm just a fool to do so because he's getting on a bit now, but it, for Cena versus Solo, which they seem to be building towards. He was being very selfless in that, where Cena interferes to get rid of Solo, he was being very selfless in that bit as well because he lets Solo get the better of him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. If, he, if it is shades of, you know, Umanga exactly. versus Cena from back in the day, yeah. I'm all, yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah, see that news story about uh, Rikishi that we put out? Where he gets thing. little Yeah, people's... what was that about? He doesn't want to give a stink, stink face to... Little people, not like that. Small headed. (laughs) (laughs) He's fine with that. Uh, Yeah, because he's worried that I think his buttocks will swallow that person's head. Eat their head. Yeah. It's those sort of news stories that always do well. Not the real news. I once wrote one called Tommaso Champa gives Tommaso Champa match five stars because he tweeted that was a five star match and it it did really well, apparently. Which is stupid. Anyway, how big is Rikishi's arse then? It's got to be massive, hasn't it? Because you think about the walls of the inside of the cheeks, if, so to speak. How deep the are they walls. if he's worried? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be two foot across, hasn't it? The yeah. buttresses. The buttresses, oh, yes. Come on. Nice. Um, I met him, and I, I think he was taller than me, which was a bit of a shock, because you don't really think about um, Pachidi and <laughs> Rikishi. That's a bit of a tall guy. Um it's got to be massive, hasn't it? Yeah. I didn't ask what was him he wearing? Joel, if you... No, it doesn't matter. Um, oh, but it's Not the quite, thong. It's quite an interesting picture because they're all around me and, and one of them's solo. And ah, right. there's like Tonga kids there and stuff as uh, well. Cool. I wanted to just interview Rikishi and he went, I'll give you a special treat. I'll get my whole family in. And I was Thanks, like, man. nice on par. <laughs> but one of them turned out to be solo. So right. there we go. I had one of those horrible dreams about Rikishi once. Do you remember you know, the sort of dream where you try to just do something very simple? But you can't do it. Yeah. You keep trying and trying and trying, and then the moment passes and you've not done it. Mm. I was trying. I was interviewing him on a beach in oh. this dream, and I was trying to set up like a director's chair mm. in the sand, and it kept falling over. And he's mm. just like, "Oh, come on, man! <laughs> <laughs> you got to hurry up!" And I just kept putting this director's chair up over and over again. Me and then he I- left. He had to go. Me and Adam had that for real on the bus when I was interviewing Cain Velasquez because you were trying to set up the tripod on a moving bus. No, it was the Andrade Charlotte one that was more oh, difficult, wasn't it? downstairs in the bus, yeah. Yeah, and they're like, oh, you can do it on the way to whatever press engagement they've got next. Literally bombing about London on a double-decker <laughs> bus there with a tripod. Miserable, yeah. that, wasn't it? That was meant to be on the top deck, but one of the press women said, um, oh, yeah, the, the, it'll mess with their hair. And I was like, okay. What Did you mention Jack with a tripod on a bus? Uh, <laughs> Sorry. No, it's all right. It's fine. Still, I still get that to this day. And that's your fault, I think. How is it my you... fault? What? It was in a reactions video. Yes, you I, said yes, it. I mentioned what? it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like at uni, like, 
you, you and your pals argue you get a bus boat today, which was our shortened term for bus boat. Yeah, no, I remember. Because yeah. it would vibrate quite hard going up there. You'd <laughs> have to explain yourself again. And then, so then it would develop to like, one of my mates would be like, oh, I, got, I got such a lecture bow the other day. <laughs> lecture? Joel loves it. Joel, Joel loves this bandit. I was once walking past one of the student accommodations outside with Joel. Oh, steady now. And there was some lads in there playing pool. And it was maybe after a period or something. It was like a weird time of day and they were just playing pool and that. Joel just went, that's the dream, that. <laughs> Remember back at uni, just playing pool? Sorry this, for the this, impression. This, this CD guy behind the camera over there. <laughs> what, what pool hole is it again in the centre of town? Spot white. Spot, Spot white. white. There's a certain the type of person goes there. We are your own. No. Oh, you don't go Spot White. Spot White's quite a like... It's a great place. It's like a... What's the Star Wars? It's like a hive of scum and villainy. That's like Spot White. Right. It's where all the creatures of the night come out to play because after the nightclubs close, that's where everyone goes. So I went to Hustlers once and I thought that was a bit rough around the edges. Oh, that's just a working man's pool hall. Like, so what's Spot what White? Emos Spot White's more of like an industry one. It's like Spot a... Spot White's... A lot of emos in Hustlers. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. it's right next to Trillions. Ah, right, okay. Yeah, it's where the gods sure. come out, yeah. Spot White's open till like 8 a.m. Spot White's oh, crazy. Wow. And it's got no windows, so you don't know what time it is. <laughs> so you walk out it's, and then it's light. It's and scary. Like, I've been some of the drunkest in my life in Spot White just thinking, well, I shouldn't be here. So it's a choice between that and the casino after somewhere closes. Yeah, but yeah, but you don't end up spending as much money in Spot White. It's right, okay. yeah. 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 Unless you get hustled. Yeah. Whoa. It's also opposite a casino. It's also opposite a casino. Where is it in town? Near Chinatown. In Chinatown, I think. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, around the back of Aspers. Gotcha. Geography of Newcastle for nice. everyone. Uh, AW Collision. Adam Copeland opens the show, but is interrupted by Christian Cage, along with Nick Wayne, Luchasaurus, and a team of private security. Christian says the security are here to protect Adam from him, and also announces that the Blackpool Combat Club have been removed from the building, so his match with Brian Danielson can be a fair one. Brian arrives and says that's fair enough because he's managed to get Luchasaurus and Wayne banned from ringside as well. Ricky Starks and Big Bill interrupt and Ricky cuts a promo on everyone for being old, but then he kind of goes, by, by respect Christian though, Christian's all right. So he stands in his corner. Um, Copeland said, oh, Edge was a dick. He got legitimately annoyed, I think, at Ricky Starks. He was, he was a dick to him. Yeah. So uh, I've just paraphrased it here, but we'll, we'll talk about it in more detail after I've finished reading the segment. But Copeland says that Ricky Starks took his star from The Rock. Starks wants to fight right now, but FTR arrive and say they're still the best tag team on the planet. Yes. They don't care that they haven't been handed a rematch because they're happy to work their way back up to the top. Everything breaks down into a brawl and the bad guys run away so the baby faces beat up Christian's security team. It was the comment from Starks where he's, it's just uh, Edge, uh, sorry, Copeland. Mm -hmm. And uh, who was the other side of Copeland? Uh, Danielson in yeah. the ring at the time. And he's like, I'm not speaking to you, buggy eyes or something. I'm speaking to Danielson. <laughs> and that set Edge was off. Was that the turning point? And that's where Edge started going, oh, it's all yours, just knock no, off rock. No, I don't, I don't even have the buggy yeah. eyes. <laughs> You've got satin pants on, you freak, what's wrong with you? <laughs> something like that. And then Starks would say a comeback and he'd go, Dude, it's when he went, dude. Yeah, he's like, oh, uh, it's like you've lost your edge or something. Yeah. Like, it's like, dude. Oh, to be fair, it wasn't the best comeback, but it was quick. On the fly, yeah. you've lost your edge. I think that's fine. I think no, he got it, wasn't it? it was that really sent me over the edge. That was I the one. what he said. It's crap. Oh, he's going to, he's going to. Uh, he's, he's not bringing what? up something that Adam Copeland is ashamed of. Like, what's the, oh, he used oh, to be yeah, called Edge. Yeah, that's what I remember watching. But he's a guy they're pushing and Copeland's put him on the back foot deliberately. And I just, yeah, okay. I, yeah. I thought Edge was really unprofessional in this yeah. I just think you don't have to mention the buggy eyes when you're around Copeland now just that's that's the way you why, get to him why has he got buggy eyes I don't I've know I've never really thought he's not got he's not got the Miz kind of buggy eyes I just thought it was a throwaway heel line just say anything to, <laughs> <clears throat> to insult someone and he's obviously gone oh no he's mentioned my, my buggy eyes <laughs> I don't think he needs to be self-conscious about that I'm I think a handsome man yeah cool yeah 
Are you all right, Adam McCoblin? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, the segment wasn't really going anywhere. Well, to be fair, Christian might have dropped Shane McMahon's arrival in AEW going to happen when he called himself the best wrestler in the <laughs> world. Because um, obviously Shane's the only guy who does that. He's seen Shane's son, by the way. Yeah, yeah, oh he's like a God, jock. Vince McMahon again? Oh, he, he does look like Vince. Yeah, Young yeah, Vince yeah. McMahon and Shane. Uh, mm. But whatever, anyway. But I, it didn't really get good until Stark said the buggy-eyed I, thing. I was about to be like, <laughs> he'll inherit the company one day. He won't. Vince has put a stop to that. Yeah, he has. Yeah. What a selfish man. <laughs> 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 it's mad, isn't it? Um, yeah, the buggy eyes thing must have been once sent. Uh, he was genuinely annoyed. He was. It was really weird. Hope he's all right. Um, this is how it starts, isn't it? It's like Hangman again and Punk. Oh, We're going right. to get a rinse and repeat here. Workers' rights. Uh, we see a video package of MJF at an anti-Semitism event. Uh, it, it's just a serious segment about what it is, but it, it also explains why MJF isn't... They use it to go, MJF's not here tonight, so... Um, We'll, we'll see what happens with that later on. Uh, Samoa Joe successfully defends the Ring of Honor TV title against Willie Mack, who I was pleased to see. Big Willie Angel. Mack fan. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have to do that? What? Oh, big, big Willie, Willie Mack right, yeah. fan. No, I think he's class, isn't he? I think I think he'd be a good fit. Because like, AEW, one thing that they do really well is big, meaty matches. Yeah. And Willie Mack would fit in really, really... All right, come on. <laughs> Rename him, obviously. Like Big Bill. Big, Big Willie. Throbbing Mac. Mac. <laughs> throbbing Mac. Penis Mac. <laughs> no, it was good, wasn't it? And he got... He, he, he had a good match with it. Oh, come on. <laughs> hey, he did it. He did a shoot Enzigeri kick on the run, which was astonishing agility yes, for did, a man yeah. of his size. Yeah, it was yeah. Samoa joke. I know who I didn't like Chris Jericho putting over Hobbs the way he did last week. How kick oh, it, yeah, you didn't he like kicked, it. He did kicked you? out two or three too many times for me for it to right. be really like, you know. I, don't, I appreciate what he did, but I thought there was one or two many kickouts in okay. there. This is how you put someone over, like Willie Mack did here for Samoa Joe, because mm. he batted Samoa Joe for the large part. Then it was one muscle buster for the win, basically. Put him over very strong. Yes, and uh, Willie Mack, you're right, they should sign him, because I've enjoyed him wherever I've seen him, at Impact and Lucha Underground as well. He was in Lucha Underground. Oh, is it MLW he's at now? Because he left Impact so. last year. Right. Um, I think he's, he's really good. He's isn't good. He? He's I can't good. believe he's never gone further. I kind of like the way they protected the finish because he does the frog splash, but he wasn't able to hit it because he got hoisted into the muscle buster. Yeah, and that, that's your lot. And maybe that was intentional, maybe not. But I've, I've really enjoyed it. It's good to see him. I hope they use him, move, uh, use him moving forward. Right? Yes. The hot and flexible CJ Perry is interviewed backstage and says she's here to make her future clients into champions and stars. Action Andretti comes along and says he's just a phone call away. And she goes, oh, looking forward to that phone call. And I was like, no, you've got to phone him. She's not understood. Yeah. yeah. If there's one guy who needs her, though, it's him. It might not be happening. Let's see what happens <laughs> later on. But yeah. But it was weird to see her going like, oh, I'm here to have people like help people who are sat on the side who aren't getting the spot because I know how that feels. And I was like, oh, yeah. when you were wrestling, there was tens of more <laughs> better wrestlers than more you. <laughs> but Bruce, Miro's talked about it before, although he is biased because it's his wife. But he says that on in the performance center on NXT house shows and stuff, when she wasn't getting a chance, she'd be like, I'll do anything. I'll, I'll, I'm game for anything. She'd go out in the intermission and in, entertain the fans in the ring and stuff. That's I don't really know what she admirable. was doing, like yeah, juggling yeah. or something, but... There's, well, no, there's no doubt she got better like as time went on, yeah. but when you were watching, you were thinking like, oh, there's people on the sidelines here who... I missed the Russian accent. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, I just think it helped make her more sinister, isn't it? Yeah. More like, more like, now she's just an American woman. And there's <laughs> loads of them in wrestling. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see whether the Action Andretti thing was just a one-week storyline or whether it carries on. We see a Dan Housen vignette implying that he'll be back soon. Sing along, everybody. Very evil, very nice. Very... Wait, no, very nice. That's very nice. Dan Housen. Uh, timing's handy, isn't it, for Halloween? <laughs> you yeah, can't buy yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Are you a fan? It sounds like you're not. I've never spoken to you about Dan Housen before. I was a fan. Okay. I found it funny but weird that he was just best mates with CM Punk as well. Yeah. And then, I won't name them, but a member of our team said that their friend had met Dan Housen and he wasn't a bit of a dick. Really? Ooh. He seems like behind the paint. Or he'd be a lovely he'd, fella. he contacted them to say stop selling that that's knockoff merch of me, me or something like that. Uh, that's yeah. where his money comes from. Yeah, well, no, at that I time, it, I, I assume it. it was. Was this pre-AEW? Oh, I don't know, actually. I'd have to ask right. them. Well, he was a very nice guy when I interviewed him. Very self-deprecating. Well, maybe it's... maybe it's, I can't name who it is. Maybe it's the person that we work with's fault instead. Right. Or his friend's fault. <laughs> oh, no, I've revealed it's a man. Um, <laughs> Down, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Juice Robinson beats Christopher Daniels. Christopher Daniels in a singles match. He was there. Yeah. Uh, afterwards, Jay White gives Juice a diamond ring, which he uses to knock Daniels out. Juice gets on the mic and says, anyone can wear a ring, and he bought this one for $25. Jay says, after Juice has taken the dynamite diamond ring, he'll take... Hey, Jay will take MJF's title. Um, this was meant to be the rule of quarters, wasn't I'm it? I'm glad they replaced it, yeah. yeah it was, um, oh, it was Juice made it work with like the, the, the TK Max slide and whatever yeah. substance it was made from. I forget what it was should off the top of my head. Should have cheaper than $25 even. Probably should, yeah. yeah. Uh, but as for the match, it was a match that happened for the large part mm -hmm. until this DVD from Christopher Daniels nearly beheads Juice Robinson, which was a fantastic move. Mm. And then, yeah, just I'm glad they just changed the, the prop in the story. I'm very fond of Christopher Daniels because he was... Uh, unbelievable in impact, like amazing in impact. And do you remember when he like saved one of the WCPW shows just by getting a last minute flight to oh, wrestle? Damn it! Why did he do that? He was bringing on a champion at the time, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> it was, and he came was, over and defended the belt it was against. Meant to be. I can't remember who it, was. it was. So Adam Cole was there, right. and it was meant to be Cody, but Cody couldn't make that show. Mm -hmm. um, and then it was like, but we've got a replacement. Who's it going to be? And it was Daniels. And everyone and the crowd were like, "Whoa!" Oh yeah, yeah. I think it might be Nottingham or one of the. Uh, can't remember which. Can't remember yeah. where it was, but yeah. I think I was on the pyro that night. I had to press the buttons for the pyro. It was awesome. It was great. Yeah, really I've never got to do that. Yeah, smoke. They had the flames and all that. Were you ever the timekeeper? No, oh, I was. It was pressure. It's a horrible. Did you ever ring the bell? You ring the bell. I rang the bell. Oh wait, that's what I meant. Yeah. Oh yeah, timekeeper. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. yeah. yeah I didn't like it. <laughs> I, thought no it was, bell I thought it was. I thought it was a horrible job. A lot of pressure. Like I had to oh. pick, pick up the microphone, turn the microphone on, <laughs> yeah. hold the microphone, ding, ding, ding. And that yeah. bell was crap, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah it didn't you, sound like a good... Didn't they end up just playing like some dodgy yeah, version maybe. off YouTube or If something? you managed to hit it all right, it would make a bit of a noise, but you could easily just clunk it. Yeah. And it oh, there's more to it than it... Oh, you had to be a great marksman to, to work the bell yeah, well. Yeah. We're like children, aren't we? Just, oh, you can ring the bell if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of the wrestlers. <laughs> um... We see uh, Dustin Rhodes' video package where he announces that he's coming back. He he vows to win the Battle Royal and the AW. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Vince McMahon. <laughs> I thought it was a great little promo. <laughs> I thought it was really good. He's quality, isn't he? Yeah, he is. I think I've told this story before, but I was a late appreciator of Dustin Rhodes and how good he is. Mm -hmm. And then we were watching him versus Cody at Double or Nothing. And he did that senton he does off the apron or like a front flip. Yeah, yeah. Runs along the apron, flips off. And I remember, and I brought this up to Ross a different time and he was like, I don't remember this. But uh, Ross gave like a round of applause when he did it. But it was like, 
if you watch a tidy piece of defensive play at a football match and you're like, oh, they've worked their way out of trouble there. <laughs> so Ross, Ross applauded him and it gave me the impression that like... It impressed, I could do that. No, it, impre <laughs> it impressed Ross, but it's just what Dustin does. It's just another day for him. Yeah, he's done that thing that he does. And mm -hmm. I was like... Oh, I've not I've not watched enough Dustin Rhodes matches because I was like, oh, he's flipped off the Abram Ross. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Standard, since, standard Dustin. When did he lose a ton of weight? Ever since then, he's been doing all that. Mm. Yeah, all the flips, hasn't he? Fair enough. All the flips. Um, He's not going to win. Well, he doesn't. He, spoiler, he doesn't win that battle. Royal. I like the fact that you say, like, I can't remember the wording. It's like, oh, it's, my, it's still my dream to win the AEW world title. Yeah. I think that could be quite fun uh, down the line. Maybe very, that's his retirement match. He's very believable, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, I'd love a retirement match where he, he tries he loses, to win the yeah. title. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, uh, he really deserves it. He's just he's just quality. And yeah, he's I don't know whether he he deserves time off. If he's just taking time off, I don't know if he's been injured or whatever. Um, in a backstage interview, Nick Wayne learns that he'll have a sit down interview with his mom. <laughs> Can't wait to talk about that later. It was good. Her, she was astonishing. In what way? The acting chops of that lady. Will top tier. We'll get to it. Top later tier. On. I can't tell if you're being serious or not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Carl <laughs> Fletcher wins a singles match against Boulder of the Iron Savages. Oh, for Christ's sake. I'm sick of these Boulder men. <laughs> these Why? Iron Savages. Why? Wait, all the bloody dudes. <laughs> Come on, man, I can do that. Do something else. You're on television for national, t international television, uh, and you go <laughs> teaming up with Penis Mac. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Carl, but Carl Fletcher wins though. Good, and he's and he's good as well. Because Bronson, the ass eater, <laughs> to give that's the, the the commentary team acknowledged that's what they do. Mm. Uh, he looked very good in the early on. He was like we the showmanship of like no, showing his nips. Like it's all it's very Otis, but it's sinister, and I don't like it. Like when Otis does something similar, when he gyrates and jiggles and all that sort of stuff, it's endearing. But when Boulder, oh sorry, Bronson does it. No, Boulder. 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 Yeah. When he does it, it's 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 not right. When where I'm trying to work out where your line is, so playfully showing the nips. That's no, he did it seductively. Oh. Whereas Otis is very like, yeah. It's got to be the intention behind it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Otis is really cute. He is cute yeah, for cute a big man. boy. Yeah. But I like Dragon Sleeper being <laughs> Kyle's. Is, this is cute. It is. I'd say he's the cutest wrestler in WWE currently. Okay, sure. <laughs> I can't think of a cuter one. That's the big question at the end of the podcast. We'll talk about who's, who's the, the cutest, cutest wrestler. wrestler. If anyone's watching wants to submit a mailbag uh, <coughs> thing where we do like a big tournament again of the cutest. We did the, hand, we did the handsome one. The most handsome and wrestler. It was, it was intense. And I think Roman Reigns won it in yeah. the end, which... You know, it's a foregone conclusion. It was in the him and Finn. Him and Cole. There was a WWE oh, Cole's bracket. Really handsome, there was yeah. a WWE bracket and an AEW bracket, and then they had the super final. So we need anywhere between 24 and, well, an even number of 24 and 32 names. There was someone who Matthew, wrestler. There was someone who Matthew kept pushing through the brackets or trying to, and we were like, really? This person? I can't remember who it was. I can't remember either. No. He loves them all, though, doesn't he, Matthew? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I like the Dragon Super being Kyle's finisher now after the match with Danielson. Yes, he's learned it. Continuity, mm. that is. Boulder's not that big. Yeah, he is. He's, he's massive. Not. He's a big man. Bronson's the smaller big. one, the dirty bulk. No, I saw Boulder here. He's not. <laughs> he's not that big. When other people on the show are way bigger than him. Not big enough to be. Jay's bigger than him. No, Willie no, Mack's bigger than not him. Not big enough for for his gimmick to be Boulder. Yeah, when he was head. sort of jumping around the ring a little bit, just hopping up and down. I was just like, oh, you're not that massive. <laughs> <laughs> he's not. I'm bad to you, <laughs> but he lost, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, he lost. He, he lost. He's ass though. He does. He ass. It's really good that. It is. Oh, but when the acclaimed do it, 
Almost scissor me, Daddy Ass, and all that. That's fine. I'm nonplussed by the scissoring, personally. Was it the lack of what's he called, their pal, the Iron Savages? The mate? bald fella. What's his name? I can't remember. You got Dirty Bulk Bronson, and yeah. you got Boulder, yeah. and you got the third guy what's who does the called? Max Caster promo it... down the ramp. It's not Action Andretti, but it's a name like that. It's like a name with a, a verb in it or something. Meaty Morris. My Meaty Morris. <laughs> uh, later on, Kyle calls out Kenny Omega and the, gets a pop for calling him out as well. The crowd mm. go, ooh. Tony Khan fancies Kyle Fletcher, I reckon. I think we all do, to be honest. I reckon Tony Khan fancies him, though, you know. Pretty much. Yeah. Fancies really? him. Really? Yeah. Ooh. Just these matches he's getting ever since Mark Davis yeah. went away. Class. Mark Love must it. be... Well, I think he's... sixes and sevens in bed I'm at the minute. I'm guessing he's like, dealing with it. Is he injured? Yeah, yeah he's he broke his arm, didn't he? Well, I... Oh, yeah. Yeah, in a big um, match. Yeah. He's away for a while. I love the fact that they're still using Fletcher. Yeah. But it, it sort of, I agree about the Mark Davis thing, because he's going to come back, and Kyle Fletcher's going to be in the fans' eyes. Right. I'm miles ahead I of him. think I'd worry more if it was the other way around, just because Mark Davis is a big bloke and can just always get a pop for hammering someone, yeah. I suppose, maybe. Bigger than Boulder. Big, well, yeah, he's big. <laughs> Do you remember when, when he was at some of our shows and his thing at the time was he'd come out and give high fives to the crowd really hard? It hurt them, I remember yeah. thinking, we're going to get sued here. Somebody could snap their arm. Yeah, clean easily. Off. You never know what's... He was laying them in. Yeah. Couldn't believe it. And everyone was loving it as well. I was like, yeah, do me. Health and safety gone mad. Absolutely. Um, Renee interviews the acclaimed and Billy Gunn or just Daddy Ass. Uh, I keep on... Uh, it's just Daddy Ass. It's now. Daddy Ass, yeah, that's his name. Why not Billy Gunn? Max is confronted by the others about his aggressive pursuit, I've called it here, of MJF. They get him to practice his conversation skills on Renee, and he fails terribly. The former JAS arrive, that's Matt Menard, Cool Hand Ange, and Danny hey. Garcia. And they challenge the acclaim to a trio's title shot. I don't like this infatuation with MJF thing. It does nothing for me. I don't get yeah. it. What's it? What, it's what's it about? stems from Twitter where Max Caster's been going after MJF in a, a romantic kind of way no, for I the longest it. time. I just don't find it very entertaining. Me neither. I, I think Max Caster comes across as just a weird little gimp, Pretty doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what it's meant to do for anyone. It's not even that big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they're, no, treat they're treating it like it could be a real thing because they're saying like, oh, your relationship skills are absolutely rotten and that's why MJF doesn't like you. So they're treating it like it could become a thing down the line. We're I, getting teased with a, re a relationship between these two. Like, I, I think it's surely to just delay until the eight-man tag when hopefully MJF will be like, yeah, you can team with me, and they'll have all kinds of babyface fun. Mm. What a weird way to get there. Yeah. It, is. it feels like it was their idea. This will be funny, won't it? It's, they find it funny, funnier than the audience do. This will yeah. pop the boys. Yeah. Like yeah. most of AEW stuff is at the minute. Oh, let's keep Adam Cole hostage and have him make sandwiches. I know he's injured, but come on. That is weird. There's a better yeah. way to use Adam Cole than that, for example. Um, emo Sky Blue. Looks unbelievable. She loses a TBS. To Sorry, what? No. Who said who? <laughs> what? <laughs> I didn't give any kind of reaction. You went, what? Oh, oh. It, <laughs> it was, was very David. It was to try. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. I pre-planned that. <laughs> this will be a funny segment when I do this. He's loving it. <laughs> so, <laughs> garages, garages, woman. Um, oh, if OSW you can get away with it. Is it because I'm not a cheeky Irish chappy? Is that why? Yes, it is. Yeah, um, yeah they do it every time. This, who is it? This Jade, Cargo. Jade Cargo. Gorgeous. She looks unbelievable. It's, it feels like it's written in their contracts to go, gorgeous woman. Oh, lads. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love OSW. So do I. Yeah. I don't even know them. I shouldn't probably be joking. They probably hate oh, me. Oh, man. <laughs> Jack Atkins and uh, Luke got to meet them in London. I was gutted. Mm. Yeah, I just had to bloody do a video. Uh, yeah, run away when you would come along. <laughs> Um, I thought you had something with them in an elevator or something. 
So a guy came out of a lift in the hotel wearing a Watt Bar t-shirt. Mm. And I thought, he looks like V1 from OSW. And we made eye contact. And then as he walked away, I was like, it, it, I mean, there's every chance it could have been V1 from OSW. If, if it's a bloke who looks a bit like him wearing that t-shirt. But I never knew. I did a tweet kind of saying, I think I saw a V1 word. And he never... <laughs> Snubbed. I think so. Didn't say hello. We just both looked at each other. But obviously, like... We're all well famous, so everyone was making eye contact. (laughs) 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 At the wrestling. (laughs) Oh, it doesn't matter. Um, It's a nice level of fame, though, isn't it? Because it turns off. It's just now and then. Yeah, if if you're in the wrong place. I even don't want to call it fame. It's like selective being recognized. Superstardom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, I've always, since we've gone to like wrestling events and stuff, I've always thought it's lovely, like when everyone says hello and that, but. I'm so glad it's not every day of my yeah. life. It, it's, it must be crazy. Imagine if you're like Adam Sandler, just getting bothered be, all the time. You wouldn't have a normal life. Who's the biggest star on <laughs> the, the, the planet? Katy Perry or someone. <laughs> uh, Dua Lipa. <laughs> Contemporary pop stars. Yeah. Um, right, the eye makeup on Sky Blue is getting bigger. Because uh-huh. she's been misted by the uh, Julia Hart, wasn't yeah, she? Yeah, she's emo sky blue. I oh, so she's getting infected. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's gonna. You were right. You, you called that, didn't you? Yes, I did. And with Willow, Willow's the next one. <laughs> emo sky blue loses a TBS title match to Chris Statlander. The champion tries to help her up afterwards, but Willow Nightingale comes out and goes, "No, get away." But she's also infected with the mist. Did she get misted too? Oh yes, it's coming. If they turn these two lasses heel, I don't know what they're doing because they're two of the most natural baby faces on the roster. They're making your heartstrings be tugged. That's what they're doing. They're making you feel I'm through just, the art that is professional wrestling. I'm just gonna be less entertained not having baby face Willow Nightingale on my screen. Comes <laughs> out all. She can still do that, but it's like a rock gothy. Her entrances are. I just. I'm like. I want you to win the match from her entrance, and that's what a baby face should be. Anyway. Tell you what, though. Chris Statlander could be a teen, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle and or Power Ranger. She did this sequence in this match where she was like, block, swipe kick, somersault plancher. And I was like, whoa, you're you, proper was menu. Was that the closing stretch? Yeah. It was really good She did it like a Power Ranger, like, yeah. block, swipe kick. Swipe yeah. kick. Swipe kick. Oh. <laughs> you were a Power Rangers kid, weren't you? Yeah, red one. Up red, the red one. Up the red one. Raphael. Mm. No, Power Rangers. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Tommy? Yeah, I don't Tommy even know. Right? The red one. Was Just in a one. relationship with Kimberly? Don't know. I, it was, was slightly too early. I never really... Red one for I, Turtles for me. I enjoyed though. the Rap- toys Rap- more Rap- than watching the programme, me. Just yeah, had all the toys, toys. thrown yeah, them about, yeah. I enough. like the film. With I'm not, Ivan Ooze, I think it was, in that. Yeah. That was good. I've and they introduced clips. a white ranger as well mm. in that, I think. Is that right? Played by Adam Sandler, yeah. Where are we? We get a video... Oh... We get a video package of Rouge teaching his mates how to be ingobernable. They drive around in a car and wear suits. Now, ages ago now, Rouge kidnapped the members of his own stable mm-hmm. and took them. He was like, oh, yeah, come and meet me in Mexico. And they got kidnapped from the airport yeah. by him. And he went, I'm going to teach you how to be actually good. And it's been ages now. And they're still in Mexico just learning how to be in, in, ungovernable. I don't understand. This was like a debut promo that hadn't had stuff happen before for me. Yeah. Because they locked them in the room and they were like waterboarding them and... You're going to be hard. Yeah, whipping them with whips and that and yeah. other stuff like that. But yeah, it feels like they're going to actually try and make something of uh, of Roosh and the Dog Man and the Drag Man 
as I like to call them. Used to go in El, El Pe- Pedro Podway, no, big, big Preston, uh, Preston, Preston Vance. Yeah. Yeah. El Perro, what's he? El Perro, Peligroso. Pelli, 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 Pelli I think is it the Dangerous Dog or something? Yeah, like that? yeah, yeah Danger yeah. Dog Man. Yeah. Uh, so it feels like they're gonna actually do something with them now because that mm. felt like the genesis of a storyline. Maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it, it, it's becoming... I feel like I'm being a bit harsh now, but it feels like a thing where they do something to make someone and then they don't follow through. Oh, totally. It's, it's like Wardlow syndrome. Yeah. He's the ultimate example of that. Like, after that MJF feud, he feuded with the 20 lawyers. Yeah. But I'm intrigued to see, like, Hobbs is the example to keep your eye on now. Like, they've, had, they've given the big win over Jericho. Very good. Mm-hmm. He's had the promo on Dynamite. That's all right. What's next? Yeah. What, what are we going to be saying in a month's time about Hobbs? I don't know. <laughs> but I hope it's. I totally agree. It, it they, it's not always. Sometimes they nail the top of the card stuff and the big matches, but it's the it's the people just underneath that. Mm. Keith Lee squashes my new favorite wrestler, Turbo oh, Floyd. Brilliant name. Oh, I thought it was Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> While Shane Taylor and Lee Moriarty watch on backstage because they're feuding with Keith Lee. I don't want to talk about Keith Lee. This is all about Turbo Turbo. Floyd. He looks like a proper 90s jobber, doesn't he? He is brilliant. The, no disrespect to Hulk Hogan. He is, <laughs> he is the most wrestler man I've ever seen yeah he looks so much like a wrestler just a carny man yep brilliant great gimmick great name Turbo yeah. Floyd <laughs> I love him yeah it's really good so Fraser and Aiden when I mentioned him I was watching uh, Collision and I was like this Turbo Floyd and they were like oh he's in a tag team on Dark I think right and uh they did a promo once where they called themselves "We are we are the youngest men in the world." <laughs> <laughs> it's an absolute genius. It's so good. He's like a a poorer man's Johnny Swinger, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and it really works. <laughs> really good. Push Turbo Floyd to the moon. You got any thoughts on the match? Uh, there was a hell of a Batista bomb. Oh yes, Joel. What's happened? Uh, do you know his? Uh... Who his tag partner's called? Who's his tag partner? Truth Magnum. Truth <laughs> Magnum. <laughs> what? what? If he doesn't look like Scott Hall, like NWA Scott Hall. Oh, can we? Find... Tom Selleck, that kind of vibe. What's their tag team name? What's the name? Uh, turbo, Turbo Truth. Oh, it could be. Oh, these. Oh, I know them now. Yes. Look at the stage. <laughs> it's like that, you know, the WCW jobber, Randy Hogan. Yeah. Like, it's, it's that, isn't it? Joel, zoom in on that picture of Turbo what, Floyd, will you? There, sorry. They have the tag name on the... Oh, the Outrunners, it's... Okay, the Outrunners. Okay. The oh, Outrunners, yeah. No, it's not as funny, but... They could literally be called Turbo <laughs> Truth. <laughs> There's cocaine pulsating through those of his eyes. And they're posing. <laughs> and if you scroll down, tag record, no, no one's... <laughs> I love them so much. I fell in the middle, bloody loves them. He's turned pink. <laughs> <laughs> I have as well, man. Oh, they're so good. Oh, I love them so much. If I had met uh, Maddie from Alvino's, I was going to nominate Turbo. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. Well, that's... Cheers, Joel. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, I need to know how they unwired the heater. Come to think of it. How do you do that? I don't know. Isn't it just a switch on the wall? He said... He, he said the, his colleague said that they met, they were messing with the uh, messing with the wires. Messing with the wires? What? I think not. Bro- you'd have to take the fuse out the plug. Yeah, or you would. You have to, you'd have a screwdriver. They, they just unplugged it. That's all they've done is unplugged it. They've not. Okay, yeah, probably. Um, like, right. Um, Imagine if they just had screwdrivers. <laughs> I can't get over the outrunners now. They're the they're the best. The youngest men in the world. In a video package, we learn that Miro has immediately battered Action Andretti. Yeah. Um, I thought he didn't want anything to do with his wife, but now he's getting really jealous. This is an interesting storyline, Mene, Jack. bloody hell. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to destroy anyone who comes close to being managed by his wife in order... 
to protect his wife from the stuff that makes her evil. This That's the storyline. This story they're doing, and you know they had that dual interview as well where they're both basically saying poems to each other. Mm. It's all too abstract. I need concrete information. What's it makes going you on? think, Jack. It's the art of professional rest once again, it's, dragging you to a different direction. It's too abstract, and I need some crisps and sandwiches chat to earth it a bit. He doesn't want it to be a materialistic lady. Wanting all the glitz and the glamour. What does Miro? What does he want? What Just does he, he want? wants the flexible and hot CJ Perry to go home mm. and have a nice life with him. He's wrestled eight matches in two years. I saw the other day. <laughs> yeah, eight I, matches in two years. I found this a bit weird because the the production style of the thing. He pops up and I was like, okay, so this is a pre-record. Mm. Fine. I was like, this must have been done uh, way earlier in the night. And then he's choking out. Yeah. Action. Yeah. Um, I, I felt like it would have been a bit better had it just been a backstage interview with Renee or something like that. I, yeah. I, I found it sort of well, I thought a bit he, weird. I thought he'd taken him to hell. I thought it was like an apocalyptic landscape. He didn't do that much to him. He just sort of chucked him down. He'd already beaten him up. Yeah. yeah. Um, He's took him to purgatory. because That's where he lives, isn't it, Miro? Oh, yeah, in that white mm. space. Mm. Although this was more like an apocalyptic landscape. Maybe he's gone to hell now. Maybe he's out there. <laughs> Christian Cage retains the TNT. T uh, still, like wish Miro was used more, but maybe it's good for him. Maybe he doesn't want to wrestle that much. Yeah. Christian Cage retains the TNT title against Brian Danielson after interference from Ricky Starks and Big Bill because he got Christian's pals banned from ringside, but not these two. They beat him down afterwards, so FTR run out for the brawl. Adam Copeland arrives to help clear the ring with his eyes. There's a fantastic start of this match where Jim Ross appears. And I thought Jim Ross was good, by and large, in the match. But immediately goes, oh, Christian's there, being in his James Bond villain phase. Mm. Which now he's had to go... You're stealing Edge's line, pal. You haven't seen Dynamite, Jim. Bless him. Oh, I thought he was referencing it deliberately. Oh, no, I think he just nicked it. Oh, uh, okay. Nigel. Oh. What's it like? I want everyone to watch the collar and elbow tie-up. You can feel the struggle of both athletes. It's palpable. I, I, because palpable. <laughs> it's good. They're both... I mean, they're both... The footwork must have been unbelievable. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Christian. He's the innovator of footwork. He invented footwork <laughs> in wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> it's just when Christian David and AW, we noticed that, like, all these wrestlers... Came out and were like, his, he's the best wrestler ever. His footwork's unbelievable. Right. Which is something that muggles like us just don't yeah, notice. Yeah. Unless you really watch for it. Imagine. It was clear that, like, because they didn't do anything truly spectacular. Just a couple of pros going at it. Just a couple of pros. Just, that was it, wasn't it, though? It was great. Oh. I bet they loved it. Yeah, they probably had a great Got time. backstage out of whale, yeah. Oh, Christian working the arm. Oh, I was making me a bit of hot and sweating with the collar, that was. The back, the, the, the hammerlock <laughs> slam on the apron. Was yeah. lovely. If you're a wrestler and you're like a really good one, it must be a real pleasure to wrestle another really good wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, you've matched me, I see. Now I reckon Christian taught Kurt Angle the art of the late kickout because his kickouts with the towards the end of the the end with a boop psycho near written down here for oh, some okay. reason. Um, it was as late as Kurt Angle ever did. So I assume that Christian taught him that as well because he's the best. Not as late because did Angle ever leave it too late? And you're like, he was the best though, wasn't he? It was always yeah. the, as late as late could be. Yeah, did, he wasn't... I can't imagine it. Was he one for looking at the referee much as well? No. No, he didn't. He just timed it. It's these kids today that do that, isn't it? Aye. Aye. Not Turbo Floyd, though. Uh, we'll he's move not a kid, is he? He's 75. He's the youngest man in the world. <laughs> we, um, we'll get on to Monday Night Raw. Uh, Sami Zayn opens the show and mentions Kevin Owens being traded to SmackDown. He says it feels weird being here by himself, but he's excited for his best pal. Sami says he wants to prove that he's a world heavyweight champion level superstar. But the Judgment Day interrupt and Rhea Ripley says they're here to eliminate him permanently. They're here to kill him. They're going to kill him, him yeah. now in the ring. But Jey Uso makes the save, so that's good. This is the start of Sami Zayn becoming the world heavyweight champion at WrestleMania. 
don't do this. It is. He mentioned that he's going to be a world heavyweight champion. Drew McIntyre later in the night, as we'll get on to, was saying, you're not material, pal. Oh. You're not world champion, material. Oh, Takes it, it could, off Drew. It could, it could yeah. happen. Yeah, Drew yeah. versus Sammy wrestling. It should happen. It that should, should yeah. be what they do. It writes That's itself. really good, isn't it? I, I'd sort of thought, oh, it's just going to be Kevin and Sammy somehow at WrestleMania, but I prefer that. I thought Sammy and Jay, but that could be like a bump in the road. Yeah. But. Oh, it needs Sammy needs to win the rumble. <coughs> Sammy's going to win the rumble. Yeah, Sammy. Where's Co- well, how, yeah, Cody Elimination Chamber. Yeah, yeah. It right itself. We've done it. We've booked it. Uh, Jay Uso once again proved he's a very nice man after because Sammy was like, "Oh, it's because of Jay that Kev's gone." But Jay was out there being nice to Sammy. Yes, even though that could have gone either way. Well, we go backstage where Sammy tells Jay that it should have been Owens having his back out there, and the fact he isn't here is all Jay's fault. Jay walks off, but Sammy chases after him and apologizes. Sammy should be having a go. Cody, shouldn't he? This is all Cody's fault. Cody's the one who yeah. made this trader thing. Yeah, it is Cody's and fault. And then it's backfired on Cody because he's not been traded to SmackDown to get at Roman. No. Oh, that makes me still worry that it's not going to be him at... Oh, but they can always change stuff on the road to WrestleMania, can't they? Yeah. Um, I liked it. I thought it showed that Sammy, although a babyface, has human flaws. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Shinsuke Nakamura says he's going to crush Ricochet like a bug in their match tonight, and it's happening right now. Um, Nakamura read, it, read it as you've written it. Shinsuke Nakamura <laughs> says he's going to crush Ricochet like a bug in their match tonight, and it's happening right now. <laughs> we need to fire someone who's writing these scripts on Raw. Because oh, <laughs> between... <laughs> on Raw. Uh, between that line there, the dirty bug on the bug on the dirty floor, and Damien Priest calling Cody and Jay the undisputed tag team idiots in the opening segment. <laughs> the undisputed tag team <laughs> idiots. It's, it's not the most inspired stuff for them in Ailes on Raw. No, that's true. <laughs> Get Freddie back in. Get that woman back in who brought Freddy. her award. Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, right. Mm. Or was he a... No, he was a writer, wasn't he? Yeah. 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 Um, Nakamura wins. He beats Ricochet in a falls count anywhere match. Ricochet does a big jump out of the crowd. Beautiful stuff. There was yeah. a, a George Mizanin lookalike helping Trevor do the spot, holds his hand. So big ups to George Mizanin's bastard son. That's not who you want to be compared to, <laughs> is it? Uh, that man's a fan of this. I don't like George Miz. Why not? He is quite cool, isn't he? Yeah, he gave birth to the Miz. Well, he helped, he helped the in the Miz, process, didn't he? The Miz is so handsome. <laughs> I'll just leave the sentence there. I'll just end oh, I there. think in his younger days, George Miz might have been a good-looking guy. The moustache doesn't do Joel, any favours, does it? see if there's a picture of young, young George yeah. Mizanin, because I reckon... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you saw he that could look like Turbo camera, Floyd. But when Joel opened the browser there, the last picture was just Turbo Floyd sticking his tongue out going... <laughs> The Miz dad. George Mazanin, young. <laughs> you know what, actually? I can see what you... Oh! <laughs> oh, my God! What a long please, Joel, from the one you've selected. <laughs> so we're seeing Daddy George... Whoa! Oh! <laughs> Groovy! Oh, there's oh, the Miz's mom. Is this the Miz? Oh, yeah. it's the Miz. That wow! Is, that is unbelievable. That Ding is. dong. <laughs> it's a bit... The, look at the cat! <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit Dharma, isn't it? <laughs> Dharma? Do you not think? It's a bit Arn no, Anderson. It's, <laughs> the most, it's the most shagadelic photo I've ever seen. <laughs> he looks unbelievable. Oh, oh, he's a good to- he is a good looking guy. Oh isn't my he? god, it's it, they're so they're the most sixties couple. Yeah, what right. the hell happened to George? But this but Miz isn't that old. So how this wasn't the, the sixties. Miz must at have all. been seventies born, surely. I'll find out. Late seventies, I reckon. What an album this is. Um. Oh yeah. Go for it. Has he got a Wikipedia article? He's not big enough for a Wikipedia article. No, the George Miz. Yeah. No. 
65 to 70, apparently. <laughs> there's still there's still 24 pictures to go, Joel. That oh, <laughs> cake said, happy first birthday, Michael. Love mummy and daddy. Oh, Look at that, George. That's, that's, that's where he's yeah. forming into his true self there. He must have had a rough few years. Oh. oh, my God. He looks looks like he looks now, The Miz. And it's, George? George looks like Ron Jeremy. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> Who's that woman? <laughs> <laughs> what happened to George? Look it's at the pin and tail on the George. I like how that would be a family thing, and it is pin the tail on the George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not oh, the wait, go, back, the go back one. I didn't know the Miz met Edge. Dog <laughs> 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 the bounty hunter, isn't it? It's buggy eye. Ah. <laughs> oh. They're, oh, they're, that a wholesome, is nice. they're a lovely family, aren't they? Yeah, they, they are. I can't believe Shane McMahon punched his dad. It's, it's proper all-American stuff, yeah, isn't it? Is. I bet. The Miz is disgusted in that picture. I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think Miz is like, I think he was like a star, like baseball pitcher at high school and that. It's just the American dream, isn't it? It is. White yeah. picket fences and all yeah. that. Yeah, Mario Maurice, the American dream. <laughs> <laughs> right then. What were we talking about? Ricochet and Nakamura. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, he did a big flip, didn't he? Uh, Ricochet's finished, didn't he? Because Nakamura lost like he did to Rollins, and now Ricochet's lost to Nakamura. That demonstrates why The Miz has such longevity, but it's never quite worked for Ricochet in WWE. We've spent ages there talking about The Miz, and then going, oh, Ricochet did a flip. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Nakamura's done, isn't he? May another main event push in 2026, maybe? I thought he was going to win, I guaranteed to you. I was like, yeah, Nakamura's going to win that last man standing match. Uh -huh. I was wrong. Mm. and Because I thought, my logic was, because the only way there is down for him now. And it, it is. Now Trevor's even further down than yeah, Nakamura. Yeah, yeah, Nakamura won. Nakamura won. But he did a cool like wall walk flip. Easy for me to say. Mm. So that was good for him. Yeah. Ricochet had to slightly chuck himself through the table, but it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that like blatant. Do you see the line he said when he went past the hurricane backstage? No. Trevor, he went stand back. Hey. There's a hurricane. Nice. Bit of Going a gag in a large yeah. man standing. Not a large man standing match. Falls count anywhere yeah. match. I, I got quite excited because I love it when they go backstage and it's uh, like, oh, this is great. This is going to be like SmackDown 2 or something. They're going to go all over the shop. But all they did, they went there and then almost immediately came back, came back out. Well, Michael Hayes in the corner with a belt around his arm. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. That was a bit dark. Wow. Go watch the Iron Claw. Ah, uh, yeah. Um... Tegan Knox is hanging out with the Cowie girls backstage while Nikki Cross lurks in the background. They're interrupted by Chelsea Green and Piper Niven. Chelsea calls Tegan Knox a naive rookie who's been manipulated by Natalia. Tegan says Becky Lynch taught her never to let anyone disrespect her, and the heels back off. It was classic from Chelsea Green this segment, claiming she took Piper in when that's just not true at all. Mm -hmm. Asking Tegan, is it Tegan? Is it? I don't know what your name is. Classic stuff. It's all about Chelsea still, but yeah, Tegan was also there. And then she said she's going to slap her in the face or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 She wasn't scared. She was very Scott Hall. She didn't know yeah. like that. Yeah. And then Nikki Cross was there being weird in the background. They don't know what to do with her, do they? No. Not a clue. She was just hanging out with them before they shot it. And they were like, do you want to get in on it? Yeah. That's the first time she's been on Raw in ages, as yeah. far as I can recall. She needs the sassy Southern music band. <laughs> that was a weird time. Yeah. No, yeah, they need to do something with her because she's pretty good. Different and good, yeah. Piper Niven beats Natalia in a singles match. Chelsea joins for the beatdown, but Tegan runs out to help fight them off. So, yeah. I'm asking Drew McIntyre to stand up here and be counted because they have a, a view of Scotland. Every you see Piper's new attire, no. it's just got like the I don't know how to, it's like a I don't know how to pronounce like uh, describe it. Sorry, it, like it looked like armor 
It had, uh, like, leather things dripping off it. They you know Drew comes with his leather kilt on. They think it's all Game of Thrones. He's got yeah. a sword, yeah. We've got the witches. They need mm. to change their opinion of Scotland. Everyone apart from Joe Coffey is of the same strand. Oh, aye, the Gallus boys are, they're, they're pints and that. Yeah, but Wolf, even Wolfie has his hair done like a Viking. That's just his choice. Yeah, but Joe Coffey, the raging alcoholic, is the only one who isn't that particular kind of Scot, apparently. You missed last week, Adam. Joe Coffey lost a match because he stopped to go to the announce desk and get a pint glass and just have it. It was a bar brawl, man. It was a bar oh, okay. brawl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Every time he's on camera, he's got a stein. He's got mm. a real problem with Pints. Joe Coffey. Oh. Pints pub. I feel like the kind of, not not part of the segment itself, but like the little pre-banter when Tegan's hanging out with the Cowie Girls. I'm pretty sure they were talking about going for a pint. The Cowie Girls? And then after, uh, to Tegan. And then after that, once the heels have like gone away and they resume their conversation, I'm pretty sure it was like, oh yeah, yeah, about that pint anyway. I don't know if I'm just hearing things. Oh. The cowie goes on about that. It, it would fit. No, I reckon they are. I reckon that's what they build <laughs> up to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they get the uh, the disco biscuits out and yeah. party hard all night long. They are mad, them. They are really crazy. The Judgment Day are chatting backstage when Rhea Ripley arrives late. They ask where she's been and she's a bit vague about it. It's none of your business. Dom asks Rhea if he needs him in a corner for her. If he needs... Dom asks Rhea if she needs him in her corner for her match tonight. But she says she'll be fine. Which would prove her undoing. Yes. Is this where Priest says he felt sorry for JD after getting beaten up last week or not? Is that a different segment? Maybe. Yeah. I yeah. thought that was a weird turnabout from Priest. He's the last person to say that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's very strange. Because it is funny how he's obsessed with Drew, even though he had a big, at this point, tag team title match coming up at the end of the night. Mm. So you're thinking, oh no, it's going to blow up in his face, isn't it? Who's Rhea being chatting to? We might get a clue in the next segment. <laughs> Seth Rollins arrives and talks about Drew letting the Judgment Day attack him last week, which I think's. A little bitch move from Seth Rollins. Oh, it's a bit harsh there. But... I thought it was brilliant from Triple H, this. Because mm. I didn't spot those two last week. No, same, same. God, this it was is a the shock. Best Triple H one of them that I've ever seen. Because it was actually subtle. <laughs> Drew, yeah. <laughs> Drew arrives and says Seth can take care of his own business. Seth implies that maybe Drew has enlisted the Judgment Day and shows footage of Drew chatting to Rhea Ripley in the background of a segment in the distance last week. Drew says Rhea approached him, not the other way around, and it's none of Seth's business. Seth brings up Drew's failings in the past, which was really mean. Brought up Clash at the Castle. Didn't need to do that. Too far. And says that at Crown Jewel, Drew will have no one to blame but himself. He also, Drew McIntyre, labelled Jay Uso a thirsty creep. Still hates him. My God. Which is good continuity. Just it because is. they're both faces doesn't mean, well, Drew's going to be a They've got history, haven't they? They've got history. I thought it was a really, this is going to sound strange and weird. It was a really real sounding promo from both of them. It was. Yeah, yeah I agree. It did feel really, really natural. You say that Drew's going to turn heel. You're, you're right, he, he will do. I'm really liking this. I don't even know if he's even a tweener at this but that, point. Yeah, that's it's, sort of... There is depth there, isn't there? Yeah. It's just justified and everything. Is, yeah, everything yeah. he's saying he's right about, mm. but then he's going to do something nasty. But I'm going to be on his side. Come yeah, on. you're going to cheer him still. Yeah, I think cool so. heel. Yeah, cool. Mm. Unless it's Not against cool Sammy heel. and then... Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, we recap Logan Paul calling out Rey Mysterio after his boxing match. Did anyone see any of the boxing? No. Why would you waste your time watching that? I found some dodgy highlights <laughs> just to see what it was like. Real high, legitimate ones. And the Logan Paul match, the other bloke, Dylan, just does that the whole match. Doesn't try. Oh, swings right. an occasional punch, but he's not even trying. He knows he's not going to win. Gets to right to near the end of the fight, the last round, and he just tries to take him down. And the ref's like, what are you doing? And then he does it again and gets DQ. Oh, is it DQ? I, I, I'm which must it at all. which must have messed with so many betting slips. Oh yeah. Like and then uh, the KSI one, 
apparently the re- I didn't see any highlights of that one, but apparently the ref was just letting KSI clinch way too much, and Tommy Fury was I don't know. It's just what was sim- the drama with the um, scorecard? Don't Somebody know. photographed the scorecard. I think it was in the KSI match. Oh, they added match. it up wrong. And they, yeah, they. No idea. Just watch real boxing. Yeah. <laughs> Even though that's not in the best place as well at well, the moment. But... Apparently not all... Usually on these cards, they've got real pro boxers building up to the YouTuber main event or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But this one was all... It was all influencers or all YouTubers or whatever. And um, I knew I knew Luke was watching it down south. He was watching it with some of his mates. And I messaged him like, how's the boxing going? And he said, yeah, there's a tag team boxing match on at the minute. <laughs> 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 and then he put like sports entertainment. And it was real. I thought he was joking. You got but... tagging and out. I thought he was joking about tornado I'm... rules. No, no, tagging and out. Tornado would be more fun, wouldn't it? That'd be chaos <laughs> well, yeah. this shot. No, but uh, it was real. But I don't know if you just did one round in, one round out, or if you actually had to go over to your corner. Do you cut off the ring and dive for like the hot tag? Proper boxing fans must be livid. Yeah, yeah. Rot, you're quite a boxing yeah, fan. Yeah, we, we, what we're waiting for is uh, just bloody uh, Anthony Joshua to get smashed by Fury and then real boxing and come back. Right. I wish he'd stop running away. Well, Joshua. Joshua. Yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't fight Tyson. Although for that amount of money. If you're Anthony Joshua, though, you got to. Yeah, he's not going <laughs> to harm him that much. Uh, well, that'd be the end, wouldn't it, at the top level. For the him. end of his career. Yeah. But he'd get a big payday. He would. Boxing analysis. Yes. Where are we up to? Ludwig oh, versus Gargano. Ludwig Kaiser beats Johnny Gargano after interference from Giovanni Vinci. That's how, no, that's how the ring announcer says it, so it's allowed, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm allowed to do that. As is paper, yeah. Niven. And Chelsea Green. Yeah. She's good, isn't she? She is Samantha. wonderful. Yeah, really good. My half, yeah, not wrestler, award winner. Yeah, yeah, half, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, I follow her on Instagram, and I watch those videos go up. When she's ringing. When she's ring announcing, and I think she's the best they've had. I think she has the potential to be the best they've had. Yeah. Maybe ever. I think she's that good. She's so good. She's properly passionate about it all. Really good. Really into and it. And I like how it, she changes it up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. No disrespect she's, to the thinking. She's one that. of those annoying people, though. Like, she can also, like, sing and, like, play instruments. And she's just a really talented person all around. Yeah. Disgraceful. I can't sing. And dance. I certainly can't dance. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was more... I'll take the singing. <laughs> <laughs> um... Ludwig was doing a lot more like little character things in between the moves I noticed in this match, which is very worrying for Giovanni Vinci. Sneering a lot. Yeah, well, he's like getting the push. Get, he got that promo package last week, didn't mm. he? Out of nowhere, and now he's doing more stuff here. Um, we're going the the back. There was not not much else to say about the match. I thought it was just a thing that sort of happened. I was shocked that maybe Gargano got pinned so early in his return. Ah, uh, yeah, I found that a bit. Maybe Chamber's out for longer than we thought. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, it just feels like he's going nowhere again on the main roster, which is they've gone down the weird humor route with them a little while ago, which mm-hmm. didn't work because it wasn't funny. And now they're going down. I don't know what route they're going down this time. Just the Johnny Gargano. Route. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought Vinci did a great job, but we'll keep a hold of that bit of information for later on. Yes. I thought he did his job perfectly. He did. He directly involved, uh, influenced the match finish, didn't he? Yeah. Backstage, Indy Hartwell asked... <laughs> Indy Hartwell asks Becky Lynch, hey, when am I getting a title shot? I don't remember the last match she wrestled. Indy Hartwell? Yeah. I've got no idea. Seeing as she never lost... Ah, oh, but she did have it. Seeing as she never lost the title. She, she went to NXT recently, didn't she, for that multi-woman match? She was. At, yeah, you're right. I can't remember who else was in the match. Uh, Becky agrees and heads to Adam Pearce's office to make it official, but bumps into Rhea Ripley. They have a tense stare down. Everyone's gunning for Becky. Everyone wants her belt. Yeah. Good. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, the, ca- <laughs> the camera almost cut off Becky saying Becky two belts uh, at the very end of the segment. So I'm going to guess it's Survivor Series. It'll be Rhea who retains maybe yeah. at Crown Jewel versus Becky Lynch for both titles or something. I don't know. One little bit detail that I didn't enjoy. Uh, oh, I thought it would have been good if they'd actually addressed it. Is that Candice LeRae was in this segment with Indy and didn't look at all upset that her husband had just been battered. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah. And I, it's not, I didn't ruin the show or anything, but I would have thought, oh, that's really good if they, yeah. Yeah. Because they've done it before with like Seth and Becky and stuff. Maybe that's the way to get people caring. Just heard like, I want a divorce. Oh my God. I don't care. I was already, uh, no. I'll take the ween with me. What about the kid and the dog? Yeah, I'll oh, take the ween with her. Hold me. The dog. That's the name of their dog. And the son's called Qui- oh, you're, Qui-Gon. Ni- neither of you are Star Wars Qui-Gon. people. Not Qui-Gon. Qui- <laughs> Qui-Gon Jin. It's Liam Neeson. In Star Wars, neither oh. of them have seen Star Wars. I've, I've seen, seen episode one. What? I I've seen the never... first one. The th- well, the number three, four, that? four. Yeah, yeah, like Luke Skywalker in that. Yeah, the original. Yeah. Jar Jar Binks. Four. That's you've seen. So you've seen one episode one, and you've seen the first one made four. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't seen them all. You've not seen them all. Be your film what? man, Joel. Yeah, your film not, boy. Not about Star Wars. No, Joel, oh. Joel likes cinema, not film. <laughs> um, no, you. But I've not seen like the last two. Last Jedi is the. Yeah, best. I've not seen that one. That's the best one. Of all of the Star Wars? Yep, that's what I'm saying. How, how do you know? smuggy is that? Because you're giving a controversial take. Yep, that's right. How do you know, though, if you've not seen them all? No, it's, it's probably not. It's my favourite, though, but everyone hates it. Is that the bloke who directed Knives Out? Is that yeah, his one? yeah. Okay, yeah. fair enough. When that video went up, that short of you going, I didn't realise, <laughs> but Anakin Skywalker was Darth Maul? Darth Vader. Oh! Which I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not being a dick. Darth Vader's Anakin. Right. And I had no idea He's Luke's dad. Uh, the line, I am your father. That's Anakin, the little boy from the yeah, pod he's Darth Vader. Game, yeah. He grows up to be from the pod racing game. <laughs> I had no idea. On the either. PS1, he grows up to be Darth Vader. Yeah. Have you Nelson Mandela that line that everyone does? Is that right? The line is no, I am your father, but ah. everyone goes Luke, Luke, I am your father. But Luke's just asked him a question. Or he says like, "You killed my father." And he goes, "No, I am your father." And then the music swells. Harry Enfield is a good Nelson Mandela impersonation. I'm not even that big a Star Wars fan, I think. Harry Enfield. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that like, famous impressionist? Harry Enfield does a good Nelson Mandela. Didn't that show he had in the mid <laughs> Yeah, I remember. Yeah, he, had, he had a Nelson Mandela character on. Like, he was Nelson Mandela. It was very inappropriate. Where but... have we... Oh, because the Mandela effect. Yeah. Yes, okay. Hmm. Yeah, but uh, I've never taken the Star Wars or Harry Potter, which is allegedly I saw on Instagram Reels the other day. Essentially, Star Wars, but with wizards. Not true. Wait, this lad like Voldemort's put it, not Harry's dad. This lad put it out step by step of every single thing that's the same in you Star do Wars that and Harry with Potter. Any story in Western <laughs> media. Oh, I don't know. I, People say that about Avatar. It's just Pocahontas. I can see that one. Oh really? Yeah, because they go and colonize another planet, uh, and like, but then he falls in with the. The local, like the the aliens on the planet. Gotcha. It's just that, but with a different. What community. are they aliens? I've never seen it. Oh, right. But have you seen Avatar? Uh, the first one, yeah. Oh yeah, there's two now, isn't there? Has he signed a contract for like five? Yeah. He's going to be dead by the time. Too many. Yeah, that's mad. I don't know what <laughs> film they're podcast now. Just blue people. I don't know. Smurfs. Just oh. blues. And they are called something. I can't remember. I got a question right about Avatar at the pub quiz last what week. Was it? it was what's the land called or something? What's the planet called? And it was the, the guy on the, the quiz mic, he goes, uh, to give you a clue, it's, it's very posh jewellery. And I was like, oh, it must be Pandora then, obviously. Uh, yeah. I was thinking brooch. Yeah, I've never seen it. <laughs> 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 
Never go to the Hard Rock Cafe quiz, though. Never go. <laughs> no a, good. It's a pencil and paper affair, oh, which right. is never legitimate. There's, there's booths at the side there, and we were watching people. We finished fourth. It was admirable. Yeah, it is admirable. Because we didn't cheat. You probably finished higher. We were the real winners, yeah. Didn't you say the main team score was like outrageous? Out of 60, they were getting 55s and 57s. Come on now. Come on now. Yeah. Come off it. Um, <laughs> we got 46 for the record and finished fourth. Bad. Very good. For a shoot score, it was yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Drew McIntyre meets with Sammy Stane. Uh, and tells him that he respects him for turning things around after leaving the bloodline. I like that Drew's still hanging on to this grudge a little bit because the bloodline cost him the title. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, he's not giving Jay the chance. Yeah, but Jay was more... Like Sammy's proven himself now. But he's not giving Jay the time. Why well, he hates Jay can't fast-forward time. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah. If true. he approached Sammy in the corridor a few months ago, no doubt Drew would be saying the same thing to Sammy. Possibly. Dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> However... He doesn't think Sammy will ever become world champion if he continues to be so trusted. There it is. The line for the WrestleMania promo. Mm. <laughs> Sammy says if Drew doubts him, how about a match next week? Just a friendly match. Drew agrees. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm excited. Mm. Good storyline. It is really great. I don't really have any more to add. No. Rhea Ripley cuts a promo in the ring and says the women's division will always be hers. She has a match against Shayna Baszler, but Nia Jax tries to interfere, only to be intercepted by Raquel Rodriguez. Then Zoe Stark joins in too, and the brawl eventually spills into the ring. The match is thrown out, and it's Zoe who stands tall. I think she last knocks Nia out of the... Nia's already getting out of the ring, and she sort of kicks her a bit. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Aye. This was... Bit crap, I thought. The ma- I thought the match between Rhea and Shayna was it had its highlights. Like that's when... why I thought it was crap because I was enjoying the match. Yeah. yeah, Rhea took a bump on her shoulder, which could have gone very wrong. Mm. I thought very easily off the the arm drag kind of thing, and there was a reversal out the riptide into an arm bar, then a deadlift riptide from that arm bar. Whoa. This was wrestling action. That, that is wrestling. That action. happened. Yeah, um, I'm loving the, the the idea of the five way. I think it's a really good way to get around the fact that the depth isn't there well, Rhea's level yeah so throw them all in together yeah. and then still have Rhea win uh, if she still amazing. wins on, yeah if that, which I think she will yeah I don't think they're taking it'll the belt it'll be her off or Nia but surely not oh they would do they would but not oh they would they took totally oh because no, they just put the belt oh I've realised it, it, oh, what Nia busted Becky's nose 
around Survivor Series, didn't she? Oh, don't go back to that. Oh, Becky versus Nia. Becky versus Nia. I made you the man that you are. They just put the tag straps back on um, Judgment Day. They've got Dom with the North American title. Yeah, yeah. and they'll want that all the way to War Games. She's not losing that. She Uh, might lose it after. Oh, yeah, it's going to be War Games, isn't it? Yeah. I saw a post on Reddit recently that I agreed with. It was like, I kind of missed the five-on-five. Yeah. I'd like maybe if there was one War Games and one normal. What, the classic Survivor Series elimination yeah. tag matches? There was one one year when we, one of the early years when we were first doing like YouTube reactions and stuff, maybe 2016, mm-hmm. which was an unbelievable match. It was the one with like... Shane McMahon and Jericho. It was possibly, it was, it was... When Roman spears Shane and knocks him out. All three of the Shield are in it, but on different teams. But all team up to do a shield bomb and everyone goes mad. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, James yeah. Ellsworth gets Strowman counted out because he grabs his leg from outside the ring, <laughs> under the under the <laughs> right, ring. Nice, yeah. Yeah, aged really well. Um, <laughs> but, but it was a funny moment at the time. Um, AJ Styles was in it as well. Um, but yes, this is um, this. I do agree that I didn't really like this segment very much, but I I am excited. I think I think it's a clever match to have at Crown Jewel. Mm-hmm. Rhea later complains to Pierce about the interruptions. He books this five-way title match at Crown Jewel. She storms, she storms off. And then Inder Sher turn up with Jinder. I was... Un- Mr. Pierce, let's talk. Yeah. And he's willing, he's receptive. Yes, let's talk. What about, though? Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, what was it from earlier on? Gimp chat or something. Said a small talk. Pleb, pleb, pleb chat. Gimp chat. chat. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a fetish chat room. Right? <laughs> Welcome to Gimp chat. <laughs> yeah, don't Google Gimp chat, whatever you do. Unless you're into that, and of age, and do what you want. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, right, I'm the admin of Gim Chat. I want, I wanted to get some clicks. No. <laughs> do you reckon on the podcast? <laughs> do you reckon it, if it's like a chat roulette sort of situation, we could go on gimpchat.com, which I assume is a thing. <laughs> Just have a quick little little no. chat with. Jules <laughs> <laughs> cursor. Jules cursor moved towards the Google the Google Chrome. Oh, I anyway. want to know the other half live. You know, other browsers are available. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, but, but <laughs> other, other browsers are available. Like Gimple, I wanted to say it's like Google for Gimps. <laughs> <laughs> I'll look on my phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The intrigue's there, isn't it? It's a real website. <laughs> it's on there. Hey. What happens on the homepage, Joel? On... Oh. <laughs> Gimp chat. Gimp chat. Gimp chat. Gimp chat. Pro- oh, is it AI? Oh, it's yeah. Gimp the photo oh. editing software. Oh. That's a shame. Hey, that's an old school forum layout. Yeah, it is. PHPBB, yeah. I think that is. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Or V Bulletin, actually. Gimp chat, where imagination meets innovation. When's it, is it still active? Uh, yeah, yeah it is. What? But look oh, at the nice. state of the header. Yeah. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> right then. That was, that was a shame. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Oh, I need a wee. I can power through until the end of Raw. How are you guys doing for yeah. a break? Fantastic, Should we have a break after yeah. the end of Raw? If you'd like to. I would like to. Um, Adam Pearce agrees to Becky's request for a match against Indy next week as long as Shawn Michaels is okay with it because presumably he's the sanctioning body of that title. Mm-hmm. Jai Lee turns up and accuses Becky of ducking her before saying she'll challenge her in her own time, which I've put here makes no sense, really. You could argue that Nakamura did the same, but his was a deliberate mind game, whereas Jai has gone, you're avoiding me, and Becky's gone, okay then, and she's gone, oh no, I'll wait. Jade Cargill turns up as well, but, tell, but Becky tells her to get in line. <sighs> Which is what Becky would say. Yeah, she's the man. 
But it doesn't, AEW did better earlier on. Yeah, I think so. I know you shouldn't make it a contest, but that's what people do oh, these yeah, days. Love it, yeah. So I'm going to feed into that. <laughs> that's fair enough. I can't work out. Becky's got a hectic schedule coming up, all these challenges. Yeah. yeah. Well, what about Rue, eh? She's going to end up like Brian Pillman Jr. Rue hangs out with them sometimes backstage, doesn't she? <laughs> hangs out with them. They take, they take care of Rue <laughs> as, the, as, the, as her parents. And then also appears as the segment where he goes, welcome to Monday Night Raw. And then wait on commentary after the segment goes, uh, oh, the women's division getting stronger. Wah. So about Jade. So. so it seems like it might be Raw then. Yeah. Jay plays down the early attention with Sammy in a backstage interview. And Cody's just so excited to defend his tag team titles. He's really... Oh, he was buzzing. Yeah. He's a great politician, Cody. Oh, he, will, yeah. he will be a great politician. Because he yeah. waffled there for like a minute and said, Nout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, yeah. I thought it was quite foreboding, knowing then what happens next. Mm. Shouldn't have taken a drink when I was about to speak. That was silly. Gunter beats Bronson Reed in a big boy IC title match. Really nice stuff. Later on, Gunter congratulates uh, Ludwig Kaiser for beating Gargano, but criticizes Vinci for not essentially injuring Gargano is what I took from it. Yeah, yeah. I think that was it, wasn't it? Like, he, he played his role perfectly. And the other bloke was the one in the match with him. Yeah. He's, well, it's deliberate, isn't it? It's favoritism, yeah. isn't it? Um, the match was fun. I thought it was amazing. Mm. I, I, the thing, all these Gunter matches, and they're always like the highlight of Raw, I can't think of many examples of people who have gone up against Gunter and come out the other end looking any worse. Only, it's elevated everyone. The only one I can think that was a bit disappointing was maybe the Riddle match. Oh, yeah. Not, and it was still a good match. It, it didn't. It, it hasn't harmed anyone. Like no, everybody yeah. he's been in there with, they're just so good. That power bomb at the end. Yes. I enjoyed how desperate Gunter looked at large parts because very mm. consistent with how Bronson's been used recently. She's mm. been squashing folk, mm. and Gunter was also struggling. Looked like he really hurt his meaty clackers after Bronson did the bam bam bump, like Tarzan bam bam. Yeah, uh, meaty clackers were squashed there. DVD from Bronson again. The DVDs this week between Christopher Daniels and this one. Yes. Ooh, as you say, yeah, the final spot was a probably fan. the best match on this week's Raw. Yeah, surely it's got to be. Yeah. Um, and also the, oh, the res- main event was alright the respect shown by Gunter at the end there mate, it meant a lot it does mean a lot when he, he does, does that he doesn't no, no he doesn't do no, it often no I know he doesn't so he meant, it meant a lot to it me personally <laughs> <delivery. laughs> he's delivering uh, shed a tear for Bronson when it happened um, and I don't mind the heel versus heel clash it seems like something that Triple H is a bit more bit less afraid of than Vince maybe would have been because Triple H is evil. Because he loves heels. There's too many yeah. heels, though. They're people everywhere. Just, they, people love seeing Gunter wrestle. So, yeah, he's yeah, a heel. Yeah. He's... He wrestle anyone. Yeah. yeah. Um, in a backstage interview, The Miz complains about not appearing until this late on the show. He says that Pierce should be fired and Nick Aldis should be the GM of both shows. Nia Jax interrupts and says she's still standing after the brawl earlier. She, she, thinks she says, I'm still pretty. I've not been punched up. She says she does, she does the squashing on Monday Night Raw. She leaves and Miz tries to carry on his interview, but they're out of time. <laughs> The Baron Corbin-ing him. He can get away with it. He can survive it. That He's gimmick. the Miz. Yeah. I'm glad that the Miz brought up Kevin and Sammy being rivals because everyone seems to have forgotten about that, but he's the only one who hasn't on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and Anaya, the way she just walked in, said a promo, then walked off, I was just a bit confused. Like, why was it happening then? What was it achieving? Yeah. Who was it for? <laughs> I enjoyed the Miz's kind of, he was kind of outraged and amused. Like, oh, another person's interrupting me. Okay, then. Mm-hmm. I quite enjoyed that. But yeah, the, the Naya thing was a bit weird. What's Miz going to do now? I don't even know. Probably, Probably fight Nia Jax. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Do you remember when she was going to get with Enzo Amore? Yeah. That was a weird storyline. That only ended because he got sacked, right? Yeah, they I were actually. So. Yeah, I think time. it was just starting, yeah. Remember when Bliss was going to get with Braun Strowman? 
what after the mix max yeah they were like they they went in for a kiss once but then oh yeah yeah <laughs> you sounded really interesting oh, how would that work <laughs> that would look really nice he's up there <laughs> she's down there <laughs> um right alpha academy are doing pilates with the curators are <laughs> the new day no. of- <laughs> have you been watching that thing on bbc one uh, recent the reckoning no. Because Akira Tozawa was very much vibes of that for me what in this it? segment. It's about James Savile. Oh. And I regret bringing up the podcast, oh. but that's all I thought about. And I'm a kind of guy who, when I think something, I just say it. What you've done is you've compared Akira Tozawa to... Yeah. Okay. Is mm. it, was it the attire? It was the attire and the workout he was doing. He was always doing fun runs and that, wasn't he? He was yeah. in sports gear. Because there wasn't much... It was all was around there, there, wasn't it? Oh, creepy old man. Yeah. yeah. Very, do you reckon Akira's been watching The Reckoning with Steve Coogan? You'd hope so, wouldn't you? Sam's watched it. I've watched it, it as well. Good. I've seen it. Yeah, it was a tough one for Steve to take on, but he knocked out the park. It's not a role it's... I would have been... If I was as big as Steve Coogan is, I would have stayed well clear of that. I'd have no desire to... Yeah, his performance is... I mean, it's going to win a BAFTA, isn't it? Right, I, okay. I found it quite uneasy uh, throughout, but there was one bit, especially in the fourth episode, that I thought, oh, that's a bit weird. You know when all of his victims are watching on TV and being super uncomfortable with seeing him. I think it was in the Celebrity Big Brother house. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you've just made a program bringing all this up again. I found that really difficult. Oh, yeah, difficult. that is true. They are. I was like, yeah. Well, I saw an interview with Coogan where they said that that's the, the, the point of doing the show is to bring it all back and make you know get the victim's point of view across. Apparently, is, yeah. Apparently that I was the reason. Sam, was, <laughs> Sam said that it did a good job because I was worried that it would really like give a human side to him. Like oh, if you're no. doing a biopic oh, no, on someone, yeah, it's despicable. hard not to humanize them almost. But Sam was like, no, no, it, it, it does the job. It does yeah. the great. Yeah. Right, bit serious there. Yeah, the Yorkshire River one's on ITV now as well. Oh, excellent. Yeah, it's all yeah, great. All happy. So we'll, if next week, Tazawa's doing something weird like that, then we'll know that he's a I'm fan of the uh, truck. Yeah. <laughs> the curly hair. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> um, oh. uh, yeah, next yeah, week we new... have the New Day versus Alpha Academy. Sorry. New Day interrupt. <laughs> the New Day interrupt setting up. A t- someone takes us out as I play a subscription off him. Uh, the New Day interrupt setting up a tag match for next week. Everybody then dances with him. The New Day are really into it. They're like, oh, don't do it to him, Akira. Yeah, we're going to find out who next week between the New Day and American uh, Alpha Academy have the best hips in the business. This was a weird segment. Didn't like this. Weird, weird that it was followed up immediately with a very heartwarming video of Kofi Kingston going to Ghana <laughs> to open a library for children. It's, it, it's bothered me that they've done this. And I know Gable wasn't as involved in the comedic side of things as other people in the promo yeah. but he's just come off this Gunter stuff he's still talking about getting the IC title shot I don't want to see him doing it. the silly stuff right now I get it but I, but he's never lost that little silly streak he's got shoosh please yeah he's yeah, Owen's favourite right. wrestler but the, this was the opportunity to push him and yeah, get you're him right. doing the turn stuff which will of, be better I love him right now turn him into a bit great, of a Sammy Zayn yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel like he's just on the back burner hopefully for now and that eventually he will be the one to beat Gunter but you never know who it's going to be do you think they're going that way I don't know, but I, that would be my preferred thing, I think. What about Ross? Yeah, I, I, I think they might have missed the boat now. Really? I think many, many more weeks of this kind of stuff, unless it's going to be a kind of like Kofi mania journey where he is just that entertaining for so long. Yeah. That everyone does just get on board with him. Then when his moment comes, it'll be amazing. But I hope it does. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. And in the main event, Jimmy Uso, you never believe it, Jimmy Uso interferes to help the Judgment <laughs> Day win the titles back from Cody and Jay. And this caused ructions online. Everyone was like, but they did that funny press conference. And they were all like, I, I No, I get that. Because yeah, like, it was, it. They, were, they were so fun together. And we've not seen air. any of it. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> They've just taken it, it away like that. Yeah. Get, 
Even just two more weeks would have been nice. But hey, maybe we're meant to be annoyed, aren't we? Yeah, I guess that is true. But I, I, it's the whole X Pac heat versus real heat discussion is always a weird one because I think I, there's a difference to me in hating a heel because you you don't want to watch them. You can you can have you can have a heel be hateable and still entertain it. Mm-hmm. And this decision to me, well, the more entertaining thing to do would have been to at least give them a bit more of a run. Yeah. But yeah, but maybe it's like what Ross said. They want Judgment Day to have all the belts for. Um, yeah, I think that's oh, no, it's what it. you said. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. Um, Matthew yeah. does that all the time, and I get furious, but it's so easy to do. What taking somebody's <laughs> like analysis I'll, I'll, away from? I'll make like a <laughs> blind in ten out of ten joke early on in the podcast. Oh, one, Ross. Matthew, <laughs> sometimes he's done it the second after I've said it. He right. does it on purpose, I think. <laughs> well, I do get wound up by it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like Vinci, and Ross is Ludwig Kaiser, and he's Gunter. <laughs> that's not the first time you compare Ludwig Kaiser. Who? Me? You? Yeah. What did I say? No, no. You said I'm like Ludwig Kaiser. I'm saying that's not the first time I've been compared to him. <laughs> Are you all right? Me and him cut from the same cloth. I thought you said that's not the first time I've compared you to Ludwig. I'm always <laughs> like, all right, Ludwig. <laughs> um, well, so, I, yeah. I, I was just going to say, like, it was a good result for me after Kevin Owens getting drafted on SmackDown last week because it was it was more of a shock than it would have been. Yes. Uh, it seemed quite formulated that Cody would have dropped the tag team title then have gone to to SmackDown, but no, that's not going to happen that's now. True. Um. But yeah, just maybe it's just a chance of like to completely give it a new paint of coat, as Bruce Pritchard might say, on the the tag team title scene on the main well on Raw because it feels like we've been doing Judgment Day versus Cody and or Jay yeah. and or Sammy and or Kevin for months now, which we probably have been doing. I'm just generally a bit, uh, and I, I like them all individually, and I, I even I find them generally quite entertaining. But since, especially when Roman's been gone, the Judgment Day have been everywhere hmm. and in every match and every segment and interferences all the time. Now that the Bloodline are well, now Roman's back with the bloodline. There's going to be two loads of that going on, and I'm just worried that it's going to be too much faction bollocks. Mm. I don't know. This um, is the time of year for faction bollocks, though. Oh, it very much is the time of year for faction bollocks. I need a wee. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's talk about the best... The Yeah, the best brand in all of WWE. Why'd you stutter? <laughs> I knew it was a lie. NXT... First sentence sums it up. The show opens with the Bada Bing Bada Boom Battle Royal. Cody Rhodes' invention, <laughs> by the way. A, it was a Cody invention. The final three teams are Chase U, the Creeds, and Garza and Carrillo. Have they got a name? Uh, the Fornicating Cousins, I believe, <laughs> is what they're called. They dream of each other at night and then wistfully go around to each other's apartments half naked. Yes. <laughs> Julius Creed eliminates Carrillo, but the referees are all busy stopping a brawl on the other side of the ring, so he gets back in and helps Garza eliminate the brothers. Uh, the Creeds interfere, though, in the final fall to help Chase U win the match and become number one tag team contenders. I thought it was a real shock to see Drew and Damien get eliminated straight away when they are, as we all know, two masters of their craft in that squared What's circle. What's the deal with them? That's the, 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 they're, they're, they're shooters. Yeah. Right, okay. You've got Charlie Dempsey, who's Regal's son. Yeah, yeah. They try to whistle Wazzler deaf man, but it didn't quite pay off. Yeah. Mm. You're going to have to explain that. <laughs> There's a trainee. Miles Bourne. Miles Bourne is there. He is deaf. He's really deaf, but he's... um. It just kind of unintentionally made what they're doing more cruel. <laughs> right, okay. But they're not. It's not been over the top or anything. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, he joined. He was a face for like a week and then rejoined them. With you. But they're being like harsh to him in training and stuff. They're like, "You're not good enough." Yeah. I thought Wolfie had a world class elimination. I want to have a party now because Wolfie. Oh. His elimination of BJ when he was battling on the apron with someone. Wolfie was. Mm-hmm. And he pulled the rope down, the top rope down to send BJ flying. Yes. Fantastic elimination. Very good from. Brooks Jensen, which we never call him anymore because it's always BJ, BJ JB. JB and BJ. Reggie. Son, son of Bull Buchanan. Yes. 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 Familiar. I Re- thought you were going to learn that and be like, oh, no way. No, no. no. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> Reggie Sorry. put his foot in it, didn't he, with his elimination? What was he, he doing? He got his own mud boys out there and the, the brawling brutes. What are they called? Um, OM? I can't remember. Out, OTM. So, so out the mud. Out the mud. Yeah. Yeah, but they're back in the mud because Reggie overzealously tried to help them yeah. by eliminating them both. And I thought the end of the match was majestic. The referees' backs were turned, dealing with the brawling brutes and the mudmen on the rampway, mm-hmm. having a brawl, by which point, you know, they, they got whistle-wazzled, didn't they? they you, can't, you can't take Andre Chase lightly. He does have a pinfall victory over Carmelo Hayes. Yes, he which does. Which is still one of the most baffling... While wearing slacks. ...decisions in NXT history. I love Andre. So do I. I, I love, I love Duke Hudson. Yeah, Duke's funny, He's, isn't he? Like, I'm on yeah. side with Duke now. Yeah, you, you are. Yeah. Well, Ross no, was I didn't suspicious of him for the longest time. Didn't trust him. Gotcha. It looked like he was trying to take over the university. But no, he's just... No, he's just the MVP. Oh, it's the MVP, Duke Hudson. I'm not into Umberto um, and Angel. Oh, the cousins. Why have they got the Monster Energy logo on their chest? So, <laughs> so there was some vignettes where they had an argument because they're like, oh, we're just, being, we're just being shaggers and that's not helpful for wrestling. So they're going to be serious now. Yeah. There was a series of vignettes in their respective apartments which are identical where they'd ring each other and be like I just had a dream about our grandfather yes he would be disappointed in our legacy like we're disrespecting his legacy we need Mm -hmm. to be greater and they both woke up one day and both had this claw mark on their chest and they were like it's a sign but now it's a tattoo because someone went what's that tattoo about and he went oh yeah it's my granddad yeah they woke up with scratches like my dermatitis on my hand (laughs) (laughs) I scratched that at night time as well that's a great Uh, gimmick too yeah I, I feel like they They've never felt like more, more that they're, they're suited to NXT. They yeah, don't like yeah. it, 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 they come from the main roster, and I know they didn't do that much on the main roster. Yeah. But they've come down, and they're just they they fit in NXT. They feel mm. like indie guys, and, and it's career is great, but I think Gaza's potential is unreal. He's like the next Eddie Guerrero. Everyone yeah, was saying for a while. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. Um, Blair Davenport cuts a promo on Gigi Dolan and wants to have a rematch with her at Halloween Havoc. There's more on that later on. Who's writing her scripts, by the way? Another line was in there this week. She was like, she's speaking directly to Gigi Dolan, where she's like, if you want to prove that you are tenacious and resilient, then face me at Halloween Havoc. Nick Aldis is uh, Who's making her taught like that? Yeah. Every week it is. We get another Lexus King vignette. That's Pillman Jr. He talks about all the praise legends of the business have heaped on his dad, but he didn't know his dad, who was always on the road in hotel rooms. So how can he be expected to love him like everyone else does? Uh, now he's going to make his name bigger than his dad's name ever was. It's a fantastic Brilliant. gimmick. Yeah. I, I love the fact, and it's maybe one of the first times they've done it, they've got a proper, or they've given a proper reason to take somebody's name away. Yeah, it yeah. works so well. Mm-hmm. And his delivery is amazing as well. I always uh, felt he was a bit wasted in AEW, the stuff that they were doing with him. And I enjoyed the stuff they did in AEW, but I, I think he's got massive potential. I was shocked last week because Matthew was convinced as well. And he hates Brian Pillman Jr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but the only questionable thing is his chin strap. That's as far as I can see. Oh. He's got a weird jet black chin strap. It looks weird, doesn't it? Very it's 80s. Very strange, yeah. yeah. Very odd. <laughs> Carmella Hayes talks about sharing a ring with John Cena and Undertaker last week. Baron Corbin comes out and calls him a fanboy. Yes. New little Mark. (laughs) Maybe if he concentrated more on being a superstar rather than a fan, he'd still have his title. He also said, why don't you you belong on that side of the guardrail? It was just really funny. Tom the table. Oh, the table takes a battery when Tom's on the podcast. Does he get excited? He just leans, doesn't he? Oh, right. (laughs) But he also, when he gets excited, not like that. Um... Dijak interrupts and says they should stop arguing because he's going to beat both of them anyway. He got mugged off here, Dijak. 
Yeah. You wear sunglasses indoors, you stupid man, said Wait. Corbin to him. <laughs> uh, Ilya Dragunov appears on the Tron and reveals that Cody Rhodes made one last change as last week's GM. He didn't, but they're retconning it, I think. Tonight's number one contenders match will have one extra entrant. Trick Willie! There's a chance the Trick Willie. What's wrong with that? I just I, I went for it and I immediately regretted it. Why? I'm not that guy. I'm just not that sassy. Well, I think Trick Willie <laughs> might be uh, ever so slightly more popular. Honestly, when you did it, you were going for it. <laughs> well, I might, he might be more popular than Carmelo at the moment, based off the pop. Oh yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Um, everyone's. I'm excited for both of their futures. <laughs> no, I am. Set that Ringo Starr. <laughs> both of their futures. Um, um, I was. I got that Trick Willie thing from. Uh, the last pre-show, the Fastlane one, was the best one in ages because mm. Wade Barrett was on it, just taking the piss. And him and Booker had a competition where, I don't know, you might have just been talking on the stream when this happened, but they had to both have a turn commentating over Trick Williams' latest entrance. And Booker went for it, but then Barrett just, I was, yeah, Trick Williams. <laughs> it was really, really funny. He was just, he enhanced the pre-show so much. MC Bro, Bad, what was it, MC Bullhammer? That was the one. yeah. Rosenberg was fuming because he wasn't one of the cool kids with Booker and uh, Wade. Can't keep up. Couldn't keep up. He's just at the other table going, obviously this match is going to be really good. Oh, he's Get not, on board, Not paid enough money to be a cool kid, has he? No. No. <laughs> um, it, yeah, uh, so Trick Williams is going to be in the match. Trick arrives, he comes out and joins the argument, which escalates into a brawl. The faces clear the ring, uh, but Carmelo just really briefly starts to like take his shirt off to attack him. Do you and... notice what that shirt looked like? No. It looked like the leather jacket. That a certain sexy boy wore in a barber shop. Of course, Shawn Michaels loves to shoehorn in references to his own career. <laughs> yeah, he does. He's done it a few times since he's taken the reins NXT, and this was the latest one. He had the leather jacket on. He mm. went like that, but then put it back on. The whole that, what was the tri triangular yeah, things on? Proper, proper that. nineties. Yeah. That's the most. Like 80s, that's yeah. the that's subtle for Shawn because they're normally <laughs> very. The whole breakup of Gigi and JC was. Yeah, that really, was the barbershop. Was that well. was the barbershop. There was also. Roxanne Perez had a post-match collapse mm. as well. Yeah, he loves himself. He does. Um, Fallon Henley is talking to the. To be fair, to go, no, back yeah, to, go. go back to Corbin. He's he's right saying the trick did go behind Melo's back. Oh yeah. And this is all John Cena's fault because last week Trick went off with John Cena to have a little chat. Mm. Uh, when's it time to go on your own? I think he says. And then John Cena's obviously told him, mm. but then Trick hasn't told Mello. And maybe, now it's the time to go on his own. Well, maybe he's interpreted John's advice wrong. We don't know that John told him. <laughs> no, it is. It does seem like Cena's done that. Yeah. But I was wondering last week why Dijak was brought into the fold when he'd just been beaten by Eddie Thorpe. I know he beat up Eddie Thorpe oh, in yeah. his tree, but he was he lost the match. I think they needed someone to take the, did exactly. he take the fall. He, yeah, I yeah. think he did, yeah. You I think don't the, get intertwining storylines anywhere else in wrestling. We don't. Fallon Henley is talking to the women's breakout tournament entrance in the locker room. Tiffany Stratton turns up and brags about beating Fallon in the latest, in the last edition of the tournament. It was a semi-final. Tiffany didn't win the tournament, but oh. she's bragging that she eliminated Fallon from it, which is good petty heel stuff. I've just put Fallon is cross. Fallon was called Fallon Huntley by uh, yeah. by Tiffany, Tiffany Stratton. got her name wrong. Which is, I can see why Gigi Dillon now was pissed off that her name suggestion wasn't accepted because that's the second killer reference in XT currently. I forget what Gigi... No, they were No, no. <laughs> no, they weren't. They weren't. For any UK... They've been on Channel 4 and seen the documentary about Ian. <laughs> <clears throat> Awful. What was Gigi's suggestion again? Like, Began with a D. I can't remember what it was. Don't. It wasn't Dharma. <laughs> but yes. Nelson? <laughs> she wanted to be called GG something, but apparently they said no because of the the serial killer implications. When I can't Joe, who it was. why is Gacy? Yeah, right? exactly. That's yeah. literally what we said. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
And now he yeah. is there and as well. well. Gigi, I assume, is after Gigi Allen. Yeah. Who wasn't a serial killer, but was a nutter. Yeah. Yeah. And Darby's is as well, isn't it? Darby Allen. Allen Gigi Dolan. Yeah. Spell. And they used to be married. Mm. Um, oh, right. Okay. I've tried to do a little summary of these new lasses for the first round of the tournament. Carmen Petrovic has a sword and is a third degree black belt. Jada Parker's agility is so slick it glides, <laughs> and her athleticism is so smooth it slides. I like the fact that Carmen Conway has, has got the gimmick, yeah. and then Jada's got sass. I like Jada more. I don't know. Carmen's got 23 years of combat experience, she said as well, which She's I thought was interesting. 23. I know. She's um, out the womb. What's going must on? Must be. Uh, but I thought this match was... This was a reminder... With all due respect, that this NXT is a developmental brand. Yeah. Uh, I wrote down, I don't think either of these lasses will go far in the tournament. Obviously, Petrovic got through, but I don't think she'll get through another round. Uh, and I guess you could tell they were really new, but at least yeah. Carmen's man was there to cheer her on, which mm -hmm. was nice to see. The promo <laughs> made me think that Jada was winning. And really? then we got back to commentary, and one of the, I think Vic said to Booker, like, oh, you've already picked Carmen, then Booker. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, well. Booker oh. just fancies them all, doesn't he? <laughs> Biscotti. <laughs> That's why he shouts at women. <laughs> Biscotti. Biscotti. And I don't know what it's in reference to. Every week. All I can think of <laughs> is the, the Gym Class Heroes song, Cookie Jar, <laughs> where there's a breakdown where he compares different ethnicities of women to different biscuits. <laughs> I've got it. I've got How's it going, Jack? For... <laughs> I've got a thing for Milano Biscotti Italianos, and I'll never turn down some Oreos if you've got those. But a Pecan Puerto Rican and them oatmeal raisin Asians. That's a lot sexier Hazel, than I thought it'd hazelnut, be. Hazelnut, Brazilians, macadamia, Caucasians, double stuff or thin mint. It don't matter. That's quite good because immediately my head went to like a rich teas and digestives <laughs> and stuff. So I was like, <laughs> custard cream. <laughs> <laughs> custard cream. Ginger nuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'd need a British version of that song. Um, double stuff or thin mint, it don't matter, you're getting it. Bit, mm. bit aggressive. But I've got a sweet tooth that'll never come loose, and the truth of the matter is, and then the chorus kicks in. Really good verse. One of the best rap verses of all time. About biscuits. Yeah, about biscuits. Um, Natalia surprises Tegan Knox in the locker room. I'd be like, leave me alone. Well, no, because Natalia sees big things in Tegan. Therefore, she had to go all the way to Orlando <laughs> yeah. to be on the telly. Tegan's been built up as, oh, she's this plucky new prospect for about five years now. Get her to the next level. Because her knee keeps giving way. Bless it, uh, her. The injuries have Bless her happened, cotton yeah. socks. She's starting to look more different now. She dressed a bit like sort of Jeff Hardy almost, I thought, especially on Raw. She's got the hair dye, aren't she? The hair, she had the baggy ripped jeans and that. What about yeah. era Shawn Michaels, that is. <laughs> um... Natalia says she wanted to be there for her during her match, which is right now. Tegan loses to Lyra Valkyria, who cuts a promo on Becky Lynch afterwards, saying she's going to take the title. Becky appears on the Tron and says she's been watching Lyra for... I've condensed this, but there was a lot of, like, shared history. Like, I remember watching you when you were coming up. We know the same trainers and stuff. Um, but she says she's been watching Lyra for years. She knows she's going to be great, but Becky's better. And to even stand a chance against Becky, Lyra will have to make herself despise her. I think the match itself, it would have. I think World of Sport would have been proud to house that match. The technicality on show. Oh. This is what Tegan needs to happen on Raw more often than NXT, and with some promo time as well for people to actually give a toss about it. Because I still think on Raw nobody really knows it yet, do they? So they don't really react yeah. to what she does. But this was like she got all the move, all the maneuvers in here. It was a very good ding dong battle. Mm -hmm. It was a bit of a weird finish because Lyra does the roundhouse kick and then seems to forget it's the finish because she sort of sort of runs off for a second, then goes back for the <laughs> pinfall. Um, but it was it was a good match, and I think yeah, Tegan needs this to happen more on Raw than NXT. Yeah, definitely longer matches. 
Um, but I guess that now Natalia and Tegan, because the women's tag team champions came out, didn't they? I guess they're an official tag team now, and that's the feud. Yes, and that's fair enough, I suppose. Natalia doing a Jericho and tacking herself on <laughs> to the hip-hop and happening thing of the day. Um, in the locker room, Carmelo complains to Trick about him breaking their agreement to go after the belts that they respectively lost. I was going to go after the main one. You are going after the North American one. Trick says they never... That's not true. He's gaslighting him. Like, we never agreed <coughs> on that. And Cena advised him... Well, I've said to aim high. That's not exactly what he said. It was something vague, though. He's like, Cena told me my time is now. Yeah, Trick asked him, like, well, how do you know when your time is? Yeah. And then John didn't say my t- your time is now. But he, t- he basically <laughs> encouraged him to yeah. go for it. Uh, Trick apologizes and they make up, but Carmelo gives Trick a suspicious look as he leaves. Yeah, why was he pulling that face at the end after Trick was being the bigger man and just saying, soz, pal? At this point, I was buzzing for that main event because I thought Carmelo's going to screw Trick and it's going to make them both more popular. And then Trick was no, just wasn't in the main event. Mm. He did yeah. screw Trick, though, right? We don't know. It, oh. it is him, though, right? Sure. Oh, I don't follow it closely enough. It's, sure it's got to be. It could yeah. be Nikita Lyons. It could be Blair Davenport. It could be NXT Anonymous, whoever that. We still don't know. <laughs> still going on. Is that still going on? No, we don't know. Still no, don't know. We don't know. It's almost like they don't know. <laughs> Backstage, Gigi, Gigi Dolan spins the wheel and makes the deal for her match against Blair Davenport at Halloween Havoc, which is a, a two-week event, just to remind everybody, so it's, it's in two parts. Uh, this lands on a lights-out match, which I thought meant unsanctioned so therefore not a stipulation that could be on a wheel but I th- I'm worried it's going to be like the dark spooky I'm sure they, they've they did one last yeah. week wasn't it with that Wendy Chu oh the whimsical Wendy Chu. it's just like it was purple lighting yeah. I think last year it's, it's a no DQ match weapons I think encouraged the they thing... used the Lego in it didn't they I yeah. think so yeah it was her and that. Tiffany I think yeah yeah her and Sorry, all the all the stipulations on the wheel are just no DQ. <laughs> yeah, they are. And then they land and on another it. one later as yeah. well. No, yeah, and it lands on it. They go, oh, Booker yeah. loved it. Obviously, yeah, he went mental. Man. But who gave JG control of the wheel? That's what I want to know. Oh, she does what she wants. Yeah, yeah, because Roxanne has to ask for permission later on. Yeah, off the uh, the masters or the mistress of ceremonies, I guess we could call Shotty. it. Shotty Blackheart. Mm. I thought Scarlett Bordeaux was going to be involved. She is. It? Oh, she is. Well, she got promoted last week, unless something's happened. Okay, in the last seven days. Uh, we get a heartbreaking update on Von Wagner's injury. Oh my injury. god! This is peak NXT right here. <laughs> this was it. He's finding it tough, but Robert Stone is there to encourage him every step of the way, and says when he's back to please. I know that as soon as I finish the sentence, he's going to jump in with his Von Wagner impression, and I'm scared. <laughs> no, I'm not. Robert Stone is there to encourage him, and says when he's back to 100, he's going to finish the job. I don't have an impersonation this oh, week because no. I was left with a tear in my eye once again. That after, <laughs> I like to call him Terry Spunk because That's of Come hardcore Tuesday. Von Wagner, hardcore yeah. Von Wagner is Terry Spunk. After Terry Spunk was put through <laughs> the wall and also had the chairs bashed off his head by Bron Breaker, he was learning to walk again, and he's lost all the strength. Yes, and he's lost. <laughs> he's lost all the strength in his arms. Can't even pull the band. <laughs> The acting. We might talk about acting chops a bit later on in the podcast with uh, Nick Wayne's mother, but this was of that same quality for me. No, better than that. Terry's acting was not very good here. Rob Stone's... He can do all right. He's a very earnest man, is Rob Stone, with his children and whatnot. Um, But yeah, Terry's facials here were absolutely fantastic. Oh, Give I think it's. I, I really enjoyed it because it's like the NXT that I don't get to see a lot. Yeah, and the whole head injury gimmick is so perfect for him, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, because it's a legitimate sort of thing. Bro- yeah, yeah. All oh, right, all oh, right. Yeah, it is. It does work. Yeah. Um, what's, no, is what good. is his deal? Can you explain what? it to me? Well, Wagner. Yeah. So big, basically, big he was 
I think they saw him as a proper main eventer at the start of NXT 2.0. <laughs> so they pushed him very hard at the start. He was immediately in the main event of that yeah. first show of NXT. But he was, he was wrestling fine, but he was cutting these promos that showed he, he can't do it. He can't cut... At that point in time, he couldn't cut the promos. Yeah. He's... Speed about come Tuesday. This is going to happen to people, and then it became come a meme. Tuesday, yeah. Thanks to us and nobody yeah, else. Yeah, we definitely originated. Yeah, big time. We were first on the ball there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, over time he's just become a big joke because of that promo and also the stuff that I've been doing, like him and Kyle very early on in NXT. Kyle Riley, yeah. They had a, a lads' day out like we all do. We all go down to the local forest and caber toss and ride our bicycles. It was they were learning <laughs> to be a tag team together. So this like, is where the good. cool Kyle era, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. This it was tongue in cheek though. This right. What? No, I think this is... No, this is a hard... Oh! Yeah. So just to fill you in, Von Wagner... I thought it was a joke. To give him his his real... I think his real name is Cal Bloom, is it? To give him his real name? Uh, When he was a child, he had some sort of thing... What was it? It meant he had... His head was split open. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. from surgery, he's got like this scar... Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they've, yeah. they've played on that with heart-tugging emotional promos that over recent nowhere. weeks. Then they had a bit of a joke segment where... What was he doing? Because they had all these heart... Oh, the, the doctor, whoever she was. Was the, that after that? Vaughn's trying to... He's got all these anger issues, and Robert Stone keeps on like, what's this photo of you as a baby with a scar around your head? And he's like, I don't really talk about it, man. Mm-hmm. And then he takes him to, like, therapy or something, and they're in the waiting room, and Vaughn's like, oh, I don't want to be here. This is boring. And the therapist opens the door, and it's like a sexy woman. And he's like, hold my jacket. Or like, it's implied, it's implied that he... It's like a porn. It's a the, porn yeah, open yeah, in what yeah, it right, is. Right, okay. Um, so that was, that was one week. Back to the serious stuff immediately after that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, th- on this real-life stuff, by the way, not, don't forget about that. And yeah, they've played on that with the, the stuff with Bron Breaker, caving his head in with a, 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 well, a set of steel steps. Yeah. But this is after Terry got the best catchphrase in wrestling currently. Which is you've been tabled. You've been tabled. <laughs> he, likes <to> book, <laughs> he likes to book reservations for his opponents. He's like, yeah, you, you're gonna go for a meal later. <laughs> because I booked you a table for one. <laughs> I assume they've given up on him as a main eventer now. No, right? no, this is this it. is the rise. Yeah. This is the start of it back. They've knocked him down. Yeah. Another, we're, we're building them back. Literally Alex, building them back Alex up again. Working. By the way, I thought it was a joke. No, we're desperate for him to get that. No, this was meant it. to make you feel bad for him. Oh, this was a. I thought it was like when the he comes stuff from AEW. <laughs> no, when he comes it's... back and he beats Bron Breaker, which is won't, then it's going to be amazing. He's yeah. going to have to now. Oh, he's got to, yeah, but he's not, but they're pushing Bron. So Bron batters Robert Stone. Oh, he will do, sure. Yeah, yeah. and then... Come will come back, yeah. Come will come back, yeah. Yes. So it won't be Terry Spunk, because it's not a hardcore. Oh, but it might be. Well, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know yet. He's like, he's like Foley. We'll, we'll never know who's going to turn him. Kiana James tries to use her loaded bag. It's got a brick in it. In a match against it Shotzi. Like, that wasn't a brick. It did. It had a brick. That wasn't well, a brick. What would you describe it as? When have you ever seen a brick look like that? Well, I mean, we're in a different country. These props. These props of NXT need to, need to change. Yeah, who's in charge of the production? <laughs> um, Kiana James tries to use her loaded bag in a match against Shotzi, but Roxanne Perez puts a stop to it, so Shotzi wins. Later backstage, Shotzi and Roxanne spin the wheel to decide Perez's stipulation against Kiana James, and you'll never guess what. It's going to be a devil's playground match. I hope Roxanne gets eaten alive in there. I like Roxanne. I know he said I love I love Roxanne. <laughs> she's amazing. Like Booker T. <laughs> it's, it is his daughter. He's boring. She's boring. Sorry. It's, it's, no, she's not boring. She is boring. She's not, she's a, Pure babyface. She's boring. No. She's a damp squib of a human being. Oh, she's next But a fantastic wrestler. Excellent wrestler. And she's yeah. not. She smiles. And? Wrestles. Shotzi Blackheart in that match with Keanu James was like Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 31. The what? way that she was in, <laughs> the way that she was enjoying that beatdown early oh. on. She was smiling like Roman. Oh, God. Yeah. But oh. then she fought back and there was a nice Turan, I've called it. It was half a tarantula because she didn't hook the legs and the ropes. So I've right. called it a Turan. Um, oh, okay. And the rest of the match just kind of chugged along. Yeah. 
That's fair enough. Um, but yeah, and then the, the fake brick question's got to be asked about that. <laughs> not, not happy about that. <clears throat> I don't know um, why you put it in a puffy bag. Yeah. To disguise it. Yeah. Um, so you like never drum- suspect that. Look at how soft that bag looks. Oh, is a brick inside? Yeah, but if the ref sees you hit it with it, it's still foreign. Object, yeah, yeah you're right, it's true. <laughs> Uh, Lash Legend and Ormenta are on speakerphone with Noam Dar, who's at the hospital with Chikara Jackson. Stay with us, Jackie! Don't gonna... go to the lights! The arms going to have to come off. <laughs> Chikara has been taken out of the breakout tournament, we learn, with an injury. Dar insists that she'll have to get her arm amputated. Akira Tozawa interrupts, very serious now, to tell Legend and Mensa to let Dar know that he's looking for him. And they kind of brush him off, but Akira Tozawa's going to batter Noam Dar. That's, the, that's what I got from this. I don't know, I think Noam will escape. Because no one, when he wrestles the matches, is still good at the wrestling. Yeah, he's not just, he is, yeah. He's not a full chicken poo heel, is he? This is the best Dar's been for so long. Yeah. I'm really enjoying it. It's a shame about Jackie as well, Miss Jackson. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because I, I assume that's a legitimate injury they're playing off there. They really, they got that Miss Jackson, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson joking way too early in the metaphors. Mm. They shouldn't have done it for weeks and weeks and weeks, but he's just, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Do you remember that Jakara and Lash Legend started out hating Dar? Uh, yeah, he you're was like, pathetic, wasn't he? You're a little dweeby. Yeah. Now there is like minions. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, elsewhere backstage, Trick Williams has been attacked by a mystery assailant. He'll no longer be able to compete in the main event, and we don't know who did it either. This was the other Shawn Michaels reference. Oh? Because this has the building, or the, the, the genesis of Shawn Michaels and Triple H's build to SummerSlam 2002. You're like an expert on the career of Shawn Michaels. I know I am. Wow. I'm obsessed with a sexy boy. Well, he gives me my favourite wrestling show. I study him every day when I go home. <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, but remember when in the build to SummerSlam 02 where Triple H attacks Shawn Michaels in the car park, but it's all blurry mm-hmm. CCTV footage, and then Shawn Michaels somehow is able to... <laughs> Give it to somebody who translates, like, changes it to HD. Oh, my and they, God. They unpixelate right. it, and it's clearly Triple H who attacked him in the car park. Yeah. I reckon they'll do something similar here with someone else. They'll make it look like it's someone else, and it'll be Carmella who be attacked Carmella. him, yeah. Who was the... Uh... Oh, it was Blair Davenport in the end, wasn't it? Yeah. The, beating down all the women in the car park. The blonde lady who... Who wasn't blonde. Blonde wasn't blonde. Yeah. She well, had we... a wig. Yeah. Um... Look what I wrote down there, Adam. Trick Willie has Don't read it out. <laughs> 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 you can't say that. No, I can't. That's awful. Uh, Nathan, oh, Nathan Fraser is the biggest heel in the business. He's an arsehole, isn't he? Everyone on a night out has been confronted by someone in this way, like Nathan Fraser does. Nathan Fraser confronts Dominic Mysterio backstage and beats him down at the ring while the locker room cheer him on. Yay! He hits Dom with an enziguri and heads up top, but Rhea pulls Dom to safety. But I want to talk about the initial shove. No restaurant now, are they? Oh, I hated him so yeah, much. Yeah, he's pathetic. He's isn't he? awful. He's a... We hate Nathan Fraser. Okay, because he's he a, always like this. He's a lad who claimed he could have been a Premier League footballer I if he wanted to. Could have made the EPL. Could have made the EPL. Well, I love wrestling. Not a big deal, is it? Is this is real life, or is this NXT? This is his character. <laughs> we don't hate the man himself. This is the right, character. Okay, I can never. T- yeah, but I think that's based off but real I, life. I feel. Like, oh yeah, he was. But <laughs> you showed footage of himself playing football when he was younger, and it's like Sunday League. Oh, right. It's not like oh, I'm from Jersey. Just hang out at the beach, play football. <sighs> But then it's the way he talks to people. Like last week, he was having a good Dom, and he had his friend Axiom behind him. And he's like, "Oh, Dom, you're a, a dick," or whatever he yeah. says to me. Turns out, goes, "Yeah, that's a hard hitting home truth, isn't it?" Because his gimmick his used to be catchphrase. his yeah. own catchphrase. Yeah, his catchphrase was, "That's a hard." He used to have a, like a vignette segment called "Hard Hitting Home Truths," which was basically when John Oliver was doing the Vince McMahon stuff. You oh, know, like his yeah, like segments, yeah, yeah. and clearly someone's seen that and gone, "He's British." And he would just like say things about members of the roster and be like, well, it turns out that this has happened. Uh-huh. But it wasn't funny. It was like it was written by a robot. It was weird. <laughs> it was very bizarre. Okay. Then he got Dragon Lee in as his co-host. He would say like two words. He'd be like, isn't that right, Dragon? He'd be like, see, see, mi amigo. 
It was it was it's it's it was weird. It was really bizarre. Don't hate Nathan Fraser the man. Although it's the kind of promo sort of stuff. <laughs> I, I don't think he can fake that I kind feel like of Kavorka. Channeling a lot of himself yeah. into this character, yeah. You can imagine him going down the shops and an old woman <laughs> sees her apple fall off the edge of the till and yeah. he's like, Whoa! There you go, ma'am. It's a very I've caught that for you. You do hate the man himself. Yeah, I hate the it's man. A, it's a very it's a very No, no, this is his character. It's a very learned charisma. You know, you meet someone, you're like, are they trying to like play mind games with me? Like, you what? think he's turned up to eleven? Like the bloke who tried to sneak backstage at WCPW pretending he was a magician. What? <laughs> I'd rather this. you didn't tell people about that. <laughs> I, was at, I was just at the bit of Gorilla, or like the bit, it was one of the one of the shows with like a visible, I think it was in Why the, would they let a magician backstage? I, I, <laughs> like you could pretend to be a wrestler or a medical personnel or something. So, oh, wait, God, we, we've we, been missing the magician. We got backstage, let anyone back to <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, think, I think he actually maybe was a magician and thought, I can use this. Um, but basically, no, but I thought this bloke's trying to mess with my head. And it was sinister when I realized what had happened because I was like, oh. So earlier in the night, I'd seen him like at the bar or whatever. And he'd gone, Jack, we met the other week, but or like well, a while ago, but you were off your face. I don't know if you remember. And I was like, oh, sorry, mate. Like, fair enough and all that. And then um, later on, he comes up to me and I'm stood. It was one of the ones with like a visible gorilla position, like production mm. bit. So he could have just got past that curtain. Anyone could have. So I was stood there and he came over and said hello again and was like, I've heard they need a magician backstage. And I was like, I'll go and check because you never know at a wrestling show. Yeah, yeah sure. So I, I went and found like the promoter and went, a magician? And he went, no, nah, no chance. Yeah. I heard they need a magician backstage. <laughs> <laughs> unless, <laughs> unless he'd been wound up by his mate who'd gone, you, oh, you, um, they, they need you backstage. Oh, Maybe okay. it could have been that. Uh, for like a backstage promo or something. We need somebody who could. Maybe. <laughs> but, but it was the way he'd like won my trust earlier in the night by like, Pretending that we met and I was drunk. So you hadn't even met. I had. I. I mean, it, it could well have happened, but I really don't think I'd ever met him before. Anyway, if you're watching this, nice try. <laughs> um, yeah, that was that was a weird time. Ariana Grace is dressed as a beauty queen and is heart she because she was she well that was a gimmick or she was a model or something. Yeah, she's the daughter of Santino Morella. She is. So no. I was like, he's just dressed like Santina uh, with a tiara on. Uh, Ariana Grace is dressed as a beauty queen and is heartbroken that Chikara Jackson was taken out of the tournament, but she gracefully accepts her bye into the next round. Instead, oh, sh no, she's interrupted by her new opponent, Brinley Reese. Now, Brinley Reese <laughs> might have one of the worst catchphrases in wrestling. I've written a bit. Yeah. <laughs> when you, when you, so I think this is what she says verbatim. When you stay active. Do you want to sing it together just to see if we both got it right? Because I, I thought I misheard it as well. When, Are you ready? When you, when you stay active and bring active, you don't have to get ready, you stay ready. What the bollocks does that mean? I've got a slightly different one. <laughs> when you stay active and bring active, we both heard that bit. Brin active. There's no preparing to get ready, you stay ready. I've got there's no preparing to get ready. And then she goes, this tournament is about to get big with Brin. And then she loses to Ireland. Is that the Grace. catchphrase, big with Brin? Well, what's or is Brin, Brin, what's Brin, Brin active? Is that like bullfit? <laughs> I think <laughs> I reckon it's exactly the same. I've got no issues with the match. It was a short one, but just brain active. Does that is she trying to say you know Americans? Oh yeah, I've been doing that. I've been active. Is she trying to say I'm brain active? Or yeah. is she saying she's inactive? I'm brain active. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, it was a confusing one. I really enjoyed Ariana Grace's promo. I think she's a, a, yeah. a good like heel. Yeah, saying yeah. she's gracefully accepting her buy into the semifinals. And she also basically has a hip toss as a finisher, which makes her a fantastic heel as well. Long live those days when the DDT was a finisher. Yeah. Or a hip toss. It's like a, she bends over and then like sort of hooks them over her back and they do a flip onto their face and that's mm, a finisher. It's, that's a, hip, good. it's a hip toss. Mm. What a heel. Yeah. Brin active. Brin active though. <laughs> Oh, Robert Stone interrupts an interview. Unless you want to say anything more about Bryn. I don't have anything else to say about Bryn. I just <laughs> want to know what Bryn Active is a put-off. That, that's all I want to know. I know. Uh, Robert Stone interrupts an interview with Bron Breaker. Bron laughs about Von Wagner's injury, which provokes Stone into challenging him to a match at Halloween Havoc. Not against Von Wagner, against himself, Robert Stone. Mm-hmm. My Von... kids ask me every day if Von is going to be okay. Stone was brilliant. <laughs> oh, I thought Stone was so good. It reminded me of when Regal stood up for Eugene and went lost his composure. <laughs> just like that. Yeah. But like, he's going to get destroyed. Yeah. yeah Which would be brilliant. Yeah, it will. It would be so good. Brilliant. Will Von Wagner, is he? I don't know how close he is to coming back. Will he come back on the night? Surely. Yeah. He, oh, not, this is it. Yeah. He'll come out, I reckon, in a wheelchair or something. Then he'll willy wonker it down the ramp. <laughs> <laughs> Lap off the bandage. And then he'll shoot, attack uh, Bron Breger. That might be the match I'm most looking forward to. It is at Halloween Havoc. It 100% is. Carmella Hayes, in the main event, beats Corbin and Dijak to become the number one contender. But again, it was only a triple threat because Trick was taken out. Yeah. Good match. Yeah, well, I, thought, I liked the start of it where the two big lads were ganging up on the little lads. Mm-hmm. There was a hell of a chokeslam backbreaker from Dijak. Who needs to stop talking? Just let him wrestle. Just stop the talk. What, because of the silly voice? He's not got a silly voice. It's, just, silly <laughs> it's like an eight-year-old. We used to say this on the podcast. His entire gimmick is like an eight-year-old's imagination of what they would be as a professional wrestler. Oh, I'm a cool, yeah. I wear sunglasses and I'm really tough. Yeah. And like when he talks, it's that same like... I'm big and cool and tough. Not yeah. like Wade Barrett. I've made that sound like Wade Barrett. But you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> good wrestler. Mate. He is a really good wrestler. Yeah. But my move of the week, Joel. Oh my! Oh, oh baby! Oh. Is the way Carmelo Hayes springboarded backwards into a double DDT spot? Yeah. Spot, sorry. I've, it's as smooth as Von Wagner dribbling off a gold, a gold tooth. I'm having a stroke here today. And, Bloody hell, can't talk. And you but say yeah. it's smooth. And when... Oh, I have love. I can't find it. And when your agility is so slick it glides, your athleticism is so smooth it slides. It's almost like her. It is almost like... I've forgotten Jada. her name. <laughs> Jada Parker. That was the one. Are we being mean? No. These are really new wrestlers. They are, but they're in the big time now, and they've got to <laughs> earn our respect. Oh, my God. We are industry oh, professionals. No, no. We are well-respected <laughs> journalists of this ga- great game that we call professional yeah, wrestling. Yeah. Um, I love the Tower of Doom spot where Corbin threw Dijak, a man who's like six foot seven or whatever mm, he is, mm-hmm. backwards like... Like a Von Wagner rag I've written down here. I'll try to make right, lots yeah, of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then the finish, I love the finish as well, where Corbin hits the end of days on Dijak, and then Mello hits the leg drop on Corbin, mm-hmm. and then pushes Corbin out, and then steals the win. Yes, all good stuff. Yes. Um, and I'm pleased that it was Mello who won, because it furthers this potential trick with him story. Especially stealing the pin as well. Yeah. yeah it's nice. Um, backstage, we get a little cold close to the, uh, like, you know what I mean, like a post-match. Backstage, Lara Valkyria rips up a photo of herself and Becky Lynch. She walks off and Jade Cargill appears on the monitor next to her and taps her wrist. What does it mean? <laughs> yeah, what does it mean? This is the point that I thought, oh, okay, it's getting a bit much with the 
cargo stuff. Is that the first time she's been on NXT? No, she's, she was there in the car there. last week, yeah. yeah. She, she came along, she? she met Shawn Michaels last week, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so she's already been there, yeah. yeah. Keep you guessing, eh? I guess so. Um, AW Dynamite. Jay White opens the show, beating Penta after a distraction from the guns and interference from Juice Robinson. After the match, Jay says MJF isn't here tonight, so he'll lead by example instead. Juice says that he's going to win the main event battle royal. Oh, and there was a hot start of the match as well. They jumped each other. Uh, Penta attacked before the bell, which was good. I like the chop spot this week with Penta, where he took his T-shirt, well, vest thingy yeah. off uh, to further that bit. But uh, I've seen a lot of people. I think Andrew's one of the people in this office who hates Bryce, the referee. Owen, is it Andrew? Owen. Is it Owen? Owen hates Bryce. This is the week where I realized I might hate him as well. Because obviously we have the, the sort of like the sneak attack in the background that he shouldn't know anything about. But the way he reacts before he does the pinfall, he reacts like he's seen it, but he hasn't seen it because he's looking the other way. And I've realized what people label oh, what at Bryce now. He sort of goes, oh, uh, and then counts to one, two, three. But if he hadn't seen it, he hasn't got eyes in the back of your yeah, head, pal. Yeah, so he's like, I know something's happened, yeah. but I can't do it. Well, no one cares. Yeah, yeah. you're the referee. Just mm. stop making it about yourself, Bryce. That's the first time I've seen it, personally. I've noticed it when he has a go at a heel, mm. really fearlessly in their face. No, you listen to me. Yeah. And I'll just hear Owen sigh from his monitor when we're doing, <laughs> when we're doing what happened. And he'll just go. <laughs> was it? Sorry, go on. There's one, and I don't. I, I'm not having to go at Aubrey or Bryce particularly. I think they're both good refs, but like, there's, there's a. There used to be a vignette which was very cruel online. It got taken down, or like a compilation of Aubrey stealing the spotlight. And there's one where, the, and I can't find the footage anywhere, but it was so funny. It's all like her like getting in frame and stuff and stuff that's not that bad. This person clearly had an agenda against her. But there's one where there's a brawl on the outside and the refs are trying to separate whoever it is and Jade Cargill. And Aubrey by herself just ties up Jade Cargill and Cargill's actually struggling to get out. And she's like, make me look good. Let go now. And Aubrey's like holding her back properly. Hmm. And Cargill's furious. Like, yeah. Understandable. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good match, though. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I thought you were going to say someone in this office finds so-and-so annoying. I thought, because Fraser finds Penta annoying. I don't care for, first and foremost, Alex Abrahentes, who once again was out there this week. Well, he's that cool He's manager. not. He doesn't fit, though, does no, he? No, he doesn't. He's like a little child jumping about, like yeah, too many yeah, sweets. Yeah, yeah. He's just he's not like, cool at all, is he? He's very Tony Khan. <laughs> if Tony Khan was a manager, he would be like him. I guess he would be, yeah. yeah. That was the cringiest bit of Wembley for me. Red Penta came back. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. he earned his money that night, didn't he? Well, came yeah. out and did one move, went backstage and got changed, came out, did one move, one more move and went home. <laughs> <laughs> what a worker. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the promos after the match as well, I thought Juice completely walked all over Jay White's promo again. Yeah, Jay White's just a, a series of catchphrases that I think he thinks are quite cool. And he tries to say them cool. cool. Yeah, do you think they're cool? There's that much substance to what he I, says, though, isn't there? I'm reluctant to backtrack on Jay White because me and Richard Tubman were big defenders of him. Yeah. Me and Matthew were like, don't get it. I still don't. I think he's a fantastic wrestler, but the promos I just don't get. I think the audience are coming around to him. Yeah. yeah. In he's recent helped, weeks. He's helped by his guys. Yeah, yeah it's all is. of them, which, yeah. which was under threat because MJF pointed it out in a promo. He said that Jay White was like tofu and they're the seasoning and you mm. need it to make it taste of something. And it was too <laughs> on the nose. Like he, it was too true and it, it harmed him, I think. Yeah. Mm. MJF is interviewed backstage. Oh, I guess because he's not there. It was a previous. No, he was here for Dynamite. It was uh, Collision he was missing for. Sorry, yes, right. 
So um, MJF is interviewed backstage and says he's too smart to run out there. Oh, yeah, he was on commentary. Then. And says he's too smart to run out there and be outnumbered by the Bang Bang Gang. He says he hopes Juice wins the Battle Royal because he will beat him. He wants to face him one-on-one -on -one next week and beat him. The acclaimed and Billy Gunn show up, and MJF again turns them down for the eight-man tag team match. Caster tries to hit on him, and it doesn't work. Uh, yeah, he's going to have to put a ring on it, he says. And then, yeah, but he's my scumbag. He defends his infatuation with MJF. I'm wondering what the payoff is here. Like, where is this going? I'm wondering, since Wembley... And I know that there was meant to be something like Cole's injury was badly timed and everything, but MJF's been in too many comedic lower card. He doesn't main event the shows anymore. No. Why? I think he's trying to get away from it though, because he's what he's doing isn't comedic now. Mm. After his promo two weeks ago, which he accepted, didn't land like he thought it might have done. Yeah. But he is involved with other comedic wrestlers, which I just I, I, I'm intrigued to see where this is going to go outside of them, like MJF and the acclaimed teaming together. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you could get there differently to how they're choosing to get there so i'm wondering if there is going to be something different along the way yeah <laughs> no i know what you mean I, I i just i'm a bit i'm a little bit dissatisfied with it i just kind of want mjf to get this jay white feud out of the way because he is going to win there's hopefully no, there's no danger that jay white's going to win I, I wouldn't be so sure really yeah i don't think he is who's he is it omega because they had the little promo this week maybe yeah, for mjf the next one? they'll at least have like a tv match maybe to try and for the record yeah 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 they hinted at that didn't they we need yeah. punk bad that's what we need because his stuff with mjf was saying. top tier <laughs> and then it was that it was a week where so when punk got fired podcast was split i was a bit more let's just keep him around and then i think you were quite ha hard he deserves it when he got fired no I was like it's the right call right. but I, I said time will tell on collision Aye. and then and that then first week after was awful there was, <laughs> there was a promo where the young bucks are there doing hit the their, red button Brandon. Brandon hit the red button and Matt Jackson's got like a muscle stimulating sort of massage thing and he's like do my arms look big and Ross went is this what we've been left with then? Now the punk's gone. <laughs> and it, it, it's kind of what's happened we sacrificed punk for self punk didn't die yeah. for this um in this match, Adam Pacitti corrected me because I thought this was a title match, but it was a title eliminator match. Uh, but it doesn't matter because Shida beats Emi Sakura anyway. They did the same spot as the last match. I brought it up on the last podcast I was on. They do the stand-up, throw chops at each other, uh... no selling. See it too much anyway. It always drives me mad. I don't think it's entertaining because they do it all the time, but it literally happened in the previous match. Yeah. They desperately need... I, I don't know like how the matches are produced. Who's like the head AEW, road agent? Yeah. How, how can that happen? Mm -hmm. they, and they it's 20 minutes before. Sometimes I think that they don't care. Dragon. Do I don't know. People pop for it anyway, don't they? There's been pay-per-views definitely in AW, maybe just because they're so long, where there's like very similar stuff. Oh man, sometimes but, yeah. that that specifically, that chopping bollocks, you sometimes see three or four times during a pay-per-view. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. It's fighting spirit, it's all Japan. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. From the history of And then they'll shake each other's hands at the end because yeah. they've got respect for one another. Oh, he's fuming. Oh, just <laughs> I tell you what, I never once thought Emmy was going to win, but I thought it was a very entertaining match. It was That's a good match. The best AEW like Emmy secure match I've seen. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit where the, there was a power bomb that produced a near fall, and then there was mm -hmm. like a pinning combo that did the same, where it was like near kickouts by Shida. Um, they even mentioned the fact that Emmy was a trainer before the match. I was going to say, was that Riho or was that Shida? But it was Shida who yeah, was trained was by Emmy. Yeah. Maybe both. I don't know. Um, but yeah, because they had the pay-per-view match a couple of years ago, didn't they? They just, yes. they just didn't mention it, did they, until commentary did. I wish like she was the match. Freddie Mercury again, <laughs> but it was a good match. No, I prefer her like this weird woman that yeah, she is. True. She's, yeah. I think she's the woman behind that Gatto Move promotion that I slagged off and got really abused on Twitter for not liking. Do you want to repeat what you said? Yeah, I just said it was stupid bollocks. <laughs> what was the deal? Like, white people get really defensive over Japanese <laughs> things. <laughs> 
like, don't insult this promotion. You just don't get it. And right. the, the, the promotion's held in like a small room under like a subway station or something. And there's a bit of a window. People are rating it like 10 out of 10 on cage match and stuff. And is it all comedy wrestling? Yeah, pretty much. Right, okay. There, there was one last man standing match they did. But they're jumping through a little window and... You're allowed to not like stuff. I'm allowed to not like stuff. Yeah. But people were really nasty to me. Oh, I'm sorry. That Matthew was like, you. oh, no, you've annoyed pure Twitter. And I was like, oh, no, they're oh. coming for me. Yeah. <laughs> not 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 Japanese people, though. Westerners. <laughs> Sad accent. <laughs> um, Renee interviews Adam Copeland. Adam says he wants to come. He wanted to come to AEW <laughs> to finish his career alongside Christian Cage. What do we have to Google to see the results of what you've just said there? Oh, oh sorry, Twitter search to get a full... Just well, next week, I'm intrigued to I, I see what's going to happen. I, just, I, just, I, I don't know, but you can, we can find the visual of the arena it's held in to show you how stupid it is. What am I doing? No, I just meant the Twitter reaction to what you said. No, I don't want to see that. I don't want to relive that. Can you type in Gato, G-A-T-O-H, space, move. And then try and find like an image of, yeah, like that. The third one along, the fourth one along, sorry, on the top row is the arena that it's held in. Come on, man. That's all right. Pathetic, isn't it? I can't really tell what's going on. They're all in submissions. Oh, right. That is that's, Amy that's three, in the that's middle, three yeah. Anaconda, uh, That's three um, abdominal stretches. What? There's he's Chris not that tall, is he? Well, she's probably tiny. <laughs> but yeah, he is that. He's, he's very massive, tall. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yep, that's... Is there a ring? No. Oh, right, okay. <sighs> Fuming. Looks like a laugh, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> it looks like a laugh. Table's got a game. Jesus. Had a heart attack there. Right. Enough Adam co-planned. Anyway, some people really love that promotion. But Emi Sakura is the woman behind it, and I think she's really good. So I don't want to, like, slag her off. This is her best AEW Just match. Just work. <laughs> yeah, they, ooh, no. She's had better pay-per-view matches, surely. I don't think she days. has. She hasn't had many pay-per-view matches. No, maybe not. Uh, Renee interviews Adam Copeland. Adam says he wanted to come to AEW to finish his career alongside Christian Cage, but that seems to have backfired. He truly believes Christian is the most underrated talent in wrestling, but also go, but also he goes over the history of their friendship and wonders if Christian would have ever made it if Copeland didn't blaze a trail for him first. I ended a competition to get free wrestling training. I had to force you to enter it as well. I was always more passionate, more keen, he's saying. It's mm. very Nathan Fraser, isn't it? No. It's very Nathan Fraser. No, it's not like Nathan He even Fraser. lied in the study. He said Christian was game to team with me until I actually came to AEW. Liar. Don't believe him. Yeah. No, yeah. I do believe him. It was an earnest promo. It was. Wonderful man. He says he doesn't even want the TNT title because he, he won't fight Christian. But then he knows that when Nick Wayne and Luchasaurus leave Christian, Adam will be there to pick up the pieces. It feels like they've set up a storyline here where Edge is going to turn Christian babyface by showing him the right way. I don't want that. Exactly. I, I want, want the other opposite. To, exactly. I want Adam yeah. to turn heel with yeah. Christian. Because um, at the moment, it feels a bit like Undertaker and Kane. I won't fight me, brother, said the Undertaker all the way back then. Yeah. Just like that. Um, <laughs> and now Adam won't fight Christian. But yeah, I hope it doesn't end up like that. <laughs> I'm the dead man. I'm the dead man. <laughs> Rest in peace there, pal. Uh, so yeah. Yes. What did um, you two think about the promo? I like Dig. He's good at promos, isn't he? But it, with Edge, it's all, or with Adam Copeland, it's always it's the most dramatic and the most sincere all the time. And I just, I'd like a bit of levity now and then, just a bit of hoo I really enjoy it. Get the kazoo back out. When Nigel, whenever Adam Copeland's mentioned on Collision, I, Nigel says the same line every time. Adam Copeland takes five minutes to say what Christian says in one line or something like that. He says it every time. That's too true, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's too on the nose. It's not. Did you like it? Yeah, I did. I, I think maybe I'm in the minority at this table because I'm just sort of, 
I'm enthralled by everything he does. I just really, okay. really... I, I like listening to him speak, and I think he he does come across as sincere. And sometimes it can be a little bit paint-by-numbers, but generally speaking, I, yeah, I, I, I liked it for what it yeah. was. And I think it's, Are you uh, going to sell a few, definitely? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Ryan Nemeth tries to attack Wardlow during his entrance, but Wardlow easily deals with him, winning a short match. Wardlow is interviewed afterwards and just holds up his wrist tape, which has MJF written on it, and he knocks Tony Schiavone over. This is like when Gorilla Monsoon was taken up by Vader. Yeah. It, it, this is just like they that. They were similar big boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Ryan Nemeth is officially the softest wrestler in the world. Why? One Wardlow powerbomb to get KO'd. That's Wardlow. One! He takes six to beat everybody else. You know, no, he just, that's an option. He just likes using six. It never ends in KO, though, does it? Yeah, that's true. Nemeth is soft. He needs his brother to save him. Oh. I don't know why I've said that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like the referee stoppage thing. I think it's good, but it's way less impactful than if they were sort of doing that from the start. Like, he's, he's, he's been there. He was super hot at one point. Yeah. Um, that died off it, largely due to circumstances out of his control yeah. and he's come back and it feels like they're doing this sort of Goldbergian squash thing but they don't really know where they're going with mm. it I, I, I hope there's an end game here and MJF. obviously MJF on the, but it, on the MJF will beat him so everyone will want MJF to win he's yeah, in water's heel so as well yeah. yeah the timing's all wrong isn't it it should have been Early in MJF's title run because Wardlow beat him so clean, like so easily. Mm -hmm. It's always a lingering question. And everything. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, Kenny Omega is interviewed ahead of his match with Carl Fletcher. MJF interrupts and tells Kenny he's always been a big fan before whispering 13 days, bitch, until he becomes the longest reigning mm -hmm. AEW champion. Ah, is that what that was? Yeah. yeah so I think they'll have a match on Not. the eve of, or like whenever it's going to eclipse the record. And he'll do it. Oh, we'll no, do I think it. <laughs> oh, it'll have to be on. Next week's collision, then, right? Oh, that's not very long to say. 13 then. days, oh, yeah. a day less than two weeks, so they can't Ooh. do it on the. Or just a casual MJF Kenny Omega match that they've not built yeah, up. Yeah, right. That's weird, yeah. Or that's is there a happening. weird Tuesday Dynamite again soon? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, this segment. Adam Cole's still stuck at Roddy Strong's house making him coffee, but he finally loses it with Roddy when he insults his famous PB&J sandwiches, which he makes passionately. Um, and he storms out to finally get his surgery. Roddy tells the kingdom that in order to get his best friend back, he'll have to be nice to that scumbag MJF. I'm glad these are changing because this was one too far for me. Just yeah. it's, it's It got a little bit painful seeing Cole. I know he's injured, so he can't do too much, but I think there's a better way to use him when he is injured than having him be a hostage and making sandwiches. I know that Cole has a... Literally, it sounds like you've made... That's a joke sentence, but it's not. That's no. literally what's happened. Uh, he cut the grass last or two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. What did yeah. he do last week again? I can't remember what it was, was now. Cutting the grass and just stuff. Just yeah. Stuff. They, I like how Babyface Cole, he's a bit goofy, that's fine, but they've made him too much of a clown. He was like the coolest heel in NXT for ages. Yeah. It's weird. I don't understand. How rough does American jam look? Mm. My input here. It looked like pickle. Big it's lumps. The consistency it? of it. Yeah, it's not good. Mm. It's meant to be a spread. Yeah. Come on, America. Also, you call it jelly, but jelly's, what do they call jelly? Gelatin. Jello. No, that's oh, the yeah, brand name, though, it... isn't it? But I think it's like... A ubiquitous. Yeah. yeah. But jelly... Tannoy. Jelly is their jam. Yeah. But jam's jam. I did enjoy it. Mike Bennett singing Neck Strong to the tune of Headstrong. Oh, the bongos. From the noughties, yeah. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that I'm was fantastic. I know you, Matthew, enjoying it. I'm not finding the neck stuff that funny. The giraffe and that. I like, yeah, the, well, not the, necessarily the giraffe, but yeah, the, the stuff about, you know, neck care and... 
what was yeah. it, Neck National Protect Your Neck Month or something All right. a little while ago. Mm-hmm. It was fine for them, but when, you know, because they're not main eventers, are they, with all due respect to... Oh, Roddy Strong was one of the hottest indie talents of the 2010. I know, but like in AEW. Yeah. He could get there with his gimmick, to be fair, I reckon. He's very good at being a little... Bitch. Um... <laughs> Don Callis and they, this was good. Don Callis and Powerhouse Hobbs revealed that at a wrestling show in 1998, Jericho insulted Hobbs and his grandmother. <laughs> told her to shut up and him to sit down or the other way around. That was Hobbs' hero in 1998, by the way. Yeah. In 98? Yeah, I know. Oh, he was a smart. He was a, he was a, he was a heel, <laughs> wasn't he, Jericho, back then? He was a funny heel in WCW. It was the Festus days, wasn't it? Oh, well, I mean... Ralphus. Ralphus. Oh, Festus. <laughs> my God. Kind of, I see. <laughs> yeah. Biscuits and gravy. Um, Carlos then blames Carl Fletcher for the stable's only loss when he teamed with Dekester a couple of weeks ago. Fletcher says he did that match as a favour to Will Ospreay because he heard that Carlos was on his knees begging for a replacement. And tonight he'll prove that he doesn't need anyone's help to beat Kenny Omega. Carlos says, all right, if you win, maybe we'll talk. Kenny, Kenny wins. <laughs> Kenny wins. But it's a competitive match. It's another one way it's Tony can't fancy Kyle Fletcher because he got all of his moves in here. It was a very even match with the yardstick. When he comes on the measuring stick earlier, Kenny yeah. Omega, uh, there was a lovely Kurt Angle kick out from Kyle after a teabag pinfall from Kenny Omega after a V-trigger. Then I like Kyle once again using the Dragon Sleeper after his match with Danielson in mind yep. still. And then that one V-trigger on the run. Oof. Now you, Oof. you say that maybe Tony fancies... Kyle, but these wrestlers must all fancy him because they get maybe he's just good. They're giving him, they're like, oh, we'll give him all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. they must have big plans for him to have all these long matches against yeah. these established names. It's it is because he's because he is a good, he's a great wrestler, but everyone's a great wrestler. It is because he's good looking, isn't it? I think I know who his girlfriend is as well. It's Emo Sky Blue. I think, they, they, got, I think they got engaged recently. Oh, yeah. I might have got that wrong. Are you okay? I think I saw, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> Callis <laughs> was well to nobody surprised just amazing on commentary yeah. when, he, when he lost this kid is a miserable disappointment quit the business Taz that's what he should do so good <laughs> He's so good he reminds me of like you know like your distant uncle or like charismatic older relative you're like your your jokes are a bit off colour but how are you so funny when you're a kid and he's like that he's like an uncle yeah funny uncle <laughs> that sounds creepy like shouldn't have Funny uncle. Funny uncle Don Carlin. That's my funny uncle. <laughs> we get another Danhausen vignette. It's the same as the one from Collision. Lance Archer beats up Barrett Brown on the way to their match. That was Matt Jackson, actually, not Barrett Brown. <laughs> Wins the match <laughs> and then leaves. He did. Good and it's to an, see him. another case of like, yeah, this is good, but where's it going? Because yep. I don't know if he'll be on the show next week. Do you want to know when his last Dynamite match was? Oh, my God. Was it this year? No. Wow. The 22nd of June, 2022. Oh, uh, wow. Tanahashi and Moxley defeat Chris Jericho and Lance Archer. I have no memory <laughs> of that match at all. <laughs> He's been hurt for a bit, right? Yeah. That doesn't explain. He also moans a lot on social media of like not being used. Which yeah. is fair, because it's Lance Archer, and he's very good. Yeah, he is good. Um, so, yeah. But again, like, where's it going to go? We'll have to wait and see. Prince Nana <laughs> is he's my favourite, is excited about the release of Swerve Strickland's new music video. Where are they? Where would you say they were in this vignette? Like, I reckon they're in that warehouse where they had Dustin Rhodes attacked by the uh, goons. Yeah, yeah, they do hang out there. French and... Trench. And Trench and French, yeah. And Parker Bordreau. Swerve isn't happy, though, because he should be TNT champion right now, but Hangman ruined it. And I was like, but he didn't have a match for that. But it was a number one contenders match, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, now that means now it's personal. Now I didn't think they needed to elongate this feud with Hangman. Swerve beat him, and it was it wasn't a clean win, but it was an amazing match, and that's all it needed. Well, they brought the elite into it now, because 
Swerve says, it's not always you who pays for your actions. So who's Hangman aligned with? It's Matt, Bugs, Matt, yeah. it's Matt and Nick. Is this going to so be another Swerve's going to get beat by Matt and Nick. It's going to be another case of, <laughs> my friends are in danger. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It was a good line, though, from Swerve. He's like, nobody cares less about life than Swerve. I was like, oof, you medicine man, you. I find him so creepy, but in a good way. Yeah. So when he goes, when he does the whole, the whole whose house thing, he's he stopped going like, whose house? He goes like, whose house? He's like quite weird about it. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> I'm bored with that. Did you just check to see how long's left? <laughs> no, I've not got a watch on. <laughs> I thought you were like looking at the script. Um, Tony Schiavone interviews, oh, interviews Sting in the ring. He talks about his career and all the great names he's worked with, but finally comes to the topic of retirement. Sting says that his first AEW match was at Revolution 2021, actually later than I thought in the history of AEW. Yeah. So his last ever match will be at Revolution 2024. But he says that's all the info for now. So good. Everybody was really respectful, yeah. weren't they? Everybody just like in in silence. It was a really great promo. Really unexpected as well. I assume they put like up put a graphic up saying we'll hear from Sting or whatever they yeah. do. Um, but I think the timing's probably mm. right. He's slowing down a bit, I think, yeah. since his AEW, but understandably so. But it was really poignant. And nice I know, I know you're not a massive Sting fan or anything. Uh, <laughs> no, I thought I it was really well done. But, uh, no, no. Um, now he's jumping off balconies. I'm, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's nice that it was Tony as well, mm -hmm. Shivani. And um, Fraser knows who his opponent's going to be. Darby, right? Yeah. yeah. But Fraser gave it in a very confident Fraser Porter way. He went, be Darby, right? Oh. <laughs> That's what yeah, I just yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. I just did that without the Scottish accent. Ross knows <laughs> what Fraser does. All yeah. oh, right. Okay. Uh, but yes, they'll be 50, uh, sorry, sixty-five in March after February's revolution. Oh, so wow. yeah. God, that's amazing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You know what? I really hope they go into that match with them both being face. Yeah. They oh, they should do. do. They should do. And it should be Derby. The hundred percent. I can't what, think of winning. anyone. No, like who face and winning. Oh yeah, yeah, him. for sure. Yeah. It, that'd be so nice though if we get all the way there and like Derby hasn't turned on him after all this time. Oh, it would be good. It's been there like from the start of Sting's running in, in AEW. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be a really special moment. That. And I hope what, so. a, what a rub. Yes. Um, RJ City interviews Tony Storm, who presents her newest silent film for the Picture in Picture, Gone with the Storm. It wasn't as good. Of the last one, as the last ones, yeah, it felt like they well, rushed. That's just this. the life it, of an actor, isn't it? Yeah, okay, but yeah. it was like the other ones felt like they had a lot more effort put into them, and I was excited to see this. I saw it like it was coming up and everything, and I was like, "Oh, this is going to be good." But it was like, "Oh God, we've got that thing to it's, do tonight." It's probably funnier for Americans. This one had I'm word cards and everything. This yeah, our yeah. production values were heightened. Oh, this week. Adam preferred what? her earlier, simpler work. You're more, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we had Audrey, RJ like giving all these gifts and whatnot, and yeah. then threatens her with a pearl necklace, which brought me back to school because my mom's middle name and the name she goes by is uh, Pearl. Oh, that's a middle name. Yeah. I thought that was just oh, she's like Jack Atkins. Yeah. She's got she he's is he a middle name? He's called like RJ Atkins. He's oh yeah, Raj Robert. Yeah, RAJ RAJ Atkins. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. It's just wow. third name. Astonishing, wow. eh? Like pearl necklaces. But again, it's it's jarring watching it on uh, on Fight TV's feed because this takes over full screen and you get a little bit of piano in the background. Yeah, I would much rather watch it in picture in picture. I think so as well. I want the adverts. <laughs> Christian Cage interrupts the sit down interview with Nick Wayne and his mum. He tells Nick to come with him, come home, and Mrs. Wayne slaps her own son. He says she's dead to him and leaves with Christian. Darby then ambushes them once they've gone out the door and brawls with Nick down the ramp. Nick gets thrown into I think like a spotlight and loses his tooth. Yeah. 
Uh, Luchasaurus and Christian try to beat Darby down, but Sting makes the save. Do you want to talk about the sit-down interview? Bit? It was just the worst. Why? <laughs> it was all... I felt so sorry for the editor because you can see that they pieced it together given the, like, the awful material that they were handed. It was absolutely awful. It's very nasty. No, it's not. <laughs> they ab- they advertised the, the thing, I guess, without checking if she could do the job, didn't they? And then they've got to do it. JR looked miserable. I know JR. That's like, every know. segment now. No, I know, but it, it was could especially... Be the most, it could be the most... Electrifying interview ever, and JR would not care. You know, I've seen that meme that went around a couple of ways. I don't know how long ago it was now when Omega's getting attacked in the built at the Daily's place. And the other, the other camera angle. Yeah, and then yeah. Jim's just sort of stood there like. Yep, doesn't care. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he, he, looked, he looked fed up because he'd obviously been dicked about a bunch because they had to refilm yeah, so he's much. Cheering. He's really yeah. fed up of it. And I reckon that probably took about four hours to shoot to get two <laughs> minutes of some of the worst television in AEW's recent uh, history. God. You like it? It was fantastic. <laughs> Nick, Wham, Nick Wayne's mom's performance where she's like, why, Nick, why? <laughs> Giving it all that. That's what I'm here for in wrestling. They should get Tony Storm to play Nick Wayne's mom. That would be brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> She'd have it up probably. But yeah, then it, it, Nigel's <laughs> line came to life here because Christian walks in the shot and he's like, are you ready to come home, son? Yeah. And immediately just steals everything oh. straight away. Um, Nick even shouting, you're dead to meet his own mom. I mean, yeah. that's disgusting, that, that is. is. And then Christian again, <laughs> making everyone laugh, saying, what? Bad, isn't it? Still, that is bad. That, that is bad. bad. That is terrible. And then Christian again, stealing the show once again, saying, uh, you should have picked up the phone to Nick Wayne's mom. And this, right. None of this will happen. Christian really saved the day on this whole Christian's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Um, led to that brawl afterwards. What would Edge have said if he was in Christian's role there? No, I can't <laughs> monologue. Is that just going, are you ready to come home, son? What would Edge have done? Sorry, Adam Copeland. There's a cabin atop a mountain <laughs> with the name Copeland on the door. Journey with me through the valleys. <laughs> anyway. In a backstage interview with Chris Statlander and the best friends, Statlander reveals that her next TBS title match will be against Willow Nightingale because she respects her. But I think she's walking into a dangerous situation because of the poison in the mist. She's walking into a house of black. Mm. I reckon there should be a title change there. Yes, me too. Willow is a house of black member. Although even though earlier I said I like babyface Willow, so no, I, I change my mind, I disagree. Yeah. Orange Cassidy says he's got unfinished business with his title and on Saturday he'll have something to prove. What does that mean? I don't know because the number one contenders match for Orange's title is John Silver versus Brother Zay versus Kip Sabian. Brother Zay? Isaiah Cassidy. That's his name oh, now. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that's the three. Uh, uh, that's what Orange Cassidy has to prove something against. So Kip Sabian. One of those, yeah. Kip Sabian poisons people. That's hard to overcome. <laughs> 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 but, like, why? It's, uh, it's, it's got to be John Silver. I don't know. I don't know. Could those, be any those Dark Order promos have gone quiet the past couple of weeks, haven't they? Yeah, they disappeared. They were being like the old Dark Order again, like mm-hmm. join us. That's a prime like... example there. Just like they've done something, they've started something, and now it's yeah, gone. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. There's too much to f- jam onto the, even like five hours, of t- four hours of TV yeah. on YouTube. The Battle Royal main event comes down to Juice Robinson and Max Caster. I've left out a lot of stuff, but I'm sure we can like highlight certain things. MJF is attacked on commentary by Jay White, and they brawl on the stage. This distracts Caster, allowing Juice to pick up the win. I think he used the ring as well in the finishing mm-hmm. stretch. He did. Mm. I like MJF paying off Dustin to have a go at Juice in the midst of this storyline yeah. that's going on right now. $50, I believe. 50 I thought Garcia was maybe the, the man of the match here. Just all the attention was on him for that middle portion of the match. I started to want him to win, even though yeah. it made no sense in the storyline. And then one, once he got eliminated, Garcia had a little bit, bit of a scuffle with Daddy Magic on the outside. So I assume Garcia 
might go off on his own and join the Callis family with Sammy. I don't know. That's why it was looking like it was going once upon a time. Do you think he'd still stay heel? Yeah, join yeah. the Callis family. Potentially. The... It'd be interesting to see him as a babyface do that gimmick. Because it's all right when you're a arsehole heel, isn't it? The chair made a horrible noise when I was doing that. Was like, I didn't hear it, or did it? Dirty. Caster and Juice being the final two was obviously, I thought, the obvious way to go, and they went that way, so that was good. Yeah. And then Juice using his ring. Right winner. Um, but imagine if Juice wins next week against MJF and then goes on to take on Jay to become the leader of Bullet Club. Imagine that. Imagine oh, I that think world. MJF's <laughs> got to beat him. He's got to. But imagine if Juice he did said, that. On commentary, he said, I'll kill that man. I swear on my brown eyed mother's life. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> I think that's the way it's got to go after last week, especially with the, oh, yeah. the prop. But that it's was wise used. that they dropped it, probably. Yeah. Have you got any thoughts on it? No, not really. It was a bit it of an average battle royal. royal. I think, yeah. I like, there was a lot of getting to the final two and it was obviously who the final two was going to be so I wasn't especially entertained and, no. until we got to the closing stages it, there wasn't it, it didn't really stand out did it no so that's it a fair weird choice I, I think the placement on it might have hurt it I wouldn't have had main that in main yeah mm. it's become it, like an annual thing yeah yeah sure yeah but yeah well it's the first one MGF hasn't won ooh 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 oh yeah he's got to defend the ring yeah if Wardlow's that keen Right, on facing yeah. NJF. Why didn't he put himself in the Battle Royal? Maybe he wants if anyone to could go in it, the state of some of those people in there, <laughs> Wardlow could have been in there, but state I guess they don't want it. But state of you. He would sort of have to win, given what he's doing, wouldn't he? Um, yeah. The Well, what a weekend. <laughs> what is, how does Matthew wrap these up? I he just sort of goes, what? That was. That was a lovely girthy. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Scrummy, scrummy, scrummy. Week of the wrestling. Now we'll go to the mailbag. Let's have a rummage in our mailbags. <laughs> yes, this is the mailbag. Um, this is scary. I've not read any of these yet. What a shoot mailbag for you. Yeah. How are you doing, lads? A few weeks have passed since Wrestle Dream, where Brian Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr. became instantly one of my favorite matches ever for two main reasons. One, I love me some technical wrestling. And I mean, who better at it than those two? And two, Sabre Jr. is one of my favorite wrestlers. However, I don't watch a lot of him. I don't really follow New Japan, so I only watch him when he shows up in AW or in the Cruiserweight Classic back in the day. So my question is, do you have a wrestler that you love but don't actually watch regularly? I hope you're all doing great. I've been following you guys since the Name Redacted days, so the fact that we're past 300 episodes of the podcast is kind of mind-blowing. You're telling me. Not complaining, though. Here is to 300 more. All the best. Former Newcastle midfielder Clarence Acuna, a.k.a. Joaquin Valencia from Santiago, Chile. Santiago, Chile. Thank you very much, Joaquin. How does he understand, me and Matthew especially? <laughs> <laughs> um, so a wrestler that, like him with Zack Sabre Jr., that you think is amazing, but you don't see much of them. Luthers. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know who it you is. Pop the boy. Uh it doesn't quite apply to it right now because I am watching all of his stuff, but it's going to be LA Knight. Oh, right. really like his stuff, but I can't imagine me going back in like five years and thinking, oh, I need to watch that LA Knight match again. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. If we had this question was asked like however long ago it was since Collision became a thing, mm -hmm. I would have said Juice Robinson, but now mm -hmm. I'd watch Juice every week. I don't know what my answer would be. That's a good answer as well, though. Yeah. I'd say I've got two, I think. One is. Uh, Titan in CMLL because I've only watched him like 
maybe three or four times, but every match I've been like, oh, he's really good. And same for one of the stardom wrestlers called Suzu Suzuki, who's, I think she's really, really good. She's just won their five-star Grand Prix, which is like their version of the G1 Climber. So hopefully she's in line for a big push. Big Bill Montana got me a T-shirt with her on. Yeah, yeah, Montana Billy. He assigned us all different stardom wrestlers. Oh, right. I can't remember mine off the top of my head, but... And that was you? I was my good one. What's, what's she about? What's, oh, I think I might have, I think I was Mayu Iwatani. What's her okay. what's her What's her gimmick? Uh, I don't really know. It's just a, it's more of her in-ring stuff. Okay. But at the minute she's in, in some sort of storyline where she's like teaming with rivals and it's all a bit embroiled in... I think there was injuries they had to work around, but I, I think her character's like good wrestler, hard lady. <laughs> right. <laughs> like Ross. Yes. Like Ross. Hard lady. I, you know what? Another one thing about it is I... And there are exceptions. I don't go back and watch much uh, Mick Foley stuff just because some bits oh. like, oh man, the state he's in now. Yeah, it's hard to watch. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, next question. In the style of Tony Schiavone, it's Jack King. How did you know it was gonna how did he know it was gonna be me? I don't know. Unless you wanted Matthew to do it. Hello, all you Malcolm in the Diddlers. I hope <laughs> Malcolm in the Malcolm in the Diddles. Yes. I hope all is well with you and yours. Like most people, I'm enjoying Gunter's I'm enjoying Gunter's record-breaking IC title reign, and I'm looking forward to seeing who will take it from him. I want to ask you, who do you think should beat him? Oh, I answered this earlier. And also, how should Gunter lose? I personally don't think someone like Chad Gable should be beating Gunter by pinfall. Chad is an incredible wrestler, but has always been eventually overpowered by him in their previous encounters. If Chad is the man to do it, I feel like he has to make Gunter submit or possibly even pass out in a submission. I think this will keep safe the mystique of Gunter's dominance while showing how high of a technical ability Chad has. Gunter should only be losing by pinfall to powerhouse wrestlers like Lesnar, Strowman, etc. Would love to get your thoughts. I know it's a week late, but congrats on 300 episodes. Hopefully we can get to 11 more. Cultaholic is like an ugly twink. It can't be topped. All the, oh, yeah. all the best, former Sunland and Ireland defender Gary Breen, a.k.a. Joe from Wexford, Ireland. Thank you, Joe. I hope they don't do the pass out spot with Gunter. Mm. I, because like it would I don't think you need to protect Gunter. <laughs> he's, no. he's had such a dominant reign. Yeah. So I, I think I disagree uh, on that. And I'd, I'd, I wouldn't be anti Chad Gable beating him via pinfall. He just needs to do something really spectacular to get there. Mm. I don't think he needs to make him tap out necessarily. Um, to me, it's, it's, it's between Gable and Dragunov. Oh, Dragunov. Yeah, still. Yeah. There's loads to play with there. But with him being NXT champion, and I don't think he'll be dropping that belt anytime soon. Sure how, how long will the Gunter reign go on until Elia comes up? Yeah. That's Terry Spunk answer. is the answer. No, that's not correct. That's it. <laughs> incorrect Von answer. Wagner, when he gets to the main roster, finally, putting Gunter through a table. You've just been table. You've been table. <laughs> <laughs> that would be... I, I, I remember pitching for a pitches video, Gunter sort of, like declaring himself like maybe above not above the IC title but like he's held it for that long he just sort of gives it up and then like oh, oh you must earn your right between yourselves to okay. become the new champion so because I'm think, trying to think of a name who isn't Chad Gable and I can't think of one no personally. yeah, yeah. Dragunov was a good shout though because of their history in Dubex Dub mm -hmm. which is Matthew's favourite promotion um, and NXT UK he's got kind of the right oh yeah they had that excellent empty arena match wasn't it mm -hmm. yeah and um, they mesh really well together because Gunter's try all like dominant and stuff, but then Dragonov fires up like nobody else. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna <clears throat> excuse me. I'll stick with my Gable answer, but I agree with you. If he submits him, I think just have him tap out. It's fine. Yeah. Triple H has tapped out in the main event of if it's a big enough deal, you can have him tap out. But also, I don't think it's out of the question for Gable to pin Gunter because pinning someone doesn't necessarily have to be that you've 
beating them down so much that they can't get up. He could like cleverly, he's an Olympic level wrestler. He could like tie his legs or something, do like a mouse trap kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that would work as well. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But then is that just kind of saying that he's not beating him comprehensively? He just caught him. I don't know. Yeah, that's true as well. But if we if he does something really clever that you never see on WWE yeah. TV, mm. that could be amazing. It's like he's outsmarted him there. Yeah. That's got one be. up on him. Yeah. Um, Okay. Hi, Matthew, Jack Ross, and Joel, and Adam Pacitti. Right. It's a week late, but happy 300 episodes of the podcast. Been proudly watching the podcast since day one. Loved every minute of it. I have it on every Friday and always end up laughing so much, especially during the NXT review. Yes. My question is, what is one thing you've learned about yourself from doing the podcast? <laughs> Cheers for the laughs and good times. I've said this many times, but the podcast has helped me learn uh, to continue to laugh and smile to get out of dark times. It's truly appreciated. All the love. Sincerely, insert name of legend footballer here. It's Stephen Scudays. Oh, um, that's a deep question, though, Stephen. And thank you for the kind words as well. About yourself? I don't do it enough. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man. That's hard, that. I've learned nothing. <laughs> uh, maybe a, a tremendous patience. Tremendous. <laughs> a, a tremendous patience. I have a tremendous patience about my character. Which one of us, me or Matthew, would you say has taught you? No, just to sit through all of the wrestling every oh, week. Oh, right. Because it is sometimes laborious, isn't it? Which is a horrible thing to say when this is our job, but we've been doing it that long now. I've well, said any, it before. Everything like, becomes be, a job you, if you do it long enough. You, beca yeah. you become a bit numb to certain things in wrestling when you watch everything every week. Yeah. You, oh yeah, yeah. And when you have to, I don't wait. Well, you have to try try and find something to talk about when what essentially you know it's, it's meant to be easy consumed television, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It meant to just sort of like react to the moments. You can't really react to the moments because you're thinking, oh, how do I translate that to words for the podcast? I don't even know what I'm saying. I don't know, Stephen. I've got no answer for you. I'm very sorry. I've got a bit of an answer, and it's a, and it's quite as Cody would say. Apropos, <laughs> given that it don't cringe at me. <laughs> I just I cringe at Cody when he does that. He means appropriate. It's quite appropriate that um, it's uh, when it's the 300 episode recently and everything. But when we that Christmas went back and watched episode one, it's taught me that if you really do work at something and do it long enough, it does improve. Because it's not the best podcast in the world, but it's not. It's not. What, <laughs> but, it's not but it's not what it was back Get then. Get a T-shirt. That. Yeah, we, <laughs> Let's do that. It's not the best podcast in the world, but it's all right. Um, but it's not as bad as it once was or something like that. It couldn't get um, any worse from what it once was. It was so bad. Yeah. Oh, what you know, what, We never spoke about this on camera, have we? Were you? What, what was your memories of that episode Because you were filming it all handheld. Yeah, we, we had the multicam set up, didn't we? And then a lav mic taped to the table. We're all stood around the table. Yeah, which is how they did it at, at what culture as well? Standing up. Yeah, me. Mm. Oh, yeah, me but they weren't like Bannon. five hours long. Yeah. No, no, for sure. They weren't by then either. I think no. it was a tight hour, wasn't it, at the start? Yeah. Hello. <laughs> it was, uh, it was, I mean, it, obviously it's, comes on, it's come on leaps and bounds. I, I always really struggle doing these because you guys have such tremendous chemistry now. Oh, God. After what's that, seven, six years. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. That, that came, came in around the yeah. episode 270 mark. Oh. Um, no, no, it's uh, the, the conditioning on display. This sounds really daft, right? I'm brain dead after an hour and a half. Right. Uh, I, I really, like, admire the fact that you're able to keep the energy up for... 20 hours Which or however long these go I think, now. I think it's why it gets so stupid. 
Yeah. Just delirium. Yeah, yeah. Because you being on for that amount of time is no. You can you live stream on all the time. Yeah, I've I've got interaction with the chat. Right, to keep okay, that yeah. going. We've just got each if... other. <laughs> yeah, <God. laughs> no, it is really impressive. Um, oh, cheers, Adam. That's all right. Uh, what was the question? Oh, well, I'm not, I'm the podcast le- to talk about yourself, oh, but you're not a regular. I need to, I need to watch more we'll wrestling. Ask Matthew I, next I'm, week if you remember. I'm totally out of my depth here, as the, as the viewers will have noticed. No, I, I think I, you've just, done all right. Thank you. You yeah, said it's your second cool. one in quick succession. You've caught up a bit with the wrestling recently. Ish. Um, <laughs> oh. you, I, I can't do like the in-depth analysis that you and Ross are just so good at because you know what happened seven weeks ago. I, I don't have that reference. So, still. I, that, it, yeah. that, that makes it really, really difficult. Fair the one thing I've learned overall, and this isn't just doing the podcast, is I don't really... I don't want to say mince my words. I don't care anymore about... Oh, no, 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 no. I, I don't... I used to, at what culture especially, I would say what I thought people wanted to hear. Oh. And I don't really do that anymore. I don't care if people don't like what I'm saying, then fine. That's That's all right. And I think, like, people get on board with that a little bit more if it comes across as... Authentic. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's a good answer as well. I'll I'll take his answer. um... (laughs) And I joke about the stuff that I actually find funny now rather than the stuff that I think the viewers will like. I'm not really bad idea. Oh, um, if we remember to ask Matthew, I think he might have. He probably have good insight as well next week. <laughs> um, but that was. Thank you very much for those lovely, lovely uh, questions in the mailbag. You can submit them to mailbag at cultaholic.com. Ah, wrist piss, as Matthew would say. This one, uh, Ross has put here, is from the vault of Reese's Pieces that we'd saved for a rainy day. And it looks like a weird one. Hi, lads. Loved the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory chat last week. <laughs> How long ago was that? Oh, could be a year. <laughs> could be six months. Could be last like, week. I feel like it was this year. It was this year. Yeah. It must be we do with Charlie Dempsey. Because he looks yeah, like he Willy Wonka, like didn't he? Yeah. It might have been when he... Did he die this year? Charlie Dempsey. <laughs> <laughs> it was fairly recently, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. If you had to make a reboot made up of only WWE wrestlers, the Charlie and Chocolate Factory reboot, who would you cast? Could be a wrist piss, could be a question. Who knows? Anything could happen in the WWF. Cast for, this is from Jack Coyle, by the way. Thank you, Jack Coyle. Thank you, Jack Coyle. Cast for the following. And we'll and we'll go fastest thought first. Uh, Adam, then Ross, then myself. Uh, who would play Charlie? Uh, underdog. Daniel Bryan. I've got blonde hair in my mind, so Ilya Dragunov. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go for uh, Darby Allen was the first one there, I think. Um, Willy Wonka brackets. I got a detention in Year Seven for calling him a Willy Wanker. <laughs> um, I saw the musical quite recently, ah. and the guy playing uh, Willy Wonka was very sort of Tim Minchiny. Um, so I'm going to go Cameron Grimes on that. I oh, think Cameron Grimes could do a really good job there. Dirty chocolate factory. <laughs> Howdy, y'all. It's actually just mud they're selling. <laughs> hey, I'll, go for, I'll go for Charlie Dempsey. It's, it's, he, he, he looks like Gene Wilder. And I'm going to go for Reggie or Scripps. <laughs> Imagine him doing that roll down the steps. <laughs> oh. um, Grandpa Joe. Oh, Lazy Grandpa e- Joe. Person. Grizzly Smith. Dick, oh! Dick Murdoch. Savile again. <laughs> he was a wrestler. Uh, yeah, Grizz, bollocks, because he's awful. 
Yeah, 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 he is, yeah. I'm trying to think if there's been a storyline sort of similar where someone has like feigned being knackered oh, yeah. and then something's come up and then it'd be like, Elton oh, Prince hey. this week. Who? Elton Prince this week. Oh, yeah, week. Elton Prince, of course. But in a not in a likable, jovial no. way. Um. Oh, God. Oh. Linda McMahon. Yes. I've got Roddy Strong because he's kind of doing that now with Adam mm. Cole. Um, Mrs. Bucket. That's Char- Charlie's mom. Oh, she looks a bit. Yeah. Uh, a bit more of a working class, Miss Elizabeth. That's all right. Yeah, she'd have That's to tone it down a bit. <laughs> uh, Becky Lynch. Oh. She was like, quite a humble. Well, before the man phase, obviously. But, but now she is a mother as well. Yeah. Um, I'll say. Stephanie McMahon, because everyone backstage used to say, like, didn't they? Like, oh, she's, she's a nice woman. Yeah, Augustus. Here we go. We're getting into it now. Augustus Gloop. Gunter. Yes. Got to be on that. That was my uh, Otis. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you could somehow merge the two, oh, I can't get better than that. Just Gunter three years ago. Yeah, oh, that's a very nasty thing to say. Um, <laughs> I'll say, oh, earthquake. I don't know. Earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> Just a big lad. Just yeah. splashing into the Ricky chocolate river. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mike TV. Oh, shame my... of man all day. Yeah, he is All Mike TV. day. Really good. <laughs> I'll go hangman. He's a cowboy. <laughs> He's not an arsehole, though. No, yeah, that's true. Mike TV is. Miz? Yeah, Miz mm. works. I'll go Kurt Angle then when he gets that little hat <laughs> off Austin. Goes, Children love me. Oh, wait, he's got the hat. Um, Mike TV is the most boring of all the children, I think. Yeah. Oh, you like cowboys? What's his? What's his? Th- oh, no, he's, ob- he's obsessed, obsessed with, with TV. Yeah. yeah. Um, Violet Beauregard. What? Which one was that? Though she chews the gum and turns into a blueberry or whatever. She's very gobby. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Chelsea Green. Oh, oh, that's a good, good one. Yeah, I'll just I'll say Chelsea Green. Can't say but just a gobby lady. Yeah. Oh, I'll go for that Jada woman from the breakout tournament <laughs> this week. Uh, Veruca Salt, the iconic Veruca Salt. Daddy. Snobby. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte. Yeah. Oh. Oh. He doesn't care what he says yeah. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Stephanie McMahon for me. Oh, very good. I'll go Tiffany Stratton. Uh, the Oompa Loompas. Oh, yeah, because Daddy. Oh. Yeah, 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 Daddy. I saw a little short comedy sketch on YouTube the other day, and it was like two blokes improvising. It was like, what if what if men called each other Daddy instead of Dude? And it's like, hey, Daddy, what's up? It's just really funny. <laughs> anyway, the Oompa Loompas. Oh, God. Retribution. 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 Yeah, that's a good shout. Uh, Spirit Squad. Damn it. Was it? Yeah, I'll go for... Oh, man, I don't know. Uh, Lost Bariquas. (laughs) 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 I don't know where that came from. (laughs) Try to think of, like, a really serious faction and, like... Slugworth. Isn't he... It's a bit like the Demon Head Master. Yeah, evil. But But he's nice at the end, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Johnny Saint. <laughs> <laughs> he might have played him. I don't, we don't know. Um, someone who you think's evil and turns out to be quite nice. Oh, Danhausen then, obviously. Oh, I've very said nice, very nice evil. The same. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to get better than that. Um, Mr. What was he called from the ITV World of Sport? Mr. The, Benson. Or uh, the yeah, authority yeah. figure from, yeah. And, th- and, for, and for fun, who would win the factory at the end? Charlie. What? Oh, the people we've oh, picked to play. Lot. Uh, I'd love to see Elia Dragunov as Charlie. (laughs) 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 I just really sinister image in my head of (laughs) (laughs) slaughtering Oompa Loompas. Who would we? uh, I can't remember who I've said now. Um, 
the the Miz. That's the one that I remember. Daniel <laughs> Bryan. Yeah, I said. Daniel oh, Lala. it's got Daniel Bryan, Bryan as well. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much for the question. That was from Jack Coyle. And uh, if you want to submit a Reese's Pieces, either wait until we pick yours from the vault or <laughs> submit a new one, which is probably the more likely way of... I should say the vault's only utilized when there's multiple per week. So some weeks yeah. there's two or three. I save a couple for a we rainy just, week. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's always there's always hope. If yours hasn't been read out for or maybe years, if we can still... There's, there's a couple that's been in there since 2021. <laughs> I'm literally just picking the one that's on top of the pile at the moment. So there's <laughs> ones at the bottom, <laughs> yeah. There'll be people listed who've died now. And stuff. Do you um, think CM Punk should come back to wrestling? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, if you want to submit them, you can do at mailbag at cultaholic.com. It's Cultaholics. Big Right, time for the final segment. But before that, uh, just a quick shout out to our lovely producers, Jason Goddard. He's, he's, he's a god. And he's hard. We're trying, <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to give a gimmick now to each other. Oh, okay, cool. Damien Smith, the devil Damien Smith. Yeah, son of Grizzly. <laughs> he said he was the devil. Yep. <laughs> My favorite one coming up, Reno2200. He's, he's from the future. He is from the future. <laughs> All those double digits, baby. And finally, last but not least, <laughs> Noah Anderson. Anderson. I really oh. like that. That's good. I always point out that Reno's from the future because I imagine that's the year he was born, 2200. <laughs> um, right, cheers, lads. Uh, <laughs> producers. And now there's only one thing left to determine, and that is the big question. I think we're going to go with favorite sting moments because he announced that he will be retiring early next year on this week's Dynamite. We don't yet know his opponent, but I feel like that's a bit of a redundant who will be, because it, it's probably going to be Derby. Mm -hmm. So instead, we're probably going to talk about our favorite Sting moments. There's a lot of, I mean, there's TNA, WC, why did I start with TNA? There's WCW. He was probably in the early NW, like the late, before it, when it was Jim Crockett still. Before mm -hmm. it, then WCW, TNA, WWE for a bit. A, and he's really reinventing himself with his AW career. Yes, I've answered the question before. Who do you think is the most overrated wrestler? I've just never clicked with Sting. Yeah, so this enough, is going to be it? tricky. I've got that with Flair. Yeah. Flair. And the, the retirement made me feel things. 24. Yeah. Because yeah. it's an old man getting kicked in the face. Yeah. <laughs> but he just never did it for Fair me. Fair enough. Um, so who wants to start with our favorite Sting moments of all time? Go ahead. Well, he was the part of the reason I started watching wrestling because my man bought me the VHS uh, Superstar Series WCW. You started Look, as a WCW fan? I only had Channel 5. What? I was a worldwide kid on a Friday night. Actually, yeah. Fort Bayard, worldwide, and something else that I can't... No, it's just those two. Positively Canyon. He's dressing as DDP. Exactly. Oh. I. But, yeah, but that, that Superstar Series VHS was looking at the career of Goldberg up until about 99 okay. and then the career of Sting up until 99-ish. Um, so, yeah, uh, the, for me, it was just of that period of time that's when I was getting into wrestling, obviously. Uh, the build of uh, uh, Starcade 97, the promo package specifically where Sting's like in the, you know, the rain and he's in the dark warehouse sort of thing and he jumps on the picture of Hogan. I know the match wasn't very good and the finish was ballsed up because of Hogan's politics on the day, yeah. as I've learned from Eric Bischoff, but that's Hulk Hogan for you. Um, but that build, there was like a year or whatever it was, 18 months of Sting just being silent, then taking the title off Hogan in whatever circumstances that was probably Sting at his peak. That's a really good point because I remember saying this to uh, Chris from Back at What Culture because mm -hmm. he was a WCW kid in the 90s and stuff. 
And I was like, I just never got it. I never got Sting. And he went, and he explained it to me really well. He went, when you're a kid and the NWO are running wild and being awful and, and you just want someone to save the day and then Sting comes down from the right. It's like the most exciting possible thing for that target audience at that time, especially when you're young as well. So that's a good shout. Yeah, I was and eight I, when I got that VHS. Oh. So oof. Mm. watching Goldberg spear people and then mm. Sting batter people with a bat. It's all, it's all good. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, they you got, were, they were so horrible as well. New World Order. I remember. <laughs> no, no, no. I, they were really nasty. The, it was the spray painting stuff. So degrading. Really isn't got it? to me. Yeah, it same. Really, like, it, and it wasn't the NWO on the back. It was the <clears throat> yellow streak. Oh, oh really? Right. Yeah. Uh, Wait, what? A yellow streak on the back in the yellow belly. Yeah. It's either on it. Is I think. It? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go with. I bet the. I'm, I'm shocked the Bucks have never done that. Well, the spray paint. Yeah. yeah. Tony Storm and them did, though. Yeah. Anyway, so. Uh, people might want to talk about surface sting. Crow sting. I'd, I'd love Joker to talk sting. about surface sting, but I've not seen enough of surface sting. Um, I'm, I'm going to talk about... Do you have about... a feud with Vader that was going to be really mm -hmm. good? Okay, fair enough. I'm going to talk about statue sting. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Yeah, it was just such a brilliant thing. I'm obviously massively underwhelming and disappointing for multiple reasons, WWE run. That reveal was absolutely sensational because mm. I don't think anybody saw it coming. Yeah. It was so good. Um, Seth Rollins in there being horrible and yeah. then that comes up. And I don't... He didn't notice him for a little bit. He did a move, yeah. There. It was it, so good. That's why I'm probably my, my favourite recent Sting memory anyway. His face um, paint peeling off because it was so hot under the cover. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we sort of came out, his forehead was exposed. Oh. <laughs> I'll, I'll go for when he jumped a Triple H. No. Um, <laughs> no, I, 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 that's probably one of the biggest missteps ever in WWE. But no, it proved they won the war <sighs> yeah, about 13, 14 years after the war ended. Yeah. That, that was the moment where we knew the WWE won. I think the peak of his WWE run was what Adam said, and also when he saved Ziggler and helped. Oh, his debut. The yeah. debut. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got to mention yeah. the debut. The debut was good. I've mentioned before that I wasn't really watching the time. hasn't I didn't click with Sting at the time and everything. But so I'll mention. I'll mention his late run, his AW run. I thought that some of those wild all arena brawls he's had alongside Derby. Especially when you don't... Because they had that one, that early one against Team Taz. In the house. And it was all like cinematic and pre-produced. And I was like, well, it's cool. But if only they'd do it... Re and then he, they just started doing real matches. And, and he would... And he, fair play to him. Like, he he doesn't need at all to go as hard as he does in AEW. No. He could get away with not even wrestling, just being a manager and hitting someone with the bat. And he, and the fact that he decided it... Well, you were saying that he's in mid-60s now? 65, 65 in March, yeah. And he, he did a balcony one at Wembley, didn't he, as well? Yeah. Jumping off balconies and having real involvement in these matches. Did he? He jumped up, like, I'm sure he did something crazy. Probably, probably, yeah, I can't he remember. Done, he's <laughs> done it, if not, he's done it recently, anyway. Um, and just the fact that he's done that at such an advanced age is unbelievable. And um, I hope that the his retirement match ultimately, like, does justice, does him justice somehow. Yeah, it's going to be difficult. But though. Tony Khan's got a gift from next week. That was a segment promoted on this week's what AEW. What does that mean? I don't know. What could that be? I don't know. New bat? I, for some reason, my brain went, a life-size chocolate Darby Allen. <laughs> <laughs> Breaks a bit off. Now, what could it actually be? I like a title or something? Or a... It's some sort of trophy to commemorate. Yeah. You know, and then the heel. A bouquet of flowers. It might not be Darby. If a heel breaks his gift from Tony. Oh, a... yeah. It should be, though. 
When's it, wait? Is Revolution next? Oh yeah, year? they've got months. February, yeah. Normally, isn't it February? Yeah. That's fair enough. Any any TNA sting moments? Wasn't really watching too uh, much. Fair but enough. I watched the earlier stuff. I think he. He he went for it. He wasn't half arsing it like Hogan was, and stuff. He, no, he sure. was well. He was Joker Sting in yeah, yeah. There was the bit where he, it's not one of his greatest moments ever, but the bit where he got his crow to guard Bischoff in the room. <laughs> he's he's intimidating Bischoff in a room, and goes right. You stay there. I'm going to go and sort this out. And he storms off, and the, his birds just sat there watching Bischoff. He was like, <laughs> it's so good. Um, but oh, no, the mask stuff that he does all the time. Yeah, that's yeah, a yeah mask, highway isn't it? TNA in it. Yeah. The, they did that in AEW as well, didn't they? Didn't they do the... the it's the perfect disguise for Sting, yeah. like, isn't it? It is, yeah. <laughs> um, the stuff with Vampiro's got to get a mention. That, that's my bath. childhood. That man. was terrifying. The Inferno that, match. He gets thrown... Well, someone got thrown off, thrown off the... <laughs> <laughs> the stuff in the graveyard as well. Um, that scared me as a kid. Yeah, the blood bath. The, that visual where Sting gets bloodbathed and then just dangling there. Oh, WCW <laughs> always felt more scary than W... Like, more unhinged. Anything can happen. Oh, I don't know. Undertaker and Kane were there. Oh, used yeah, to give me sleepless true. nights. I used to be at swimming club when the Undertaker was below me when I was doing backstroke. <laughs> so I couldn't see the bottom of the pool. Legitimately. Well, he's going to grab your leg yeah. and drag you down. You know, you're just looking at the, looking at the ceiling. Yeah. Can't see what's below you. Just always used to picture, like, boom, drag right. me down to the bottom of the pool. Oh, my God. Had a traumatic fun. childhood, me. <laughs> Have you ever watched any of his stuff with uh, Ultimate Warrior about when they were teaming? Blade and no, thingy. No. 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 Yeah. no, I've not I've not seen. I've seen clips here and there yeah. from the documentaries. Fair enough. That VHS had a lot uh, of like surface thing when he was fighting Jake the Snake and whatnot and yeah. uh, Ric Flair obviously when he wins the title. Then when he batters his he has his niece, uh he's climbing a cage or something and someone hits him with a bat and then he does his cruciate or something. I forget mm. what injury it was, but that that was a to fight back from that as well and still be going at his age years now. Yeah. I'm worried we haven't really done him justice there. But you first mentioned straight away Crow Sting and everything. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. When, especially when you don't know about Crow the film and you just see him. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I've not seen it. Yeah. I Is didn't it have even a, that good? I don't know. Crow, my brother loved it. Oh, dark just, and moody. Okay. Just know the fella died, didn't he, in the making of it? And had the oh, yeah, post producer him in. Yeah, that's Bruce great. Lee's son. Yeah. Is that right? Jimmy yeah. Lee. Hi, big Jimmy Lee. I don't know what his name is. <laughs> didn't he? Did he <laughs> Brandon Lee. Did he die in a oh, really yeah. eerily similar way to Bruce Lee? It was on the set of that film because they had to, like, Jimmy in his likeness towards the end of the film for the final you few must scenes. Know that, Joel. Come on, film man, Joel. I think he got shot, didn't he, on the set of the crow? By a prop oh. gun, yeah. yeah but didn't Bruce Lee also die that way? I have no idea. I don't know how he died. Huh. That's crazy if true. The highlights of Sting's career there. <laughs> I thought Bruce Lee had a heart attack. I don't oh. know. What, I, I'm not sure. I'm not 100%. No, wait, we can't I, end my the dad's podcast. a massive Bruce Lee fan. I'm sure he? he said something about a heart attack. We can't end the podcast without Surely knowing. Bruce Lee didn't have a heart attack. I don't think he got shot, though, did he? Oof. Bruce Lee was a Hong Kong American martial artist. Blah, 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 blah. We can't end this until death. Oh, yeah, he collapsed, yeah. <laughs> not as good, is it? <laughs> What's your favourite Bruce Lee moment? I've not, I don't think I've seen a single Bruce Lee film. Sorry, Enter the Dragon a long time ago. That was, really, that was really Brent. So was Enter the Dragon. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean it. Enter the Dragon. played the game as well. Do you we had that punishment on the top of a ladder at the start of Cult of Holic? I remember doing an intro for WTF where there's oh, a Bruce yes. Lee fight scene with a ladder, and it's one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. Does he use the ladder? Yeah, yeah I've seen that. Yeah, oh. yeah, what like a Terry Funk, but better. But he's doing Under cartwheels with it and stuff. all sorts. Yeah, yeah. Sting, greatest moments, <laughs> Sting's career, and then thus ends a really, a really good edition of the Cold Holic Wrestling Podcast. Thank you to everybody who messaged in and got involved with the 
uh, the Hall of Fame voting and everything. If you want to vote for the Hall of Fame, you can do at patreon.com forward slash cultaholic. If you want to email in with a, a mailbag question or a Reese's Pieces, you can do at mailbag at cultaholic.com. Have you got anything you want to plug? No, I don't think so. Okay. No. Uh, hold and give. Hold and give. Live stream that happened last night, but other live streams happened. Someone on our Twitch stream with Owen the other day said that he got he got screwed in a game you were playing. I got screwed. No, no, Owen got screwed. Owen got screwed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a game we were. Oh yeah, because Owen keeps betting. Because I keep being like behind in the fun club. We'll call it on a Friday. Okay. Uh, Owen keeps getting a little bit ahead. Or oh, it happened once. Yeah, Owen once, and then Dan the second time. And okay. I was like, oh, do you want to wager the last point for several points? So it's like oh, winner takes they all. Shouldn't, uh, and then they lose. That's don't their they? fault. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. I've got the little left. Well, he didn't. Men- he didn't mention that. Yeah. Sneaky boy. Wow. Uh, my matches of the month podcast is out at the moment. You can find it wherever you find uh, cultaholic audio feed stuff. Uh, or it's the pin tweet on my Twitter currently at Jolly Jolly. Um, and that's about Up it. the Impact Wrestling as well. We got oh, our sponsored yeah, match yeah. today through, I uh, think. Impact Wrestling's t- UK tour is starting next week. Yeah, next week. Wow. Um, so they've got Glasgow, Newcastle, and two nights in Coventry, I believe. Yep. Tickets um, still available. Yeah, although I think the first night of Coventry might have sold out. Oh, cool. But uh, the Newcastle one will be Turning Point, which we're very excited for. Several matches have now been announced, including Osprey versus Eddie Edwards, I believe. Mm-hmm. And many, many more great matches as well. So do check it out. Come along if you're nearby. Um, and uh, I'm sure you can find all the info online. Like, just, what, should we put in the description or something? Yeah, can do. Yeah. <laughs> Joel, can you sure. pop that in the... Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I've added on another... Um, and that's all, I think. What do we do and what do we say when we point at the I don't know. It's just, it's a, who? You get a ch- who? Sting. All right. Oh. Oh. I, I don't want to do this. You've got to do on three, aren't you? Oh, yeah. That's what I'm waiting for. Uh, well, how does, does Matthew have like a sign offline? And thank yeah, you, thank like, you oh, lovely, lovely people right, for yeah. watching. Now, on the count of three, point at the screen and, and, and say, three, two, one. Ow! Oh, excellent stuff. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 